dude, it's a it's a rough one, but it's gonna be so freaking worth it. You gotta you gotta get your squirrel suit and catch a meteor, right? Like honestly, just catch a meteor. Okay. Uh, so West Engine, explain a little bit more honestly. All like right. it's So tonight we're having meteor showers. It's gonna be epic. Um, yeah, like it, there should be uh, fifty of them falling every hour or so. You should see it. It should be quite the spectacle. But anyways. The idea is, Smash, we're going to drop you in from a plane. We'll be flying up okay. really, it's a 30,000 feet. And what you got to do is you got to get in, grab the meteor, take some breaths first. Suit it take, out. Some, take some big breaths first, honestly, because yes. the air is not going to sugarcoat it. It's a little thin up there. It's going to be burning up around that meteor. Hmm. And you got to basically catch it. Like, do you, do you realize how expensive meteors are, right? Like, you realize how much they're worth? Yeah. So, the goal, so what we're saying is the goal is to get it before it burns up. Pretty much. And then we're going to take it and we're going to just sell it. They're like, you can just make so much stuff out of it. Like uh, Tutankhamen had like a meteor knife. Like it was like a blade made of meteor. Like, dude, if uh, like the emperor of Egypt had it, can you imagine how valuable it is? Yeah, I know. They just, buy like, them, just but... Hold on to it. I mean, they're kind of heavy, though. And I, I, that, that's I mean, I'm not going to sugarcoat that either. We're going to have to give you two parachutes. OK, all right. First one, it might not be enough, you know. Yeah, basically, well, yeah. you just got to get the cargo net around it. And yeah. And then release the shoot, and we should be golden. Also, don't yeah, like don't sense. like drop it on anyone's house. Yeah, we'll do it over the desert so nothing breaks. We don't sense. break anything. Yeah, I like it, dude. We've already got a fence for the meteors and everything. It's gonna be it's gonna be epic. Like, do you have your fireproof gloves? You got to use those those grill gloves that we got you last year. Yeah, yeah, I have the fireproof ones, and then I have uh, they're like not Can plastic, wear, like, but. Pairs? Yeah, right. yeah, that's what I have planned. Right on. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know what you guys are talking about. Uh, we're talking about, you know what? We're talking about my favorite cooking show. Uh, Rick Bayless does Mexican grilled things on PBS, I think. Uh, that's definitely the name of the show. Uh, PBS. Rick Bayless does grilled things, grilled Mexican things on PBS, I think. <laughs> Look it up on Google. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. Uh, if you're, if, first off the hop, if you're over the age of 21, uh, sit back, relax. I'm confused. I don't know what you guys were talking about earlier. Uh, sit back, relax, enjoy the show. Uh, grab some ice cubes, juggle them, perhaps. Maybe you have an ice cubes, but maybe you'd like to juggle ice cubes. It'd be kind of fun. As they melt, they'll be like, spray of water it'll be refreshing it's really hot today so maybe you'll be like bathed in cold cold water that's even stupider than i thought now as you're like juggling them they're like raining water on you anyway uh that sounds like tons of fun maybe go do that uh ladies and gentlemen uh, go grab your tea iced tea uh rolling papers for some reason uh we, you know we don't know what those are for yet because we haven't kicked out the kids yet you know the rolling papers just in general exactly. maybe they're like presents you know like uh, uh gifts gift rolling papers i think is what it is tape uh, long story short, you have a couple minutes basically because uh, we got to kick the children out essentially. Yeah, you know right. what I mean? Like, uh, it's this show is for adults only. So if you are an adult, feel free to come back right after the break. Yeah, but in the meantime, what's not, the, dude, we got to yeah. we tell a story. We like to tell a nice fireside story with cupcakes and hot uh, chocolate. Wait, what about teddy bears? A little. We might have some poetry later. Yeah, let's let's warm it up. Let's warm up some some introductory poetry. Yeah. Roses are red. Ganja is green. You can't be in here. This is not your scene. Get off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a good one. That's a good one. That's going to win the probably Nobel Prize, I think. So kind of like uh, come and hang. Don't show your wang. That's I mean, that's it it rolls off your tongue. Ladies and gentlemen, if you are kids, actually not ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, if you are children, I hate to say it. It's not the fucking show. 
Gizzo, when you are of Gizzo, age, when they're 21 years age, old, just to be safe, like 21 and a day, like in an extra day, because, huh? you know, it's like Australia and New Zealand and shit. I don't want to I don't want to fuck around with daylight savings. You time have to be across the international extra. dateline. We can't take that's any it. That's it. That's it. Uh, you, YouTube don't play. 21 plus. That's probably what they mean. That's probably exactly what yeah, they man. mean. 21 plus the plus the international. Plus the day, we figured it out. We figured it out. Uh, kids, same, once you're 21 and over. Come right on back. Uh, join come us. On. Join West Engine. He'll be like, he'll be like, come on over, man. Oh, I come, in. Go. come in, come in, come in, everybody in. Big house, big house. It's the the thing is, it's way out there. It's gonna take you a while to find it. That's the key. You know what I mean? But if you can find it, free beef for everyone, right? I think yeah, so. I th- I think I'm not sure. I didn't ask him ahead of time. That might not be the way. That, maybe we, we might have been lying possibly. about that. Could be possibly. Uh, do you have bear traps? Like, uh, well, you probably wouldn't tell people. You probably wouldn't tell like a moat. And alligators and stuff. Mm, I always wanted a moat with alligators. That would be something. cold weather alligators. Sounds like a really good. By the way, cold weather alligators sounds like a good band name. But uh, cold weather alligators <laughs> would be exactly the kind of thing that your adversaries would not ex- like expect. They would never see that coming. They would not. I mean, they would once the alligators run after them. But it really, it's just you don't really need cold weather alligators. You just need the heat the moat. That's a thought. Oh, it's like a spa for alligators. I like it. Yeah, they, like, uh, they they it's, it's like an alligator rescue, but they occasionally eat intruders. I like it because exactly. they get to serve their purpose. You know, like every every animal should get to feel like itself. You know, they take a uh, uh, border collies and stuff out to like sheep farms to like just herd sheep for a couple hours to feel like uh, you know feel like a dog again. Uh, you could just basically like occasionally feed. I mean, the, the intruders are feeding themselves to the alligators. You know what I mean? You just kind of leave mm-hmm. them there. It'd be, it'd be really good. Probably would have to feed the alligators to keep them from eating each other, but I don't know. I'm not an alligatorist, so if if any of you guys are like a PhD alligatorist, please feel free to correct. See, us. what you do is you uh, just put really good ganja on the other side of the moat, right? And then people trying to get over more frequently. Like and the alligators edge. are well fed. Yeah, man. like a surprisingly slippery edge that they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, a little greasy, yeah, a little, just a little mm. slope. They think they can get up, but it's well greased up. Yeah, man, that'd be awesome. I think that would work. Talking about well fed uh, alligators. Uh, well, uh, beware of the man who has well-fed alligators. Yeah, man. Just like from that movie uh, uh, Snatch, beware of a man with a pig farm. Yeah, uh, beware pigs, of a yeah. man or a woman, frankly. With beware of really anybody with uh, with alligators. alligators. Yep. Yeah, I no want to say if you're like emaciated alligators, beware too because they're they're mean to the alligators. But beware of someone with alligators. I want to say honestly, um, it's kind of strange. It's probably not stable. Yeah. If there if there are still any boys and girls in the chat, they've been listening to us to talk about animals. West Engine, they probably think this is an animal show. This is not, oh, yeah. this is not an animal show. This is not for them. Oh, no, that's out there somewhere else. So you, right. so you can get out and go find it. Get the fuck out. Stop here. Smoke my get out. Yeah, get out. Yeah. Go look up Pippi yeah, Longstockings or uh, reruns of Steve. We're at Nineteen, Irving. and you guys can't be here at twenty because we're gonna get loose. We're gonna get we're gonna get a little loose, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Speaking before twenty, I hope you guys are. Oh, I have a joint freaking uh, uh, ready to go. Hope you guys are uh, ready to go as well. Uh, now that it's only us uh, adults in the house. Thanks yeah, for coming. Man. Thanks for uh, joining us again. The show is adults only. We have to be very specific about it because YouTube and all that stuff and the rules and laws and stuff. It's no disrespect to the kids. You know what I mean? And we have nothing against them. Once they're of age, they can come back. But in the meantime, if there's any stragglers in the back. Fuck right off. This show's for adults. Uh, it's still not. I thought that was going to be perfect timing, but it's not. Uh, famous last words, right? Uh, cheers to the chat. Cheers, everybody here. I'm going to pop out the chat so I can actually see you guys while we talk. Uh, as we speak, as I talk, my website is uploading like a bunch of photos because people have been asking, like, oh, we'd love to bring and buy photos and put them on the wall. So uh, right now, it's not in like one neat little gallery for 
some reason i i was sure it would be but it's not mm -hmm. cheers everybody happy 420 now it's uh officially the the show man it's officially us mm -hmm. uh let me show the website here in a second so the the photos print from printique from adorama so this is actually the first time that i've done this i've heard good things about this new window there we go uh i've heard great things about this uh Fuck has done it. A couple of photographers I follow on YouTube, a few other people. I cannot swear if any of my friends have actually gotten some of these photos, but Adorama is a super established uh, name in the business. So let's go to my website here. Folks, I'd be honored if you went and took a look. Uh, this is once again, fumidoro.com. You can also go to fumesofgold.com or fumidoroseedco.com. Uh, uh, take a look at the shopping. So again, uh, there's supposed to be a little bit more order here. Right now, it's just this gigantic page of stuff. Some of the names are even wrong. A couple of the photos have to be removed because the thing, like for some reason, was syncing stuff. It's not supposed to sync. Like that one right there, it says, got to delete. So that photo right there, it has like a hair on it. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah, it's, prefer if you guys don't buy that one right now but uh so the the everything's kind of jumbled in at the moment please forgive me I'm, I'm i'm working on it it wasn't supposed to be all jumbled in but uh famous last words it is right now so uh please folks uh, if you would go take a look at the west engine swindle that is uh three packs of any combo dread persephone lime river rose black prince ruby thousand one blah 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 anything except for basically morgana or Cribdis. uh whereas if you can uh, if you want some morgana go see i see a witch Morgana and her two friends, basically a pack of Morgana and a pack of each of something else. Uh, the other deals have not populated yet because this has been taking so long, but uh, uh, they will be soon. Anyway, uh, every 10 pack that includes with the deals, they come with a pack plus of Silago uh, the Bat, five pack plus of Silago the Bat, which is not available elsewhere. Uh, those, by the way, all have free domestic shipping. So uh, if the prices sometimes seem a bit high, they come with, uh, I would say, rock solid customer service and free shipping. But moving on to the photos, the photos, those right now have flat rate shipping. So I can totally switch that to uh, what's it called? Oh, let's see, that hasn't synced yet. Uh, not all of them are synced yet completely. So they look all weird. Yeah, I, gotta, I think that's not even synced yet completely. Yeah, it looks all weird and fuzzy. Anyway, uh, long story short, please go take a look. Tell me what you think. Uh, take a look at the different options. I pretty much made everything available. So if you want like G-Clay fine art prints, acrylic blocks. By the way, these metal prints look freaking epic. Like, honestly, just epic with the cannabis stuff. It looks so nice. Uh, anyway, um, uh, take a look. See what you uh, enjoy. Tell me what the, just to tell me in general how the, 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 the purchase process or just any any of it like honestly any because i just started it up i hope to change the gallery. see what i mean like can't even show the gallery normally it's kind of weird yet all right we'll get there it's uploading it's like literally like 30 out of 43 are uploaded right now so it's 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 work it's been chewing on it the whole freaking day it's 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 trying anyway go take a look at uh Kube, for example Kube f2 bombed but it's still not completely uploaded Anyway, it'll get there. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, speaking of guarantees, uh, basically, even though I didn't say this, I might edit this because uh, I've been saying it so much. Uh, if you basically have a frown on your face, if you fail to smile, essentially, as a result of buying my seats, please let me know and I'm going to make it right. Uh, other than that, folks, please go check it out. Uh, hopefully, maybe later on in the show, maybe all those prints will actually finally sync. Let's see, how, how far are we on the sync process? They are... 
page right now so take too long anyway they're probably sinking like about halfway so hopefully by the end of the show maybe they'll be sick maybe we can go look at the the website again uh once again i'm going to be uploading a bunch more photos too and uh hopefully putting them in cohesive galleries those were actually supposed to be in like three different galleries i cannot figure out why it's not working so i'm going to get there we're going to get to hopefully uh you know there's gonna be like a morgana folder lime river rose da, 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 da. and uh, hopefully you guys will be able to go and uh, pick out some photos but uh I don't know. There's, there's going to be quite a bit. I'm going to bring up uh, probably a lot of old photos. And as I can, now that I have a, a website to do it, I'm going to bring up old photos from uh, Kaffir Lime from back in the day, from uh, uh, Cuvée from back in the day. Honestly, you know, whatever, basically, I think that uh, prints are nice. If you guys would like to request something that you know I've grown in the past, please request it because otherwise maybe I'll forget or something. Uh, how do I put this? Um, if, I can, if I can make a nice photo that will scale, I'll, I'll put it up there. With that said, ladies and gentlemen, I'm freaking babbling. I was listening to the uh, podcast earlier from a couple of days ago. Speaking of podcasts, you guys uh, should go and take a look uh, uh, over at uh, iTunes, Spotify, uh, Pandora, Google Podcasts, on and on. Uh, and I was just going to say like, oh, Fumino, you got to freaking make the introductions short and sweet so people don't get bored and freaking, you know, fuck off. So I'm trying to not uh, talk too long. So folks, please uh, go check out the Portland Cannabis Tasting Society's uh, new photo contest. Uh, we're calling it Fumi's Photo Contest this month. About five posts back, if you go to the Portland Cannabis Tasting society uh, instagram is the actual rule post it's the announcement post i'm gonna post another one uh, every couple days uh rules are pretty simple go take a look if you have any questions dm me if you have any questions too uh please follow the portland cannabis tasting society gotta i mean if you're gonna win seeds from me you gotta freaking uh, follow the, the the page uh subtle soft rule is uh, uh you know tell your friends you don't have to tell your friends but it'd be nice if you did but uh, you do have to follow portland cannabis tasting society create a new post please so this way it's just easier for me to follow it this time a new post you need to tag me at portland cannabis tasting society in that post it can be in the the picture and the body, I don't really care. Somewhere in the post, you have to tag me at Portland Cannabis Tasting Society and also tag me with a hashtag, Fumi's Photo Contest. Let me see, that's F-U-M-I-P-H-O-T-O-C-O-N-T-E-S-T, Fumi's Photo Contest. One word with a you know, pound hashtag, uh, hopefully you guys know. If you don't know, DM me and I can tell you how to, how to, how to pound it, bro, how to pound that shit. Uh, probably not, but I'll tell you how to uh, hashtag uh, uh, Fumi's Photo Contest. Uh, the third rule is that you have to take the photo Real video doesn't actually have to be a photo. We call it a photo contest, but whatever it is, I have to be able to repost it on my Instagram. So it's probably going to be a photo or reel or whatever else, like I say. Uh, but whatever it is, you have to take that photo or reel or video or whatever, and also have uh, grown or baked or made the thing you're taking a picture of. So if you're a grower and you're taking a picture of a beautiful flower, you're in compliance. If you are a baker and you're taking a picture of something you baked, you're in fucking compliance. Uh, if you have questions, comments, concerns, you think that you deserve to be part of this, and you're like, well, shit, Fumador, technically, just DM me, I'm sure it's fine. I'm just trying to avoid like obvious uh, people taking a picture of uh, the, the jungle boy's garden or something. Everybody knows that's gorgeous, you know what I mean? So it wouldn't take you much to, to, to you know, get a great photo. But I wanna reward people to get their hands dirty, uh, step outside their comfort zone, uh, step outside their, their knowledge circle. You know what I mean? Like a lot of folks are, we are probably going to have a couple of actual professional photographers that, that show up like Johnny's in there, but Johnny can't take pictures of some shit that he finds in a beautiful garden. He has to take pictures of something he works on. So his first post was actually one of his first crosses, a beautiful uh, seed stack picture, great photo, but it's one of the many photos. He's not head and shoulders above everybody else. And one of the reasons why is that everyone has to get their hands dirty and people are going to reward the, the people who get their hands dirtiest. It, it always Always, always, always happens. The coolest, most interesting photo seems to win. It's not always the one that's, oh my fucking God, oh, how fancy. 
So folks, if you don't have a fancy camera, if you don't have some fancy equipment or whatever else, that does not fucking matter. That's not the point. The combination of you being a photographer or a, I don't know, videographer or whatever else, and a grower, baker, or whatever the shit, that's the magic stuff. Uh, uh, that's the magic stuff. Uh, last photo contest or one of the last photo contests, D was up there basically next to his plants and he almost won the freaking thing because people love the goddamn photo. So folks, oh, use your imagination. Step outside of the box, right, D? Step outside of the box. Do something interesting and unique. That almost always re is rewarded. If it isn't, well, hey, I, I can't make any promises. Sorry, folks. Uh, it is people's choice, by the way. So whoever gets the most votes, basically the most upvotes and all that kind of stuff, they win. And then there's probably going to be one or two uh, uh, What's it called? Uh, runners up. But uh, folks, remember, it's all in fun, all for fun and, uh, you know, a nice, friendly pat on the back. So, you know, hope, hopefully some free seats. Probably going to be throwing some Morgana in your guys' way and probably some type of Tommy trichomes, maybe some other uh, secret stash stuff. We'll see how it goes. Uh, the contest ends at the end of the month, folks. We're, folks, we're going to be uh, announcing the winner on Tasting Tuesday on the 31st, right at the end of the month. Probably going to be, for sure, going to be taking uh, last call uh, on the 30th. So I'll be posting ahead of time. Don't worry, I'm not going to surprise everybody. But uh, I will not take submissions after the 30th. And in fact, I might even stop taking submissions on like the late 29th because I have to repost them and then people have to vote on them. Da, 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 da. So we'll see how it goes. But uh, you guys basically have until the end of the month to get it. You can post at least, uh, you can post one uh, image or post per day. Uh, so if you guys have more posts, uh, there was some confusion uh, for a couple, I guess I'm not going to shout you guys out, but a couple of po uh, people uh, tried to post multiple images on the same day. You can post those images. Actually, I shouldn't have made that, that motion like, oh no, but you can post those images just on a different day. So one per day, please. Just that way I can uh, repost them. And it's not like uh, all one person in one day. I don't know that you guys figure it out. I don't have to explain it. Uh, one per day, please. But you guys can do it unlimited next 20 days or whatever until uh, uh, the 30th. Uh, with that said, cheers, folks. Cheers, uh, Greeny Houdini in the freaking house. Uh, Tommy Trichomes, speak of the devil, man. Holy cow. Tommy Trichomes is, uh, uh, I was going to say Tommy Trichomes is, uh, I was going to say something funny. I was going to say he was, but it didn't really quite come out. I was like, Tommy Trichomes is the tits, but that doesn't, I mean, he would probably be like, yeah, yeah, he's probably laughing right now, but he's like, it doesn't quite work out. I don't know. Is he? Maybe he is. Maybe Tommy Trichomes, it works. TTT. Tommy Trichomes is the tits. Maybe. That would be a good t-shirt, I think. He is the tits, yeah. It might be, it might be a little bit sexist, though. We probably don't want to... I don't know. We'll, uh, we'll figure uh, it out. I guess. Ladies and gentlemen... Uh, Somebody gets tits. Well, I don't, but I mean... Uh, you never know. Ohio's uh, getting in the house. Cheers, my friend. Bud Kilowatt in the house. Uh, Eric, what's up, bud? Are you saying, well, I'm here and I'm over 21. That's the fucking idea. Welcome. Uh, Coffee pot in the house. What's up, folks? Uh, Richard D in the house. Welcome, my friend. Uh, oh, by the way, uh, what was I going to say? The other day, a uh, kind benefactor who wishes to remain nameless uh, offered some, uh, they were the, the the glorified table beans, basically, but it was a nice gesture, basically, into the void. It was, the person was like, uh, you know, I'd like these to go to somebody, just a, a giveaway. So I'm happy to announce that, that person, almost like uh, I think the, the, the best version of that story, uh, the person that won that contest was like, hey, I got a really good buddy who needs some seeds in a brand new legal place. I'm happy to, uh, uh, can't talk, happy to report in a brand new legal place. The guy was like, hard to get seeds, hard to this, hard to that. So I think that uh, that's going to be the, the gift of uh uh, fresh seeds. So I think that that uh, that new friend uh, has some uh, Tommy Trichome seeds on the way, and they certainly have some Fajoli da Tabula, some good ones too. I think I was saying there was some uh, Charybdis crosses in there. So I didn't write it down, but whatever I said during the show. Anyway, uh, fun stuff is, is heading their way. 
Uh, so I, I think that that benefactor is uh, probably smiling. I hope so. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's see here. Have I made all the announcements? Probably, dude. Holy shit. It's been like 10 minutes of fucking nonstop talking. Uh, D, what's going on? What's uh, what's the word on uh, brains? It's probably fresh, but uh, you never know. Welcome. What's going on, everybody? <coughs> brains. Going on chat panel. I'm just chilling. I am smoking on some Gorilla Gas, and I got my pink crush here. Shatter. Um, I want to get into some of my stuff I got. I got some really cool beans. I want to get into a little later. Um, but we'll get through the introductions and everything, as uh, a courtesy of somebody. Um, anyways, cheers, everybody. Oh, and shout out, sorry, shout out to everybody listening on the iPod. Russia. Uh, I think anyone still uses iPods, D. I think they do actually. iPods are kind of like the the old iPods. They had like lossless sound and stuff. They were kind of nice. Like, I think there's a whole community of people that still listen to those things. Yeah, I wish the I still podcast. had. Like I ended up giving mine away to some family member. Like I totally wish I'd still had them because they were really, really? Good. Yeah, exactly podcasts and stuff. Yeah, straight up, they were really good music devices. Like we forget they about were. it. Someone was asking the other day, like, why are they called podcasts? And I was like, dude, it's because the iPod was like. The thing, for like five years. Yeah. It's amazing how time has passed. For like for, for five years, everybody had iPods. I wasn't happy when they made the iPod touches because I would break them all the time. Yeah. But the old brick ones were my favorite. Mm. Yeah, those, those were, were awesome, those man. Were. With that scroll wheel and stuff, those were seriously really nice. Uh, and they had such a like a, a simple for it was just like a hard drive that had a touch interface. It was awesome, you know. And it had like uh, they they were the first to have like lossless audio and everything else. It was cool. Uh, I had one of the Zunes for a little while, and it was just like, I mean, it, it was it was actually a nicer device, but I returned it after like a month. I took it back to Circuit City because it was like, dude, this is just City, that's not even a fucking thing anymore. It was, no, it was weird. I don't even remember exactly what it was, but I remember thinking like everything about it was kind of nicer than the iPod, except for the whole package. Like it was a weird thing. Like it, like every single thing individually was better, but the whole thing was just worse. Like it was bigger, heavier. Uh, it had this like rubbery coating, which was by itself cool, but then like it would get all sweaty and you'd be, ha you'd have it in your hand. Like this rubbery shit's all sweaty and it would feel like a, dude, it'd feel like a fish in your pocket basically. Whereas the iPod, like it's metal, you know what I mean? Dude, it was just a weird thing. It was like everything about it. It even had a better, uh, uh, like a wave, like a lossless wave format. It had a better format for audio, but yeah, it's just, I returned it. What a pity. I think got an iPad, iPod. It just seems like everything's on a phone now. I mean, is that a bad thing? No, not uh, really. Uh, we always, I mean, seriously, we always kind of colloquially talk about that as, as if it's a bad thing. But, dude, a tool is, is only whatever you use it as. You know what I mean? Like if, if uh, I don't know, if hammers were only culturally used as murder weapons, like then every time you'd see a hammer, you're like, oh, my God, society these days. But, you know, like we, so, we associate hammers with construction, right? So I guess I, that's probably a weird example. But I mean, like, a phone could be a useful tool. You know what I mean? Like a lot oh, of times. Absolutely. Just oh, absolutely. Uh, like completely. Facebook, but go ahead. I've completely, I used to, when I started my career, I used to handbook every angle, distance and thing. Now the, now there's a machine that records everything for me. And then instead of drawing my things by hand, now I draw it on the iPad because it's easier and quicker to draw it on the iPad. Uh, like, I'm, and now like I, I look at live, live photos on the iPad now, uh, live satellite on the iPad now, whereas That's I used the to get a, like for yeah, work and, though, right? 
it works perfect. You'd be amazed. It's it's become the number one tool, and like it, we went from net from not not using it to being the number one tool I use now. So the one problem I have with like the phone that you use for communication being everything is that everything takes battery away from it. So in case I'm in an emergency and my phone's kind of old and I got an app running on accident in the background, you know what I mean? That's the only thing I don't like about having everything, but I feel bad because I interrupted like the highs. So what up, Wes? (laughs) Yeah, man. This evening, what's going on, Wes? What's new? Oh, big up, big up, Fumino, big up, D, big up, Smash, big up the whole of the chat. Hope everybody's well. Hope everybody's living their best life. Hope we're ready for the most interactive show in cannabis. Uh, yeah, we'll keep it short and sweet tonight. Uh, uh, my Lime River roses are coming right in the garden, and uh, yeah, everything's going good there. And yeah, uh, how about you, Smash? What are you up to these days? I'm at Dave. 52 with the papayas and 70, wait, 70, I think 70 on the dot, actually, with that. I'm going to call it a hazy thing. That's that's the new name for it, my hazy thing in the back corner. Um, it, it, it looks real hazy to me. Um, doesn't look like anything I was supposed to get, so I'm kind of lost within that. I messaged the... I took the email from the breeder like uh, the package i went on their website and stuff and i emailed them so i haven't got a response so that's kind of sketchy too now so i don't know um but anyways i have 12 spots opening up um in my like lineup like i'll be able to pop like 12 beans um i just decided not you guys are going to be mad at me but i decided i went out there today and i looked and i'm like the I just didn't want to fight with the plants. I just didn't. So I made the, I just took a shovel and I kind of turned them over today. And next year I'll have a roof built just in case we get a year like this again. Next year I'll have extra lighting. I want to have lighting out there for like, so I can get a little bit longer or out there a little bit earlier and stuff. Um, and, and supplement some light <laughs> because this year we had so many clouds and stuff. Even my sunflowers aren't doing good. You know what I mean? Like nothing is happy. It just seems like everything was miserable, but it just, it did open me up to have 12 spots, which I haven't had in a while. You know what I mean? I've been popping beans kind of like chasing, chasing my tail or my count, like, Oh, two here, three there, four there, a couple here. Now I can finally sit down and be like, all right, what do I want to run? Oh, yeah. Don't forget to change. We haven't said this in a while. We, we always get stoned before we even start going. Top chat is when Google or, or YouTube funnels the comments. Live chat's where you want to be so you can read everything like as it's being said or typed, I should say. But cheers, everyone. I'm smoking some sour diesel auto flower from Fast Buds. Yeah, you muted. You muted, bud. Dang it, I muted. Uh, hop on, folks. Uh, I guess is what I was trying to say. Uh, welcome to the show. Don't be a dick. Don't show your dick. Uh, you know, we have pretty loose rules here. We, we, we kind of like to have a, an open panel. Uh, I guess I make the rules, so I guess I, 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 say I have loose rules. 
That sounds weird. I have those rules, bro. But, uh, you know, the show, uh, I'd like to invite uh, folks that come from all walks of life, all places around the world. Uh, we've had some really fun people from uh, New Zealand and Australia and uh, a couple times South Africa. We've never really had anybody on the show from Central Europe, but people are listening in. Thanks, folks, for from Bulgaria, wherever wherever else. Uh, I guess I don't know about the show, but for sure for the, the podcast. If I turn this into a podcast episode, sometimes the Wednesday episode, I just kind of let it let it go, like let it just do whatever it's saying. But every once in a while, like the Weed and Whiskey Wednesday, that one's uh, usually pretty hot. In fact, today I just uh, posted Weed and Whiskey Wednesday from last week. I thought that was actually a great show. It was pretty fucking hilarious. Anyway, um, what was I going to say? Uh, uh, I don't know. We, we get people from uh, all over the freaking place. We get people from France and UK, all kinds of places. Uh, got a question today. Who's Uncle Trip? And I laughed. I was like, oh, you, you forget that not everybody knows who Uncle Trip is. Uh, uncle Trip is, uh, well, he's my uncle. I don't know if he's everybody else's uncle. He's related to a lot of people just by everybody, uh, basically. Marriage. Yeah. He's my cousin. Uh, he's 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 had an eventful life. He's had a very eventful life. He gets away with a lot simply because, uh, I don't know, like everyone. Oh, that's Uncle Trip. Yeah, man. They're just like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. That's uncle Trip, so we kind of don't. Uh, yeah, we don't. You can never really pin him down on anything. You know what I mean? He's just he's, he's everywhere. Like he's everywhere. He's everybody's uncle. He's everybody's like uh, he's at every party. I don't know how he gets invited to every freaking party, man. Like, honestly, very popular, very popular. I guess, guy. I guess that maybe he brings the best wine or something. I fucking don't know, man. Like he's he's, he's literally at every party. Like, I mean, he has, a knack, he has a knack for getting away by the skin of his pants. Like, I mean, like, it's really it's really quite close how close he gets a few times. I mean, he's, he's, he's been through some shit. He's a good uh, fellow. Almost 30 minutes in, a few minutes giving the disclaimers early. Why is that funny? Which disclaimers was I just getting the, uh, I can't remember anymore. Don't be a dick. Don't show your dick. <laughs> don't be a dick. Don't show your dick. That's it. Well, it's just uh, us up gonna, here. Of course, he's not going to say much. Way. He knows we're not going to be dumb. <laughs> Uh, but uh, you know, Susie Sherlock's welcome on the show. She's uh, uh, joked about coming on before, she's certainly welcome. Uh, it goes for anybody in the show, nice family tree seeds, right on. Uh, it goes for a lot of you folks, too. Uh, the panel is open, you know, you don't have to, to mm-hmm. earn a place here or something. We'd like to know, especially on Tuesdays and Saturdays, I'm a little bit more strict about who I let on. Uh, I still have kind of an open policy, but you know, when we have a guest on, I usually I'm a little bit, I'm going to be a little bit jaundiced against like any fucking random person on there. Like Samsung, such and such. Ah, fuck, probably not that person. But, uh, you know, if we know you or if you say in the chat, like, oh, I'd like to hop on here for a second. If a uh, can bus driver, or, I don't know, Zooey or somebody, or if I grew someone to hop on, they'd totally be welcome. Uh, even if, you know, honestly, we'd probably recognize their name. So I'd probably just let oh, them Oh, shit, right Painted Lady. But, uh, Painted Lady in the house, welcome. Uh, she's growing uh, Morgana right now. She's seven one. In there too. <laughs> What's up, Am I still on live chat? I think I'm still on live chat. No, I'm on. <laughs> Pretty much if you got a blue wrench. Today, or the last couple days. Come the weirdest thing. I'm talking over everybody. I'm serious. My fucking no, it's right. uh, you know what I noticed yesterday that my chat, I actually had to shut my chat down because the chat was lagging like, like uh, how do I even describe this? It was physically lagging. Like when I would type something, like my, my type text would lag. And so it was somehow consuming like a shit ton of RAM. I was like, oh. how is the chat consuming that? I don't know, whatever. Anyway, cheers, folks. Cheers, I grew some. I forgot to say hello to uh, I grew some. Philly boy in the house. Cheers, uh, Philly Gro- Grokoski. What's up, man? Long time no see, man. What's going on? I think Grokoski. Well, I can't swear that Grokoski's grown up. Grokoski was last night, wasn't he? I thought he stopped was him he? at the end. Yeah, he stopped him right at the end of uh, that the was, interview. Uh, oh, I forgot. Gorski. 
Bros. They have oh, yeah, similar yeah, goddamn yeah, names. Yeah, yeah. He was the, I, the, I, the you're right, you're right, you're right. That's all. The voice of God. They were saying if I looked down on the chat and seen who was who was there, I would have I would have made that mistake. Sorry, Gorski. That, that, that's pretty hilarious. Gorski's the voice yeah. of God. Uh, enjoy it, Gorski. Uh, tell us uh, commandments. Thou shalt not water your overwater your plants. Thou shalt not. I don't know. Thou shalt not. Do a week seven flush because that's fucking dumb. Uh, whatever. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, what was I going to say? Uh, uh, you are welcome to hop on. Uh, this is not just a grow show. It's not. I was talking to somebody uh, just uh, just today. Definitely not a grow show. It's never really meant to be. Uh, it's never been meant. That's fucking terrible English. I never meant it to be. Uh, uh, actually, I didn't even really start the the, the, the show, so to speak, like uh, by myself. I was just asked uh, the other day, like, oh, how did this freaking channel start? Uh, honestly, Farmex and I kind of wanted to have our own. Uh, okay, that's not exactly true. Uh, I've had a YouTube channel for ages and ages, and I originally, originally, originally thought I might do stuff. I never got around to it. It's just a long story. Stupid, stupid, stupid excuses. Put every excuse you can find on there, all bad ones. Uh, and so I never uh, did any uh, actual content creation. You know, I just kind of browsed videos. Uh, later, uh, Dirtman Dan said, hey, you'd be great on the, the EO show. It'd be really fun to have you on there. So I was like, oh, no, man, I don't know, blah, blah, blah. But I went on there and basically didn't show my face. Like a lot of people, they still to this day, a lot of people are really nervous about showing their face and getting laughed at or, I don't know, recognized in real life or whatever else. You know what I mean? Like all the different concerns somebody might have. Uh, sometimes people have legal concerns. Of course, those are those are legitimate. I understand that. Uh, but, uh, you know, I didn't have any like uh, uh, serious concerns. All mine were just honestly like... Uh, embarrassed didn't really want to show my face on and on and on so i was like yeah fuck it one day i think tanasi was like dude we should really show our face on this uh show so i basically thought he was talking about me so i was like all right fine blah 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 and that was basically the beginning was like all right fuck it i guess i'll do a a channel on my own so once i was on the eo show i started to do a show here and uh, i don't know why i'm telling this freaking story but whatever like uh I don't know this is also partly to explain to other people like you don't have to have some idea like i'm gonna be a youtube star like I didn't think I was gonna be a fucking YouTube star, honestly. Like I'm not a YouTube star now, you know what I mean? So nobody has to be bashful to come on here. The show was semi-accidental, frankly, because the thing I guess I didn't finish saying with Farmex that didn't really work out. Farmex still comes on the show. Like that part is uh, super chill. Farmex is a cool ass guy, uh, but uh, that particular show just it just kind of fell apart, uh, and then we just morphed into other stuff. And I was I just told myself I was like, man, I should just really keep doing something. I didn't know what, but I was like. It's going to be in the habit of it because if I stop doing it, I probably won't get back. Like all those years that I thought I would make YouTube stuff, I never did. So I was like, I'll probably just fall back into the shadows. So I just kept doing a show and it slowly but surely evolved into essentially what you guys see here. Uh, hopefully you guys enjoy it. There's a so, long ass story, but go ahead. I just want to say if like you are nervous to come on, it takes something like as simple as this. Right. And this is my camera. I literally, you can put a background or just a name or anything and cover your camera with pretty much anything and you'll just have a background up like this. When you come on Zoom, your camera doesn't turn on until you turn it on. So just don't turn it on. You can, you can just, you'll just pop your name up there. I'll just show your name in, in black on there if you don't have any pictures saved or whatever. And yeah. The downside of that is that when you don't use your camera, then you do become the disembodied voice like Gorski yesterday. Mm -hmm. And people are like, oh, who's that talking? Blah, blah, blah. Like we had a stinky evil fart was on the show and people kept asking me, who's that talking? Because it was just me. 
and sticky evil part of the show. And it's like, they could only see my camera. And then uh, they heard a voice there. Like, Who's that? And I kept saying, Oh, it's a stinkle, like literally a stinky evil fart. And they thought I was joking. It's like, you know, they thought I was making fun of the guy's voice, but I was like, no, that's the fucking guy's character's name. But they couldn't see that because they, they he didn't have his uh, uh, camera on. So honestly, I would prefer it. I haven't made it a rule yet, but one of these days I, I probably will fair warning. I probably will make it a rule that everybody does have to have their camera on, even if they cover the camera like that. So that was a bad example of it, but that that's, again a bad example all right i'm gonna have to think what did i do i must there we go so you can cover the camera and then basically have like a fake image you know a, a virtual background or whatever uh i'm probably going to require that one of these days because it, it, it is such shitty youtube just not to see who's talking but in the meantime i have not made it a rule i'm making it a very strong suggestion please do show your camera if you can and again if for whatever reason you're bashful about showing your face i get it i understand uh if you are We'll let this person in uh, because chances are they're not going to show their dick. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, what was I going to say? If you're bashful for some reason about showing your face, I guess I just can't cover the thing. So here's my high technology. You're going to laugh. You're going to honestly laugh. You think I have some high, I don't know, I've, I've fabricated some aluminum freaking whatever. the. No, man, like honestly, it works. It's, it's enough. And when it breaks, I make a new one. I have an old zigzag paper wrapper that I've cleverly rigged up so that it is spring loaded onto my top here. And so it just carefully goes right over. And you see, I probably have to replace it because it's no longer spring-loaded. That's that's actually the issue. Yeah, you see? But basically, it cost me literally nothing. Like, as soon as I I'm pretty much took your idea. I was like, that's a good idea. But I just folded one perfect, and it kind of just sits here now. I want to open and close. So, folks, uh, come and talk to us. Come and chat. Uh, it's not... Uh, it's not just a grow bro show or whatever. I realized that we we're always talking about you know, our grows and breeding and whatever else, but uh, no, we're talking, we're interested in talking about all, all kinds of stuff. Hopefully a little bit later, we're going to be talking about uh, a ganja in India and stuff. That's going to be super freaking fun. Uh, if somebody comes on here a little bit, uh, you know, like uh, the conversation is pretty much whatever we, uh, whatever we make it, you know what I mean? Whatever. Yeah. Anyway, a uh, person just came in the, the chat and might not want to use their real name. Uh, the, the, the real name might show up or might not show up. I don't know. So I'm just going to give you the option. I can change your name if you don't know uh, how to do that yourself. But uh, welcome. I'll let you introduce yourself just in case you are using a different name. What's going on? Oh, might be muted. No, I think they're connected. It doesn't well, have the mute little symbol. Well, we'll give it a second. Uh, so that's you, by the way. I'm just trying not to say somebody's name out loud because sometimes people come on here and uh, they don't know that they can change their name. Clackamas Coot in the house. Holy cow. Welcome, Clackamas yeah, Coot. Uh, Clackamas Coot just got a freaking like fancy, fancy air conditioner installed. So he's dancing. Like he's, he's you know how Clackamas Coot likes to say he's dancing. He just told he's me in the chat dancing. not to speak in, a, uh, in my fake accent. No fake accent? No fake accent uh, for me, man. A lot. I, uh, I like that though. He says that too many breeders talk out of their ass. So maybe a camera isn't a good idea for certain guests. A trumpet <laughs> would be better, like a broken trumpet for some of them. That'd be better. Or uh, a two sided mouth or something. <laughs> we probably should not be mean. Uh, let's see here. Uh, who else is in the chat? Midwest in the chat. Welcome, Midwest. Cheers, buddy. Uh, Worthy Buzz. Welcome. Uh, who else in here? So uh, Clackamas Coots making fun of your uh, accent? No way. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Uh, 
Siklakovic Coop doesn't realize that West Indian actually was born in those foreign places, man. You you are uh, actually I was born I was I was Canada born, but like I you? was yeah, I was born in Canada and then I was when I was uh like little, we moved back down to Antigua and I, I was there my whole life. Like I never I never saw the first time I saw snow, I was 18 years old. It was after I graduated high school and came back. Wait, what did you just say? First, first time, time I ever seen snow, snow I was 18. I was 18. Oh wow. Yeah. <laughs> And now he sees nothing but snow half the year. <laughs> yeah. So when I got back up here to Canada, everybody called me immigrant, like for like the first five years or so. It's like immigrant. And I was like, what? I know. <laughs> was that your first name? You're like, hey, immigrant. What did you fetch the yeah, table? Um, you. <laughs> That's a little rough. Uh, what was I going to say? Uh, Coot's talking about 70 degrees in this freaking house right now. Holy cow. I was going to say, I was almost going to name this episode the one where we might not be wearing pants. Because uh, it's like 100. It was It was actually not that bad. It could have been it was hot. It was supposed to be. It's 97 right now. It was supposed to be like 105 today, but it was actually like 101 maybe. But still, that's... I've had warnings all day, bro, for like air quality and shit. And tomorrow it says 106. Jesus, it's Christ. Yeah, I am still technically, you wouldn't know, but I am still technically wearing pants, but I cannot guarantee pants for the whole episode. It's possible that it will heat up. I don't have the air conditioning running right now, but I might have to. So we'll see. D, what do you got there, bud? I'll just turn off some wedding agents. Okay, right. How do you use Uh, What else is up? I don't know. Hardly anyone's coming on, man. Uh, what's new? Yeah, we're. Painted lady, you're welcome on. We have so many barriers. Like, it sucks. And this climate is getting so bad. <laughs> the, the, the climate worldwide. Yeah, it's a real thing. Even, yeah. It's like you guys are dealing with excessive heat and other places are dealing with excessive rain. Like, I haven't had, like, we have this heat warning, but we've, we're coming off of a crazy, like, murky horrible summer like rainy every day no sun really and like the last couple of days we've had air quality warnings and shit like i haven't had some of those like those weren't as prevalent as i've ever been this year i've heard there's been a lot uh, extremeness fatigue i think right now because we've been in this like uh, pandemic for a year and a half blah 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 they're just i think people are just too used to all the crazy news that they hear now like oh my god world scale flooding and it just kind of flies over people's heads just today they recorded in italy 120 degrees it was the hottest temperature ever <laughs> ever like it never gets that hot there ever 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 in any part of europe does it ever get to 120 fucking degrees that's just the wave of the future like that's they're probably going to break that this summer, I would imagine. If they don't, they're going to break it next summer. You know what I mean? So I guess I was going to say, like, 20 years ago, they made fun of Al Gore, right? For his fucking movie. Like, ah, fucking convenient bullshit. Fuck you. For my whole life, people have been talking about global warming, climate change and stuff as something that's going to happen. And it was the scary thing that's going to happen. But the reality is that this is it now. You know, like scientists have constantly been telling us that it's coming, 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 and it's already here. Well, this is probably the first summer where we can, I think all of us can really say, like, all right. You know, like this is this is Something's it. happening. This summer has been absolutely fucking madness here. Uh, they were talking about on the radio earlier when I was making a sandwich, um, uh, California, how California is in a mega drought. Right. And uh, I don't know. Uh, so the, the person that just hopped on, I, I, I didn't want to say your name out loud. So if you were waiting for an introduction, I just didn't want to say your name out loud just in case you don't uh, uh, didn't want to shout out your name. So uh, 
if you want to hop back on and change your name or whatever else, that's that's absolutely cool. You're welcome to come and uh, hat, uh, come and hang. Coming on the show here. Uh, what was I going to say? Uh, dude, this shit is this shit is bonkers. You know what I mean? They, they, they yeah. were talking about California is what I was talking about. Welcome, Coot. Uh, how it's uh, it's been in a. I'm getting the part of the story wrong, but I guess I was I was getting to the gist of uh, they've been in a drought for. 20 years, basically, as long as I can remember, California has been saving water with very few interruptions. And now they're entering essentially a mega drought. And this mega drought could be a forever drought, essentially. And so they're talking about how all of the water problems will just be exponentially worse. Anyway, it was just very interesting. Coot, what's going on? Welcome. It's getting a little chilly in here. <laughs> going to make us all jealous. Are you going to sit there and just eat ice cream cones? It's like a, a uh, big no, block of ice there, in the middle of the room. Um, I'm not going to be alive that much longer to worry about climate change. I mean, this is bad enough. 116 in Portland, what, six, a month and a half ago or whatever it was. Um, this is the way to go. Uh, heat pump. By the time you uh, do the whole tax thing over several years, even with the feds, I mean, you're you're a fool not to do it. And then it's whatever you spend. Let's say you spent, I don't know, ten thousand. We'll say, okay. Well, the minute you do that, your uh, your value of your home will have gone up twenty thousand. So you're already doubling your investment as soon as you write the check. You know, so. Yes, yeah, pretty. Um, how efficient? I mean, the the heat pump water heaters I'm pretty familiar with. They're super efficient. Like, I'd never use a regular electric water heater uh, anymore. Uh, the heat pumps, like especially if you put them in a like for uh, for growers, they're perfect because they actually dehumidify as they're running. So you can right. run basically like it's like a secondary dehumidifier basically all year round. It also kind of cools your 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 area. They're freaking perfect for for growers. Yeah, in the desert. California desert, which obviously you have extremely uh, arid conditions, you can get away with using a uh, a swamp cooler. Mm. But here in the Northwest with, you know, days that hit 70% or more humidity or like where Smash lives back east, you couldn't use a swamp cooler. Uh, the last thing you want is adding moisture to the air. It's already the humidity is off the chart, you know. Right. So I think uh, things are going to have to be looked at. I mean, here's an example. I don't remember the name of them, but you know what I'm talking about. These uh, uh, containers that they ship liquids in internationally. And so it's a, a polyurethane tank. They're 300 gallons, and then they have a metal fencing around it. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, it yeah it's like a bladder. Okay, yeah, whatever that's called, whatever those are called. Well, those became popular at one point in time. Not with me, but with others. Uh, as a uh, 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 compost tea brewer. Okay. So without even getting into that, whether that's a good idea or not, can you imagine how much water it would take to clean that after you made a batch of tea? Absolutely. To get it sterilized for the next round? I mean... Do we really have 600 gallons of water to waste on, well, maybe, 
you know what I'm saying? You can use, um, this is something I've thought about. This was one of the main criticisms, I think, against a lot of those tea brew. I mean, my big criticism against the teas is that I just don't think they fucking work. I think it's just a, a misunderstanding of all of that stuff. But if you were to assume that they did, I think one of the easiest ways to clean it, people have been forgetting because they didn't talk to brewery people. I got to talk to, speaking of the EO show, uh, Dave, Empire Dave, he was on the show. He used to be a brewer. Like he actually used to own a, a microbrewery. He told me about star sand. You can actually buy it. Speaking of uh, uh, Steinbart's, you know, you don't have to just buy bar barley there. I can, I, I'll go get my little bottle of star sand. Uh, it's a sterilizer that's basically, I think, food safe. I mean, it's certainly uh, beer safe and it's a leave on sterilizer. So when you spray it on stuff, you can actually leave it on there and just rinse it off basically before you make, uh, you know, in their case, beer or in my case, like uh, uh, the, the, the water for my plants or anything else. Or you could potentially brew, you know, again, I wouldn't really make a tea anymore because I think teas are just kind of a joke. But you could do like one of those, those um, whatever uh, the um, whatever. So this is some water mix. You could sterilize those big uh, brew jugs with the star sand. Here, I'll show you. It's uh, simpler than it sounds. Is that what they used to clear to clean beer glasses in a bar so it doesn't interfere with the foam, the head, when you pour a beer? It's some kind of cleaner that they use. You don't run them through a, a dishwasher. At least a good bar doesn't, you know. Who knows what goes on in Missouri, but. <clears throat> yeah, okay, uh, right, right, uh, right. Uh, That's what I'm talking about. So dead Jesus H Christ, the desilbenzene sulfonic acid. We're just gonna go with that. Yeah. Phosphoric acid, fifty percent. Uh, anyway, uh, cheap as hell too. Like this whole thing was maybe eighteen, twenty bucks, and I've been using this for six or eight months. I use it right. constantly, just absolutely constantly. Uh, this is lovely because you can once you you. Uh, uh, I didn't hear what you were saying before uh, when, when I left for a second. Maybe you said exactly what I've just said. Uh, you can spray, let's say, clone trays and whatever else, even after you've washed them and everything else, even after you've so uh, soaked in water. I spray them with a star sand solution, basically. You only use a little bit of this. I can't remember exact formulation right now, but you use, a, I don't know, like a teaspoon per per uh, liter or whatever. It's really not all that much. And uh, you see it foaming up, basically. So it's when it's foaming, basically, it's kind of working. That's what Dave used to say. Uh, and it just kills whatever else is uh, uh, on there. It's like an acid, like a little acid wash, basically. So it actually, like, burns into the microbial skin. And, you know, it's a uh, freaking swear by it now. It's awesome. Um, another thing you can use are soap nuts for the saponins. And... Um, they can neutralize any number of uh, pathogens. In fact, uh, I use it as a uh, IPM, I, whatever you want, for lack of a better term, I, uh, on, for powdery mildew, as well as uh, it also deconstructs the ecoskeleton of uh, many herbivore insects. So you get a double whammy, you're getting a pesticide as well as a uh, fungicide. Hmm. And, um, when you use a saponin in the soil, and I didn't make this up, but uh, the convention is that you call it a wetting agent. And if you spray it on the biomass, the leaves and the branches, now we call it a surfactant. And I don't get it either, but uh, you're somebody else smarter than me to ponder why that is. But uh, yeah, you can really do some really incredible things. Uh, 
especially like, you know, the pots that you've seen uh, that my people grow in 800 gallons. So getting a good water saturation, especially in times of diminished water uh, supplies and saponins can go a long way to achieving that when you're, you have a, uh, we're not talking in ground. These are in 800 gallon containers. So it's four yards. Um, but that's a way to, uh, as, as a wetting agent, use its function as a wetting agent. By the way, welcome, uh, Ben Garl. Do I have the, the name right? Uh, if you are talking right now, you might be muted. Uh, and by the way, for anyone that's uh, hopping in, we're perfectly happy to help you guys. If you, you hop in, you don't know how to use the, the Zoom or whatever. Like a lot of us had to learn it the first couple of times. Uh, so just uh, th there is a, this is probably hard to, to learn first off, but when you join the, the room, there is actually a chat. You can press like, a, depending on your device, there's like on my Mac, there's like view and you can view chat and you can actually like pull it up. And if you had a question like, oh, how does the video camera work? We could probably help you out. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, Ben, if you're struggling with the audio or the video right now, uh, bottom left, usually, especially on a computer, it's usually the bottom left, the microphone icon. It's literally a little microphone icon that, that uh, like makes noise as you, as you talk. There's a little arrow that you can click on it. First of all, you can click and unclick that microphone uh, uh, to mute yourself or unmute yourself. But when you click that arrow, audio settings pop up. Sometimes people are on the wrong microphone. Like right now, because I'm using this mic and I have a, a couple of other mics that I've occasionally used, I've got like 10 different things on my freaking uh, settings that could be on there. So every once in a while, you might be on the wrong microphone or whatever. So you could ask us uh, or you can check that too. Like oftentimes it's the most logical microphone, like same as system or main or main speaker, whatever. But uh, in the meantime, just uh, unmute yourself anytime you can. Uh, in the meantime, uh, Ganja Grower has changed his fucking name to, uh, I mean, it's your name, man. Uh, do you want me to call you premature? I don't know. I don't know if I want to call you that, to be honest. Uh, okay. All right. We'll get, we're going to call him premature ejaculator. What's going on? Cheers, Fumi. <laughs> Cheers, everybody. Welcome. What are you doing here, Smashed? We look yeah. at the weather. It's the whole country is on fire. That's all I know. Right. It's a, no, it's not my tent. Oh, right on. That's cool. Wow. Okay, I need to get this one up a little bit. I ordered another humidifier. I got one broke down on me again. Oh, this is the veg tent. This is the flower tent. Top one. You need a dehumidifier. You need a humidifier now. Yeah. For my veg tent, need him in a battle. <laughs> in the tent, it's down a little bit though. So something little. I mean, it's it hasn't been. It's been nice out. It hasn't been rainy, so it's yeah. not really yeah. bad. The only time I ever need one is in the winter time. That's the only time I ever turn on my humidifier. So summertime, I never really do. But I'm not in the mine. The one anymore. the dehu I got. I put it at like 55 and then I notice it just stays on pretty much. And well, and my tent ends up going down in humidity, like to the point of having to add some. Uh, by the I way, have it uh, set it. Oh, sorry. I was just thinking, I just wanted to say, I have it set at uh, 54.5 on like the humidity stat because I'm in late flower. Hmm. 
uh, I'm getting some fucking crazy lag today. I was just going to say that uh, we might cut the show a little bit early. Uh, uh, I don't know. I have to decide because I'll, I'll probably step out uh, later in the show and check how the weather's going. Uh, tonight and tomorrow is the Perseid meteor shower, like the, the peak of it, basically. It's all kind of all August. But uh, I don't know. It's been a couple of years since I've gone out. I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to finally go out and get some star trails if I can. Uh, so I was thinking about going out later and uh, uh, doing that. So uh, I would recommend very much that uh, other folks that have the opportunity to do that as well. Uh, how often I would check like, that out. Can you hear me? I can hear you now. What's yes. up, Ben Carl? Cheers, man. Oh, Welcome. How's it going? So, Good. bubble teas. I, I will battle about bubble teas. <laughs> right on. Bring, bring the sword to the freaking the defend the honor of the teas. <laughs> I, I have my airstone. Um, bubble teas <laughs> like are awesome for keeping that water alive, and uh, you know, like if you brew it to a certain stage you can make all kinds of epic microbial cocktails and stuff and uh, like i only occasionally do it now but i used to be a big micro guy and brew it until it was like a big fungus and then pour that on my plants it worked out pretty good but it took three days or four days to brew so i, I started to just do the quick um thing and the top dress and stuff I mean, it's still great buds, but it's not as good of a, like the smoke feel and finish from the four day brews. Awesome. Right on. Well, welcome, dude. So, like, I do living water uh, and I keep all my my fish tank stuff bubbling 24 hours a day. I got like a 500 gallon pond and then I just feed off of my pond and, and mix in like folic acid and stuff, you know? Uh, I'm, not, I'm not trying to nag you or something, dude, but uh, the sound is a little rough. Maybe you could talk a little closer to the microphone or something. Yeah. Yeah, how's, it, how's this going? That's a little better. That's a little better. Perfect. Awesome. It's um, like the living water is is uh, pretty awesome. Like I, I like to have happy fish, you know. I have like the cheap comet fish and guppies, and I have a top crop that they eat off of and internal green stuff they eat off of, and I never really feed them, and they just live in this uh, their own little sustained thing. And That's I try great. to keep them happy with like jets and stuff, so they have you know stuff to do. And I water my plants with, with that usually, or uh, like a filtered hose water. It came out really good uh, every time so far. I was like looking maybe, for this goddamn package. Fuck. I hate when I find a receipt that I've been looking for the entire day and it was literally in front of my fucking face the entire day. Sorry. I literally <laughs> discovered something important. Uh, I just talked over you for no fucking reason. Sorry, Ben. You guys are really nice that the whole fucking day. It was right there. It was lit. You guys just saw me find it. I was like, what's that? Literally right there. And I was looking for it. I don't want to tell you how many times. It, it's the worst when it's like a note or something you really needed. And like, you know, you kept it. You're just like, fuck, fuck, fuck. Sorry about that, but absolutely out of nowhere. It was like. <laughs> Uh, folks, in nine minutes, uh, we could travel somewhere. We, we uh, 
What did we go to? We went to uh, Banghai Beach yesterday, Banghai Resort. Uh, where else could we go today? Um, <coughs> Greece. Greece? India. See the, India. Or India. I want to see a temple. The, 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 we haven't yet, so we will, we'll see. Maybe we won't go today. Uh, Persia? Nah, it's pretty illegal. We're going to like throw us in jail or something. Albania? Albania would be fun. That's where Timothy Leary hid out when they when he escaped federal prison. Nice. Oh, yeah, but he was worried about all nine years. Stuff. I heard that guy rolled over on a bunch of big weeds. <coughs> Leary? Yeah, I, I read it in an underground novel from these dudes who smuggled hash from Nepal to the Americas, and it it was from like a legit dude, um, and it was all about like them making hash oil and stuff. And apparently Timothy Leary rolled over on him and they ended up going to Lompoc for like seven years and they smoked out the whole prison with Nepalese hash oil for seven years and there was like no violence the entire time they were there. It was insane. He's the guy who says question authority, right, Timothy Leary? But he never said like our authority was our peer groups and the social you know, norms. He was like authorities, like the government and stuff. Um, I'm not. I'm not going to defend Timothy Leary. I think he was a clown. Hmm. But um, he took Ellen Steele away from us. Man. You want. You might want to study the actual history. He was busted in Laguna Beach on Christmas Eve in '69, and he went to federal prison for several years. And then yeah. a combination. This is no joke. Uh, Black Panthers and uh, were hired by the Brotherhood of Eternal Love, and they popped him out of federal prison at Lompoc, California, and he went to Albania. So I'm not sure when he would have been involved in hash oil. Um, no, no, he knew these the dudes, and because he rolled over on them, they got he got like a reduced sentence. That's what the book is saying. Well. Check is a check the check the conviction and from the '69 bus for three seeds yeah, on the floorboard of a car. That really that sucks. Yeah, federal agents. I mean, it was a big deal. This is before there was a DEA. No, but that's because he was reaching from the oldest in psychedelics, right? To like middle upper middle class rich kids and stuff, and then they didn't think like. Like I've seen at festivals, dudes will get markered after doing a party foul. Yeah, I, I see again. I, I'm not here to defend Timothy Leary. Yeah, um, he did more damage to the people in Laguna Beach by his presence, and uh, you know, a lot of people in the Brotherhood, the leadership anyway. Uh, what was his name, Greg? The guy that died from a psilocybin overdose. Wow. Uh, yeah, I mean, I didn't even know that was possible. Yeah. Well, yeah, but it, it wasn't. Like eating, but it wasn't eating mushrooms. It was from Sandoz. It was from Sandoz Labs in Switzerland. It was pharmaceutical grade psilocybin, and um, they were eating like, um, according to the the. the urban legend that they were eating five grams every four hours 
of this uh, psilocybin uh, extract, not extract, but just pure. It might even have been psilocin. Maybe, maybe it wasn't. I don't know about that part. That's terrifying. But I do know that that massive amounts of psychedelics on a level that most people couldn't even begin to comprehend were consumed. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he he was like 28, 29. And uh, he ends up at uh, South Coast Hospital in Laguna Beach. And, uh, you know, nobody's, uh, what's the word? All I know is that quote that he did about questioning authority. Oh, yeah, tune in, uh, turn on, drop out, yeah. Yeah, and then what they what I read in that underground novel thing. Uh, but I know that the guy's, the, the dude's dad was definitely a smuggler from his, like, demeanor and stuff, and, like, super pro. He well, they were really all, look, this wasn't Boy Scouts. I mean, they were shipping LSD and, and hash yeah. all over the world. There he is, Griggs. Uh, he's the guy that... Uh, yeah, he was a wrestler in high school, like four or five years before this. I mean, he was like, you know, an asshole, you know, guy in the car club and go out and beat up people and stuff. And then he got turned on to LSD and the book, uh, what it was called, <laughs> the Tibetan Book of the Dead. And he found enlightenment and the rest is history. Hooked up with Timothy Leary and Timothy Leary's... Uh, brain dead son and uh yeah they had a uh store in laguna beach called mystic arts world that was like headquarters central for like serious drug dealing not oh i know a guy can get you a quarter pound you know but you know like 200 pounds of hash or whatever yeah look up mystic arts world the night it caught fire, the Laguna Beach Fire Department set up the street and didn't even roll until it was pretty well consumed. Strange days for sure. Way too much money. Wow. Money was just insane. I mean, yeah, there you go. Well, so that apparently that was all some grand scheme to get LSD descheduled, like put on the big thing and take it off the shelf because people were using it to time hop and steal other people's ideas because life is semi-faded, right? And if you're right, the right kind of person, you can steal another person's million-dollar idea and forever alter their situation. Well, and uh, Let me just... I'll, and then I want to drop it because it's not that important. But the, the main LSD from that era, like say 70, 71 forward, was the one called Orange Sunshine. And Orange Sunshine wasn't even wasn't even LSD twenty five. It was yeah. ALD. And so <clears throat> this was about money. I mean, this was about they were just you could go to Goa in India. And find orange sunshine. On, that you know, stuff is fucked. It's not twenty-five. No, it's not. It's not even LSD. It's ALD. It's a similar compound. It's all, all made from rye uh, molds, ergos, whatever you. But uh, but twenty-five yeah. is twenty-five. Like if you if you take twenty-five, you would know like that you were talking to like this one being dude. You know? Okay, do you like, know what the number? Do you know how the numbers? Track. 
you know how the numbers came about? So uh, Hoffman had graduated and earn, earning a PhD at the age of 22 from Cologne University in Germany in chemistry. He was uh, the first chemist that was able to define the uh, molecular structure, not formula, but the structure of chitin. And that was important because chitin was used and still is used as a uh, suture for uh, surgery, both internal as well as uh, external. So he graduates in like in 1922. So fast forward. And so he's working at Sandoz and he's working on different projects. And he was assigned the project of trying to come up with a viable uh, uh, migraine headache uh, deal, medicine. And so he was working with these rye ergos, these, these molds, and they were labeled different batches, one through 40 or something. And at some point he stopped because he wasn't making any progress. There, there wasn't, there, there was nothing that he was, seeing there put his you know arms around and he stopped at packet 24 and then several months later one night a rainy night as the story goes he broke open you know, his story it's in his book uh lsd my problem child by uh, albert hoffman he broke open 25 and the rest is history that's yeah. all that 25 meant it was just the 25th sample out of this series of uh grows for lack of a better word it, it was the 25th way of, of uh synthesizing uh, uh, uh the ergot but uh, uh if you take ergot by itself apparently it'll cause like your most horrific nightmares to become real and th they said that that was part of the leading cause to a lot of um, witchcrafty stuff besides greed yeah, this sounds more like uh, fiction, what you read. Um, well, like LSD-25 is the 25th synthesis. Like no. when you I thought that was what 25 was. No, no. Read his, really, get his book. Get his book. He's the one that did it. And he lays yeah. the whole thing out. How the number, it was a pack, Mark 25. Yeah, but you have a great voice. And, and, and you, you were there, man. You know, like it's way more cool to hear it from you than to. I'm dyslexic and I, I hate reading. I hate, I burn books. There, some some things, you know, really, some things are just what they are. This was a good scam to make a lot of money. I mean, I don't think most Get people the have any that. concept of how much the tonnage of black hash that the Brotherhood brought in between. Yeah. This is pre, uh, there was no uh, oh. DEA. Uh, between the years of 66 and about 72, more or less, when the uh, CIA overthrew the king of Afghanistan and putting that whole thing into turmoil, then the production or the hash was sourced out of Pakistan. The old saying was, if it, because you, you would cut it with buck knives, these slabs, they were 250 gram slabs, and you'd cut them open. If it cuts black, it's Afghani. If it cuts green, it's Pakistani. Whoa. 
And, um, you know, but some things are just, they're not, they're not, you know, they don't involve spirits and, and, and uh, witches and demons. Sometimes it's just fucking money. And that's what this was. California sunshine. Raw capitalism. Well, no, I said LSD 25 is like a, a prophetic uh, substance. And, and it's, it's dangerous because of that. Cause not everybody wants to play by the rules. Right. And uh, the whole thing is that even if you can run, you can watch any professional athlete or the best in the game just die randomly. And it's about not causing the, the, the trauma, you know, because there's like something else going on. It, it's like uh, some say that you can call life by LSD 25. You know, like the vision that some get is like the exact moment of everything in fate. And some people flip out when they see it, and then others like, just dig in, feel comfort, and they just try to remain comfortable. <clears throat> this is like bro science theory, you know? Okay, at their trial in 73, 74, Tim Sand, who was one of the principals in the whole Orange Sunshine deal, <clears throat> and they were, they were uh, pressing them, the pills, the tabs, whatever you want to call it, and putting them in cans, they had a printer set up so they it would jolly green green giant so it was like looked like corn and they were shipping them all over the world India Europe Asia so when they got busted at the trial their first defense was I love this one I mean you got to give them credit for ingenuity or at least the attorneys you can't charge us for making LSD because we weren't we were making ALD. And this federal judge had been on the bench for maybe 35 years, you know, like since 1936 or some shit. He wasn't buying that one. Okay. So but that's, that's what much. caused the people to flip out. Like if you take real LSD, um, it'll do something to some people. Like if you've had extremely traumatic events, it'll, it'll strip away the harm that people have done to you in, uh, in their hate for whatever your life could be. And their jealousy. Let me just let me just tell you that at the at, at the trial, they had to because they were caught with the goods. They were using strychnine and methadrine in the uh, tablets because it would give you a better high. You, you get a better rush if you know whatever the peak. With, that's because they sold out to the cash, right? Because LSD twenty five is a whole different bag, man. Like people can take that in microdoses and stuff and just have like a really good time. But some people would so just pretty much what Coop's saying out. is there was no LSD twenty five anymore after he pretty much got like altered the the formula. All they were producing, even back then, was orange sunshine, which is what Kut was saying has that mixture. And I agree, like, these psychedelics can have effects on PTSD and stuff like that, but it has to be guided the right ways and stuff. It can't just be flippy floppy taking at a festival. Um, yeah, depending on the person. Yeah, fuck festivals and tripping. That's too dangerous, man. 
Oh, I trip <laughs> at festivals all the time. That's the best place to trip. Yeah. I have normally <laughs> once a for year. Fun, not trying to fix I have, something. <laughs> yeah, for fun. I DMT trip on a log at sunrise Saturday morning, um, usually once a year. Um, we have five DMT blunts, good weed, DMT inside going. We all sit on a log next to a river and we smoke. Wow. Like festivals, like that's kind of where I got sober from festivals and stuff. And I did a lot of my own work and guidance and it well, took me a long Oh, like 45 minutes. Oh, right on. No, the I'm most... like, like taking LSD and going into a crowd or a bunch of mushrooms. Oh, well. It's just not super, because you're so open and you don't know how people are going to react to you. And sometimes people like. No, nah, when you're really at a festival, it's not more. Not everybody's in Jersey, you know? <laughs> no, nah, when you're at a festival, the only like, dude, everyone's vibing. Everyone's doing the same something or other. Right. Someone's on mushrooms. Someone's on this. Someone's on ketamine. Someone's and... on LSD. Someone's on MDMA. Or they're mixing hippie flipping and doing flippy floppies and shit. Um, but everyone's vibing together most of the time at festivals. I've never seen like a fight at a festival for or a, like I've had bad trips. I was the guy who passed stupidity. out with a bunch of empty balloons around me. <laughs> <laughs> I should have bought them one at a time, man. I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> Chris, I just bought no. I just bought the cracker. Like I have a this weird thing, and then sometimes people will just start acting weird around me. You know, like it's like literally like you could film them, and like their eyes change and everything, and yeah, they change. If they you're at a festival, see. you just get up and walk away if you're uncomfortable. That's I know, what I did. If I mean, if I go into someone's camp and I'm tripping and I'm looking and terrible. I'm like, yeah, your vibe kind of sucks. I'm out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, that's good to hear because I always wanted to go check out a festival. You know, I, I've only been to like things in Hawaii and it was super small, but it was a good time. I think everybody has to realize that when you take LSD, it's uh, a distortion of time distance than uh, if you eat mescaline. And mescaline is completely different animal. I see shit that isn't there on mescaline and LSD is just uh, the vibrations of sound and waves like that to me. me up. <laughs> Yo, I just want to prove to Chris, Chris, you think I'm bullshitting? Look at, I still have that cracker I bought. <laughs> you put a balloon on it, you put the little th -th 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 in it. I still got sheets. But Damn, I need one of those. We haven't had LSD since before Orange Sunshine came out, and only a couple of guys like still had it. And then you know a lot of dudes got popped, but they weren't even synthesizing real twenty five. Like I thought twenty five was like a, a laboratory process, and then that was the twenty fifth synthesis, and and there was like twenty four other syntheses, which will bring you different places in your brain. But then 25 was like it life, you know, like the life that everybody wants. It was to the it was the uh, proverbial G spot for yes. psychedelics, eh? <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, that you wouldn't wanna... make sense because realistically, <laughs> that's so funny. It's always people come up with all these crazy shit stories, man. It's funny. <laughs> like, I mean, I've been said mescaline and stuff, yeah. yeah. And the like, you want to have a, a spear a spiritual trip. You're going to want to like mescaline DMT 
like those are out of world experiences not just out of bodies not just out of head out of world like i didn't i wasn't here anymore i was literally in an like alien spaceship for 30 45 minutes it was i've had multiple like journeys through like galaxies and shit like that's like the psychedelic g-spot i would say Aldous Huxley, uh, Brave New World and all that. He wrote a book on his afternoon taking some serious amounts of uh, mescaline called uh, Doors of Perception. And it was set up. He had his uh, assistants, questions that he had written out and that they were to ask him after he became in an altered state of consciousness. <laughs> now, remember at that time, even though he was a little bit older than the, the main group, he was identifying with the beats in the post-World War II era. And he would later go on to name the two compounds in mushrooms in 57, uh, psilocybin and psilocin. He's the one that actually investigated the mushrooms to find out what the active compound was. But anyway, Doors of Reception, uh, it's a fascinating book because it brings in some of his core beliefs as a Buddhist. And so the, the way the uh, questions were framed, and he framed them before he was, uh, had taken you know, the drug or whatever you want to call it. Um, and so then to see his responses, and some of them are really profound. Yeah, it's it's, it's a short book, too, so don't be afraid. Like, this book is not very long. I, I don't remember how many pages, but it's... Right. Not, oh, well, here it is right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 63. Holy shit. Like, anybody can read 63 pages, I hope, right? Yeah, he was... He was probably one of the... Uh, that Floyd Mayweather. Intelligent uh, people of the 20th century. I mean, if you look at his body of work outside of this book, I'm just talking about like Brave New World and others uh, that, uh, I mean, the guy had it going on. He was like real, a true intellectual. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, he was answering uh, ancient Buddhist questions, they're called koans, K-O-A-N-S, and they're, um, think of it as a riddle, if you will. And so um, those answers were really mind-blowing because he, like I said, wrote them before he was under the influence, and then how he perceived the answer. Uh, I mean, you thought you were talking to like a 300-year-old uh, Buddhist monk or something. It's pretty, it's pretty interesting about the Dharma body of the Buddha and where do you find it? You know, things like that. So, I mean, I love Buddhism, but then at the same time, I can look at it and be like, this guy comes from one of the most wealthy families going who probably committed atrocities. And he wants normal people not to go to his palace and kill his children and stuff. The best way to do that is Buddhism. But then also you get, you know, being a better being when people accept it. You know, I'm just thinking like in the terms of, of what I've experienced with people like double talking me and trying to mislead me in ways. But I, like I love Buddhism, 
and uh, I've been like down for that you know, since I, I was young uh, because of the practices of the eightfold fold path and being a better person with actions and, and stuff like that. You know, it's that's some good sense treating. I don't know if they're all about treating animals and stuff. That's, I like Levitic Satanism for certain things because they're like, you know, like animals and trees and stuff are also, you know, living beings and should be treated as such. A lot of Asians say they're Buddhas, but uh, all they say is, well, Buddha, you know, we ask forgiveness, you forgive us. Well, you know what? Quit doing the same fucking shit day after day, and then I won't have to forgive you. That's what I run into here in Thailand and in Asia. Oh, we're sorry, we're sorry. Well, you've been sorry for the past five days. Stop doing it. <laughs> no, Buddha will forgive me. Fuck but that. That's very, that's very what? Western too, isn't it? That's very Catholic. You can do pretty much yeah. whatever the fuck you want. Just go get confession on uh, Sunday or whatever. It was Saturday or Friday, <laughs> whatever the fuck day they do it. Murder. I don't think Buddha would um, vibe with what they're saying and how they're treating Buddha. Because Buddha wow. didn't claim to be a god or anything. He was just an individual who, you know, was like, while wow, being like chill and stuff and just observing life sometimes is better than acting out oh. on impulsive actions. And stuff. I hate to just do this, but we've had a couple people <coughs> enter with us, so we should say hi to some people. Absolutely. Welcome. Uh, Captain Fortuna, uh, just as he's coughing, Cascadian, I'm always catching people when they're dabbing or coughing or whatever. At least you're not coughing or dabbing, so I'm talking to you. Welcome, Cascadian. What's new, my friend? Welcome. Hey, guys. I just thought I'd hop on and give Coot some hell tonight, but... I guess I'll play with the rest of y'all too. No, I'm just kidding. That's give Coot nice. some hell or give Coot some help? Because I think if you're trying to give Coot <laughs> hell, he can he can dish it as well as he can take it, man. But <laughs> he had his hand on his head tonight. He's a freaking uh, Wu Tang Clan level. You know, he's on Coot here. Like, I mean, right? come on. No, it's always fun to talk to Coot, but the the rest of you guys are a good time too. So I just thought I'd hop on and see what you guys are doing. I figured mm-hmm. I didn't babble enough last yeah, appetizer to the main course or some shit. Jesus, H Christ, man. <laughs> I figured okay. I didn't talk enough last night, so I'd get on here and steal the show again, you know? Right. Shit, we don't hear enough of your voice ever, ever at all. <laughs> uh, Captain 420, we don't hear enough of your voice either. Welcome, my friend. What's going on all the way out there in uh, sunny, uh, well, semi places, but uh, what's going on? It's overcast today. Uh, you know, I, I seen uh, Lucy there, and it was like, well... Maybe I should join if I can make it out of the shower. Uh, the shower was very colorful. Uh, it's getting near the end of my time here in Thailand. So I was uh, making sure that everybody gets their uh, nah, fun. And uh, yeah, you know, some people still tear apart paper with their fingers and stuff like that and i took a little bit this morning so we're the hands look really weird i can't look at them i can't concentrate on much that butterfly that was flying around me earlier that was really fucking cool (laughs) (laughs) so i'm here to uh enjoy uh the evening with you guys and uh you know we're partaking here a little bit uh, heavier than usual. And 
It's wonderful. I love tripping in Thailand. Oh, man. I have to say that. It's yeah, you have some... whole, everything is just fucking awesome, man. <laughs> you got some beautiful uh, sights to look at while tripping. For sure. Yeah, man. Like, go to those temples. Uh, Gajagor is saying, like, uh, Captain's tripping balls. Just thinking, like, all those cool temples, like that white temple you were showing us, how cool that would be on, on well, tripping anyway. How funny. I should make it out to the Black House, and I'll have to do that before I leave. That's the end of the three the uh, White Temple, the Blue Temple, and the Black House. Uh, the beginning of life, life, and death is what it's supposed to mean here in Chiang Rai. And I haven't made it out and did a cast yet from the Black House because every time I wanted to go, it rains. And it's 25 minutes from the house here. So, uh, you know, the weather, just like back in Ohio, you travel 25 miles or wait 20 minutes and the weather changes. So... Besides that, I also do not drive my car, and I definitely don't ride the bike when I'm tripping. Oh, my God. (laughs) I love tripping and riding my bike, man. That's like the best thing ever. I don't drink and trip. I don't drink and ride my bike. I don't drink and trip. I don't drink and ride my bike, but a little acid is awesome on a bike ride. (laughs) But you're you're pedaling. I'm hitting the throttle. And hitting a oh yeah, no, I would definitely not do that. <laughs> in the United States, uh, except for three states, it's um, backwards. It, it's legal to uh, buy, sell, own whatever spores. And uh, there was an American guy that back in the eighties, I believe it was John Ant- Mushroom John. He's known as. He went around the world collecting spores, and so they're sold through a couple Hi. of uh, online stores. But the ones from Thailand that I grew uh, were like this bright turquoise center. And I don't remember the name, but uh, yeah, it was a really nice, uh, that was a nice mushroom to grow. I believe those. Those are the lowlands. They're down by the islands. That's right. So, uh, yeah, uh, it's just, it's wonderful that God put these things on the earth for us to enjoy. You got it right now, Solana. Oh, no, it's not. I thought it was. I'm sorry. Dang it. You go into videos and then you click on mirror. Mirror is a checkbox on the top. Like there was go to saying. the bottom, stop video, and then you click, and then go to video settings, and then you, you can stop video. You can do it while you're while you're going. I just did it. I'm literally raising my right hand right now. Weird. Mine doesn't say mirror my video, but now it does. Uh huh. Now it doesn't. Now it does. Now it doesn't. What are you using? <laughs> so if you can't get the setting, you would have to literally write it backwards. Well, all she has to do is like she, you can keep it the same I, way it I, is. And just I wrote it. I wrote it backwards. Oh, yeah. I got you. That's what it is. Funny. Yeah, I wrote it backwards. It's not working for you. You don't see it. Well, we see it, but we see it backwards. How funny oh, is that? We it, see like and, and I, it, it's written backwards. So when I when I That's, look in here, it works. So I'm confused. 
I'm Zoom confused. is automatically switching it because Zoom is yeah, like might actually be fixing yours. It, it, Your mirror like, box is already checked checked off. Yeah, oh no, my mirror box. Hold on, folks. And by the way, welcome. Welcome, yeah. Hi. Gracias. Hi, Hola. Dad. Number seventy-one. What's that? <laughs> is that his seventy-one first birthday? It's uh, no, it's uh, it's my father's Vietnam number. He's seventy-one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's 1971. His son number for my dad. That's cool. Cheers. Cheers. Uh, I hope he's watching. That'd be super fun. Oh. Uh, this is like an international show, man. This is super cool. Like, uh, Coots just eating pudding. He's, he's unperturbed. I like it. Don't let Nico catch him eating on there. Jesus, he was ready to freaking throw Cascading to the wolves a couple weeks ago for eating on there. Said he was disgusting and stuff. I'm like, wow. I guess we set off Nico tonight, didn't we? He was having uh, a bad day. Oh, yeah. Sometimes Cascadian gives me the munchies, man. I see him eating and it's like, man, it's like it 2, 3 o'clock like in the afternoon here off. and I haven't had breakfast or lunch and it's like, oh, man. <laughs> it's always a big bowl. The black in the chat. Welcome. Opie works up quite the ap appetite riding those motorcycles all day, killing freaking. Who, who are you killing these days? Double drug dealers or gun smugglers? I'm eating a homemade uh, Middle East food, baba ganesh, um, falafel. Oh, yummy. Pita bread, uh, tzatziki. Breakfast, uh, you know. I'm still craving a damn tamale from last night. I still have eggplant. Yummy. I like eggplant. I love eggplant. Uh, Baba Ganesh, uh, especially you cook it over a grill so you get that nice yeah. uh, flavor in, into the uh, mix. Right. I think that's my best. That's my favorite way of eating eggplant is Baba yeah. uh, Ganesh. I don't oh, think there's no. any other better way. I'm an eggplant parm type of person, man. Yeah. Uh, my grandma made this, um, like, uh, I guess you'd call it like Eastern European, Russian. I need to find it here in a second. Uh, this is just Baba Ganoush, if anybody doesn't know what we're talking about. But she used to make this uh, kind of a Russian version. It was so goddamn spicy when I was a kid. It was horseradishy eggplant. Oh, I yeah. I hated it as a kid. And, of course, you know, now that she's now gone. you probably I, love I it. Really, yeah, I would really like it. Yeah, I'm really into both of those kinds of things, both those flavors and yeah it's, it's it's sad that we like when you're a kid and she loved it so much too it was one of her favorite things and uh so like every time she'd make it i'd be like oh my fucking god yes. you can imagine how terrible that must have felt you know I'm kind of bad about that but anyway good shit you can find it lebanese places uh what else uh israeli but kind of all like mediterranean stuff has lots and lots of eggplant it's really good for you too by the way well indian too uh i mean they grow a, a, it's more like a a sausage is not a globe like the standard one that we're used to seeing in the grocery stores. Uh, and they come in white. The Italian ones are like, uh, look like a, about the size of a tennis ball. So there's a wide variety in the world of eggplants. And not all of them are purple, like I said, some of them are white. Yeah, check out Japanese eggplant too. Oh, those are delightful. And a little bit less aggressive. This is it, by the way. The ikra. They have different styles of it. Um, the the one that my grandma made was like really uh, horseradishy. 
So and you like spread it on bread and stuff. And it's actually really healthy. That was one of the reasons why she used to make it. She was really into like, she went through the world war and stuff. So anything that was like valuable food wise, she was like, oh, you have to eat this because you never know when there's a war. Uh, so anything that had like, you know, tomatoes, grain, and like that, literally, like psychologically, she was just really in tune to stuff that's just fucking healthy for you. It's kind of funny. Uh, but yeah, I hated that flavor. Oh my God. Hated it. Hated it. Like hated it. Hated it. Just so funny. Like I, I completely the opposite now. It's not maybe my favorite food, but I really quite enjoy it. I hated it as a kid. So it is. My grandma was a good cook. It's not to say that she was some kind of a terrible cook. I really enjoyed her, her, like it's funny to think, but like her, her lumpy potatoes still to this day, like I, I prefer slightly lumpy mashed potatoes because my grandma made them that way. You know what I mean? Like objectively speaking, they were a little bit not very good, but like they were my grandma's style of potatoes. They were fucking epic. But I don't mind lumpy potatoes. Yeah, I don't mind lumpy potatoes. And a little bit of butter. Yeah, I don't mind the lumps. I hope like, does this look I like it has like a- develop too much gluten? Who uses gluten? Do they? Potent. Yeah. So I have a question for us. Do potatoes have gluten right now on the spot for no money at all? No, potatoes not gluten. gluten. Yeah, I don't think they do. No, they. <laughs> See, Mertz, you're off the show. You're the weakest link. Goodbye. <laughs> you are the weakest link. <laughs> now I ask him what what it, what is gluten, and this will this will uh, trip him up. Uh, little tiny monsters that are microscopic. They, uh, it's a protein. Yeah, it's a little gang of monsters. No, I was gonna say it's a protein formed in the wheat. And one of the bigger reasons why there's two main reasons why people have issues with it. Uh, first off, um, the gluten content since 1935 has gone up over 500%. So if you are sensitive to it, there straight up just is more per gram of flour than there used to be, you know, 100 years ago. Um, the other issue, and a lot of people don't talk about this, is that the plants are intentionally sprayed with glyphosate as a defoliate uh, in order to make it easier on the combine. So, uh, and as we all know, with concentrates, uh, if you make a concentrate out of something, you're you're not just concentrating the plant material; you're concentrating whatever you just sprayed on it. So, um, you know, I think a lot of people, and they've actually attributed a lot of people that actually think they have a gluten issue, actually don't really have an issue with gluten. They have an issue with glyphosate poisoning. Uh, and if you actually look at their actual symptoms, they actually line up much better with glyphosate poisoning than they actually do with gluten, which is something that I did not know. I'm, I've been gluten-free for shit over a dozen years now. I was so long, I don't really remember what it's like to be uh, a non-glutard. But um, uh, I, I, for me, it was just process of elimination and through elimination diet, figuring out what food group was making me sick and stopping eating that one. You know, when I did it, there, was, there wasn't a name, you know, there wasn't like gluten-free this or that. It was just, okay, well, this is the thing that's making me sick, right? So. <laughs> yeah. So now, what would you call it when you do the mashed potatoes and you rice them and really work them? They, too, become tougher. So the more you work a potato, the more it toughens up, I guess, uh, in the mashed potatoes. Is that, uh, that's not gluten, though. No, no, it's not gluten. It's a different process. I I was just trying to. I was going to say off like the food real quick because we don't want to make too many people hungry. But I got tapioca. Tapioca and cassava are similar in that they'll they'll get thicker. Yep, I went through the same process of elimination in my my diet to quit 
making myself sick and uh in particularly uh inflamed i noticed i had a lot of body-wide inflammation just I, i didn't know what my body looked like to not be inflamed and um you know, I thought I had this and that and the third. And as I did more research, it come to find out a lot of it was, um, was glyphosate. Everything that I was having a hard time with was sprayed with glyphosate or contained some amount of glyphosate. So I'm, I'm right there with you potent and that, um, it's been a bit of a learning process to not think that, you know, I have, 17,000 things wrong with me and really it's just this root cause buried in our agricultural production methods that you know unless you really look into it um you'd never really know you'd think you have all these other issues when really (laughs) you're allergic to something you should be allergic to and it's called glyphosate well that and like i think a lot of people especially outside of the agriculture (laughs) even realize that uh this stuff was never invented for agro agricultural use at all. It was invented as a descaling agent for the inside of engines. You muted yourself. You muted. Muted. No, I muted myself after unmuting myself. I hate when I do that. Ladies and gentlemen, I see that Solana is enjoying some rum. So I think I'm going to go get, or some whiskey, perhaps. I'm going to go grab a beer. Uh, this is not an official weed and whiskey Wednesday. Otherwise, like West Engine would have had to, to get like crunked and stuff. And he's got to drive a kid to the to the freaking dentist in the morning. So we're not gonna we're not gonna force you, man, to get all crunked. But I have one have a table if you'd I like. Might have one. <laughs> all right, all right, you folks, you're welcome. To, uh, this is an unofficial whatever. It's a. Uh, does it have to have a label? Everything these days have to be labeled. Maybe like, if just, we're really good. Is Candy that- will come on with one of his monster beers. Dude, Candy would be freaking hilarious. Candy Forest Farmer is. is he has uh, these beers that are outrageously huge. Is that a picture of a fish? Is that is that a picture of a fish on Wes Engine's fish tank? Is that what that is? Picture of a fish. I think one of his fish died. Oh, that would be sad. Uh, no, that's my my daughter's art. She's dead decorating my fish tank for me, so I just left it there. Gotcha. I just can't see the lines very well, so I I guessed that it was a fish, but art is good. Damn it! His fish, his kids, terrible art critic. Have money for for to buy a fish, so he just drew one and put it on there. (laughs) (laughs) You want another one? Here you go. Shitty aquarium. Like this is an IOU. Like instead of this is instead of a rare like anaconda. So here's a drawing of one. (laughs) (laughs) Enough. All right, I'm going to go grab a beer. So I'm opening up to the floor, folks, if you would like to drink a little bit. Uh, this is not an official Weed and Whiskey Wednesday, so you don't have to have homework to get crunked or whatever, but uh, I'll be back. Sure. So how would... I was like... Go ahead. Good, Cascadian. I was just wondering on the, the gluten glyphosate thing, how do you know when you're getting something, uh, raw ingredient in particular, that's glutinous, but not sprayed with glyphosate. Is there Dude, a- I don't even know what the hell you guys are talking there about. Whole, there isn't a whole lot, and it's hard to find. Um, you have to get it, you know, just organically grown, basically, or all naturally grown, at least where they're excluding glyphosate. Sometimes they'll have, like, glyphosate-free uh, as a, a label as well. So, uh, Go to breadtopia.com. 
It's the biggest portal for bread bakers, but not you want to bake bread, but he has carries all of the so-called ancient varieties, uh, einkorn, farro, uh, uh, also known as emmer, um, spelt. These are, 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 are craft grown and certified organic by the various states. Uh, most of it's in the Montanas and that, you know, you don't grow it in Oregon. Oh, um, red copia? Red topia. And the thing is, what, you know, if you really want to understand the reality of the gluten issue is to look at Europe, uh, which bakeries there use a wide variety of wheats, not just American grown stuff. Okay. And breads that are made with einkorn in particular show far, far less not, we're not talking celiac disease. That's a whole different thing. We're talking gluten intolerance or whatever term is being bandied about. If I see another bottle of water labeled gluten-free, you know, I, I'm going to pick it up and throw it at somebody. Um, but what's important to understand is that it's, you, you can imagine we supply the world with wheat because we have the farmland to do it. You know, 3,000 acre farm of wheat is a nothing. I think that's a kind way of putting it. And (laughs) it's shipped all over the world. And so it's been hybridized like crazy at schools like University of Kansas. Why? Because they grow a lot of wheat there. And what do you do if you're a a university in those states? You create better, not better, but more uh, production, right, for the crop that's being grown. And there's your problem. You got handed off to the, the guys with the spreadsheets. And I'm surprised it's only 500 times as much as it was in the 30s. Because it, the, the, the amount of hybrids that come out, and you start looking at seed, I mean, a legitimate seed catalog, not for a home gardener. I'm talking about where you're buying it by the ton. And you'll see it's all about production. And the reason for a higher gluten is that it gives you a better spring, so it looks more luxurious. Screw the the health or nutritional benefits. It looks like a bigger loaf of bread. And therein lies, the goal was not to create a better food, but to create more of it. Sound familiar? Yeah, that's a that's a broken record of a story, isn't it? Yeah. Well, it's pretty much what has happened in the cannabis deal. You know, fuck quality. We just need production, and uh, yeah. So, no different there. Just there was a lot of money behind it. You can imagine how much money we're talking about in the wheat international wheat market. It's one of like the basic commodities on the uh, Chicago Board of Trade. Mm-hmm. I mean, my God. And I mean, they forced countries. Don't forget. After World War II, they forced other countries to buy wheat, and it was part of the armistice agreements. There's like all these little addendums because it, it was like a, a big thing for people who invested a lot of money to make a bunch of money. That's why a lot of the world hates us. You know, it's like they forced it and then they backed it with four dudes who were, you know, born and raised on nothing but violent video games and not in the right context, but in the literal context of kill. I'm gonna kick in the door, you know. It, it's like I was born and raised on violent video video games. Everybody's born and raised on violent video games these days, man. It didn't yeah, kill anybody. Yeah, but it desensitizes, you know. No, it like, doesn't. 
That's what people been saying for fucking 30, 40 fucking years since I was a little kid. People were like, ah, fucking video games are going to rot your soul and kill your brain. Like all my friends, Wolfenstein and Doom and everything else, like just ridiculous pixelated blood, which was somehow worse. Like the monsters in Wikipedia, like Wolfenstein. And I wanted to be like a Navy. That was somehow worse. Like until I started into mass murderers. Give me a fucking break. Like they mostly turned into IT guys. Hipper Gore. Yeah. <laughs> I know I for one now know how many hookers I can fit into the trunk of my mob, my Batsu monstrosity. <laughs> because of uh of uh, shit. There we go. Yeah. So I mean, that's kind of ridiculous. Like, that is a little bit ridiculous, that kind of desensitization, but like all the, the weird like abstract murder. People have been saying that for the longest time that, that somehow desensitizes people and makes them violent by nature. I think probably the opposite, like people that like do, release. first of all, people that are not violent by nature do that just to blow off steam. And they, they don't build yeah. an association between that and actual violence. And the people that do have violent <laughs> tendencies, I think, are able to actually blow off some of those violent tendencies to the yeah, point they that they don't actually blow up and go and kill animals and shit. If you look at the crime stats for the 20th century and then going into this century, we've, I mean, we've gone <laughs> precipitously off of a cliff compared to what, how high we were in murders in the 60s and 70s. Yeah. Yep. I really think it was the games, man. I think it's the cultures and depending on mental illnesses and stuff like that, like it could be triggered by anything, I would feel like. And it's not really okay. just the games. I wouldn't well, say the games are violent. Like, no, it's radicalized right psychopaths who are uh, <laughs> basically like killing people in schools and shit around here. Mass murder is the only thing that's happening here, and it's all coming from the crazy right wingers. You don't see any lefties mass murdering people very often. I mean, they do it in their own way. I like to think that it's crazy people, not one side or the other, Gadget Grower. Here's no, it's granted. Uh, more people right might right. land on that. You, you, you might have a, you might have a point statistically. You may have a, a larger margin landing on that side, but I'd like to think that it's people with like ninety-eight percent to two percent. It's pretty. It's not even like half-half or sixty-forty. It's literally. My question is: Why is it? Why, why didn't we have shootings when we literally had rifle teams at our schools? There wasn't an issue, but. When when well, we took away gun shooting. safety from from the schools, and and all that, then suddenly oh yeah, the rifle teams were saving the schools. <laughs> oh, Stop. Be, this was a misconception. Let's get back. There are, there are only new shootings. There there actually used to be some shootings. There used to be like the Texas uh, Tower shooting. They they even kind of made fun of it in King of the yeah. Hill. Like there used to be quite a few shootings. We just a lot of times that stuff was swept under the rug. It, yeah, it didn't get publicized as time. much. Yeah, they're straight up. That's stuff going on. Like, uh, so and, and then a lot of these are are fueled by people seeking the glory from like they're they're yeah. being in the being yeah the the, the, the being the twenty minute thing that's the they're the investigation so the even an american one for the longest time it was a dude in korea he was actually a policeman and his wife apparently woke him up by tickling him or something and he was just super pissed off about that apparently he was an asshole later on people talked about him he's apparently just a fucking jerk off as you might imagine from this story but he basically flipped his fucking shit and went and murdered like 60 people in the town and he was the only person in the town that had a gun this was like after the world war ii so super after the korean war so it was super poor rebuilding da, da, da. it was like disarmed uh, on and on and on it was i guess we could look it up but uh we 
weird shooting murders have happened for the longest time. I don't know why we're on this subject. This is the weirdest, darkest fucking subject. I know. You know who, uh, you know, so people like to go on and on about the semi-automatics and stuff. You know, of all the shootings, Virginia Tech, the, the guy with two handguns is the one that actually had the highest um, bullet on target rate for per bullets fired for any shooting. So, you know, people often like to go, you know, if you really, if the politicians actually gave a shit about doing something about it, they go after handguns, but they don't. It's about politics and, and what's yeah, popular, true. right? So that's why they go after the long guns. When in fact, if they actually wanted to do something about it, they, they do something with it. That's how you can tell if politicians agree with that. Or if they give a shit. If they actually do want to stop gun violence, then they do want to. And I say that as someone who's very pro gun. Um, but you know, if they actually did want to stop it, they'd actually do some laws for handguns, but they'll never do that in the United States. We well, have no. it protected in this as part of our laws and, and it's a good thing that we do. So, so, um, it makes a good point. Like mass shootings in general, violent crimes are different things. You know what I mean? And they're blaming games to be just violent and creating violent crimes, not crazy, super criminals. You know what I like? Technically these people or over a certain extent, just regular crimes. And that doesn't, I don't think that's true uh, at all. I don't think it brings up regular like city crimes at all. That's just the, my opinion. I mean, we should be regulating. Yeah, I think we got a lot of shitty parents. <laughs> and we should be regulating well, cans and bongs above a certain thickness of glass, right? <laughs> I mean, uh, remember, I watched it. Gunsgore just said this, the Tipper Gore, like Al Gore's uh, wife when he was vice president, like he was the people can be right about some things and super fucking wrong about a lot of other things. Like Al Gore is a dipshit and probably most of his other rest of his life. He just happened to be sort of right on global warming. Right. Well, his well, wife was famously anti video games, anti violent video games. She was even weirder, too. She was like some big moralizing weirdo. She wanted to, to avoid. I can't remember. There was something really bizarre about her, like sex education abuse. She was like totally incongruous. She's like kids should never know about some. I can't remember what it was. But it was super freaking like. Yeah, it was all tied to her religion. It was pretty wackadoodle. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. If it wasn't if it wasn't for Al Gore, we wouldn't have the Internet to, to broadcast. This. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> After all, yeah. I seen someone the other day. You say something about bong thickness, Steve. And the guy was like, All right, it's an unbreakable bong. It's unbreakable. He's like, I'll drop it from here. And he drops it, and the whole thing just shatters. I was, I was just referring. There was a, a dispenser before the fall. And some, <laughs> I forget if it was bear spray or a handgun or something, but the guy just grabbed the biggest bong off the shelf and just charged at him and, and <laughs> ran them right out of the store. So that's what I was thinking. If they were going to make good drug out. laws, they would say it's illegal to take unclean good drugs, like that movie uh, Running with the Devil with Nicholas Cage. It's good drug laws. Yeah, like if because it's the dirty drugs that are cut with crap that really fuck people up. But you can have a shitty experience. That's not true. Drug and come off it, it a lot easier. Sometimes. Unless you know a fucking chemist, your shit's not pure. Sorry. Well, that's what I'm saying though. So, like, if they wanted to be real, like, they would give us the good drugs that were clean, and then they would teach us to have self restraint and stuff like that at young ages. But they want us to get fucked. Because it's us versus them. It's a bunch of people who have stuff trying to box everybody else out. And you're like, fuck you guys. We have. And you guys get to like pick off of our crumbs. And we don't care. And our system makes no sense. And that's part of our our warfare. It's yeah, we get crazy. 
Most of our rec- like most of the recreational market where you're buying something is an RC, a research chemical, which is just an alternate. <clears throat> I, I tried one. It was two CI. It was supposed to be acid, and it made my brain glitch. Really? Oh, I like two CI. I had it with Molly one time, and it was an amazing, like smooth in. It was like watching TV, but tripping balls. You know, like it was like watching TV that was like going like this. Who oh, wants this? Bell man and Lars, you guys talking about that twenty-two? But the thing is, is look up the different twenty-twos. Okay, they're all twenty-twos aren't the same. Twenty-two yeah, calibers yeah. come in a lot of different. You got very small twenty-twos up to the twenty-two two fifty, which is a freaking monstrous of a bullet. Uh, like, so you are correct that they're all twenty-twos, but all twenty-twos are not. I mean, AR fifteen is a twenty-two. We wouldn't need guns and stuff. They taught us conflict resolution in fifth grade, and they started teaching us consent. Like, at, by the time we're two, we understand mine, you know? And they're not. It's like the, they're purposely stonewalling the human race for the sake of, because they, they have. Oh, who is they? I don't, I don't want to talk amorphously about they, because I, I don't really, frankly, believe. They, the, they, so. well, I, I don't want to. I don't, I don't believe, like, I have friends that try stuff. to talk about they as, as a big deal. Like, I mean, the, the way you see any group trying to fuck up anything, like, I, I should say, try to succeed at anything, and they fuck it, like, inevitably. Yeah, yeah, I'm not it. smart, because I, I can't be smart, because you can throw me in any situation. Dude, uh, uh, there's, some, there's some lag here. We're, we can't talk over each other quite so much. I don't think there's, I don't think there's some big, more Surface day that can honestly pull off just about fucking anything, maybe one or two things at a time, but certainly not some series of freaking mad successes. So maybe let's not talk about that kind of stuff. Uh, were you going to say something, Coot, or somebody was going to say something? Yeah, I I learned a long time ago not to ask that question. So who is this? You know, they. So I was talking with this guy that he was referred to me, and I can see now why he was having trouble getting anyone to talk to him. But um, I was talking about basalt, and I was explaining that the entire Earth is covered with, you know, basalt. You know, I'm not a geologist, but basic, you know, geology 101, you know that. He goes, well, that's what they want you to believe. And I said, well, who's they? He goes, the Jews, man, they run this whole thing. And I went, oh, okay, well, you have a good afternoon, sir. Yeah. Goodbye. Keep uh, never me. argue with an idiot. He will yeah. bring you down to his level and beat you with experience. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it was like okay. I, I saw a headline the other day in the paper and it said evangelical church members have the lowest uh, vaccine rate. Okay. Mm-hmm. And my first thought was, and this is a problem how? <laughs> uh you la- i don't know we should probably fucking if west engine should probably hit the abort button right about like any second now we're gonna hear eh, uh, eh. <laughs> uh, mind yeah a friend of mine is like doctors are even now saying like sucks to be you like you didn't get vaccine depopulation eh, like i'm serious they're talking about that kind of stuff and it's really sad to hear that kind of stuff enter our lexicon but i mean the reality is like does that mean they'll leave point, everyone I mean, alone now then? What's that, Putin? Does that mean mm-hmm. they're going to stop trying to force everybody else into their camp now then? 
just let us die. I'm cool with that. There. That's fucking no potent. I, I don't even. That's, I mean, that that really minimizes. Honestly, we're not going to talk about that kind of shit because there's 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 nothing even remotely like that. Like the idea that people are saying, no, we're gonna we're gonna just fucking cut that right off at the knees right now. The idea that there's anything even remotely similar between this vaccine situation and actual death camps. Like my family died in death camps. I have no family right now, basically, because they still all die. Like my entire family tree was all fucking just removed in death camps. That has no similarity to the virus, none whatsoever. They're not going to go and exterminate people at a selection process uh, because they didn't take fucking virus for a vaccine. That's fucking we're not going to we're not going to ever make that comparison on this show ever again. Yeah, but you can't go to Canada. You can't go to Europe. You can't go to my local theater you can't go you got to show a vaccine passport for most things coming up i would expect and but that still has nothing to do with a death camp jesus christ what are we we're yeah 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 it. exactly yeah, yeah, that's that's not really comparable right, so gonna, sorry, where's that goddamn gun <laughs> here listen go by this motto you know fox news but i i changed it to fa fa news we fart you sniff and so, if, yeah, man, the, some of, I, we don't have to be maybe because people will get fucking red eyed when we see their favorite news channel. But I, I was having this exact conversation with my mom who watches a similar channel to that. And uh, I can always tell because she asks me really crazy shit. Like, oh, really yeah. crazy shit. Basically, yeah, the yeah. first thing on the phone, like, blah, 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 out of the fucking cosmos. And I'm like, just completely my mental state is not in that at all. And so I have to for a second... I do like a double take, like from the fucking Looney Tunes or something, or you, you hear like a record scratch where I'm trying to absorb what the fuck that stupid garbage was. And then I have to, oh, okay, it's because, and I, I hate to be so insulting about this, but it's, I'm, I guess I'm where my doctor friend was talking about their, their friends. Like, how do I put this? Um, dude, when people are that far off, you're just like, all right, man, just, I don't know. I don't yeah, know nurses I'm, are quitting, I'm, they're exhausted. You know, yep. I'm exhausted from these conversations, man. I'm exhausted from these fucking conversations because we can never get anywhere with them. You know what I mean? Like, we're not going to get anywhere productive from this conversation. Like, I am settled that even... Oh, but I want to know who the selfish assholes are. <laughs> oh, my God. No, we're discovering it now, man. That's the thing. And that's that's where I've, I've kind of lost a little bit of the joyful optimism for humanity. You know, the idea that... Oh, man, just, that's, it is what it is. You see, what you see is what you get. I don't know. Maybe it's a temporary feeling. Maybe it's a temporary time because imagine if this had been a real reality. one that like really like that. That imagine if this had been the 1918 uh, Spanish flu. It's These becoming this. We would have been. We would have people we dying in the, the hospital. The, the young people. Like, this is what I've been saying for a fucking year now, and apparently the young people, because older people are vaccinated now. Fuck, we can't even talk about this shit. Like we literally can't talk about this shit. Hey, I'd like to I'd like to switch this back uh, because I'm probably going to have some problems when I come back to the States and eating food from America since I've been here in Asia for so long and potent and Cascadian. I'm probably going to be getting in contact with you because uh, I'm probably I'm in the best shape of my life. I am down to basically the weight I was when I was a freshman in high school. And, uh, you know, I've got great concerns about the food I'm about to eat when I come back to the United States, because I know it's going to affect me. It's going to inflame my joints even more, uh, you know, 
So my suggestion is eat in uh, Asian restaurants here. <laughs> no, that's the best chance you got. Otherwise, you're fucked. I mean, you go to any of these, uh, it's all factory food um, and handled at a commissary level. And when it gets to the store, all the debut is pay uh, somebody to drop it into a fryer, a piece of meat or whatever it is. And there's your meal. So if you want something that actually somebody gave a shit about making correctly, I would suggest Vietnamese, Thai, uh, Japanese. If you got the money, I'll go hit some uh, really good high-end Japanese places. Otherwise, because that's real food. You know, okay, guys, Portland, man. We got a lot of ramen for thirty-five years, huh? Oh, we got a lot of really good food in Portland. Oh God, yeah. This is like if you're a foodie, this is foodie central. Get you a big <laughs> hot stone. I'm gonna be in. I'm gonna be in like Michigan and Ohio. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Right. <laughs> I've been to Detroit. There's a lot of good food in the Northwest, actually, as long as you stay away yeah. from the, the franchises and the chain places and you go to people that actually cook real food. There's a lot of real good food in the, the Northwest in general. There used to be this killer German donut place on the way to the coast. I can't remember which highway it was. It was either on the way to Lincoln City or uh, Seaside. I don't remember, honestly. But anyway, it was just this German dude just in the middle of nowhere. And he just owned this one little building right on the road. And uh, if you didn't know where it was, you'd almost basically drive past it. So you'd have to kind of almost know where it was. It was a red building. And he's, I think it was red. Anyway, you'd stop and he made like German style donuts and it just immaculately created with blueberries and raspberries and everything else it was fucking amazing that's actually apropos well, of nothing right now i realize well, you know james about. beard was from oregon mm. and so his love of food he later wrote uh was because of he grew up here and so he got to taste <laughs> like real salmon seafood uh, the dungeness crab and and uh went on to write how many cookbooks, you know, even has an award named for him, the James Beard Award for up and coming new chefs. Yeah, he grew up right out of Portland. Can you imagine how good those tacos must be? Now that was the last thing to come to, I, I came up here in 88 and trying to find a, a real taco was pretty close to impossible. So, try finding a taco in Thailand. There are these little <laughs> things that are about three inches wide, and you look at them and go, "That ain't a taco." I need like twenty of them too. By the way, <laughs> it's just like trying to find pasta sauce. Uh, they consider tomato sauce pasta sauce. Can you imagine this shit? How oh fucking God. So Beard and how times change. Beard briefly attended Reed College in Portland, Oregon. Uh, he was expelled for homosexuality in 1922, having had relationships with one or more male students and a professor. However, the uh, college granted Beard an honorary degree in 1976. Uh, you guys don't know, but Reed College right now, that's where Steve Jobs went. It's probably the most liberal, one of the most liberal colleges that you go could go to that's still basically ivy league level like it's always considered like harvard level or whatever but it's for the just ultra freaking hippies essentially uh they have a nuclear reactor it's just a research reactor that they just fuck around with 
Uh, and uh, do people regularly, like the professors regularly, allegedly give lectures, allegedly maybe uh, under the influence of potentially some uh, research chemicals from time to time, not all the time. I mean, it's a serious college. I'm not trying to make fun of it, but it's like you would never in a billion years right now be kicked out for homosexuality or anything like that alternative uh, a thought or anything else. And to think that he was kicked out back then, it's amazing. Uh, Alan Turing, the let's look him up. He was kicked out. Uh, he was actually chemically castrated for being gay. Alan Turing right here. Uh, didn't they just make a movie about him a few years ago? I can't think of the name right here. English mathematician, computer scientist, logician, cryptanalysis, philosopher, theoretical biologist, way smarter than youist. Uh, Turing was a highly influential. In the, uh, Turing was highly influential in the development of theoretical computer science. I think they say that he's basically the father of modern computing, uh, providing a formalization of concepts of algorithm and computation with the Turing machine. Uh, he can be considered a which can be considered a model of the general purpose computer. He's widely considered to be the father of theoretical computer science and artificial intelligence. Uh, he was prosecuted in 1952 for homosexual acts. The Labouchere Amendment of 19 or 1885 and mandated that gross indecency was a criminal offense in the UK. So to avoid going to fucking jail and shit, he accepted chemical castration as an alternative to prison. He died in 1954, 16 days before his 42nd birthday from cyanide poisoning. An inquest determined his death as a suicide, but it's been noted that uh, no evidence, blah, 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 blah but uh, hounded to death because he was fucking gay. Can you imagine that shit? Anyway, I just, I just noticed that. I didn't know anything about that with James Beard. I didn't know that. So I was like, what the fucking shit? Anyway, imagine if he had been black. Huh. He wouldn't even have got the him. option. Oh, they would have lynched him. Yeah, yeah, Portland was quite quite racist, actually. It was. Uh, Portland at one time had the reputation of being the most racist city uh, west of the Mississippi River. It's still uh, the white probably, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, they were like Laurelhurst, that neighborhood. At the time Laurelhurst was built in the 20s, they had covenants. You couldn't sell to Asians. You couldn't sell to a mixed race, mulatto, as they were called. Um, certainly couldn't sell to, you know, a straight up uh, African-American at all. Of course, they weren't called that then. But, you know, yeah, this, this place, you know, it was Mark Hatfield. He was actually the at a state level when he became governor in the early 50s, I think the youngest in the history of Oregon, he's the one that uh, like took apart the racist bullshit. Mm. Um, yeah, PBS, the PBS station up here, OPB, several years ago did a, a two-hour, it might, might be in their archives, on Portland and its struggle to become like you know, real people. World War II is the one that kind of broke it apart because you had all these people coming in to work at the shipyards. Yep. Uh, Kaiser. Um, a lot of there were a lot of people working uh, building uh, ships and what have you for the war effort. That's so, why is uh, that's isn't that, that's my understanding why North Portland and St. John's and stuff used to have so many black people basically because they worked at the yes. shipyards, the ships, and working right. the grain docks exactly. and everything else. And now, as a result, of the last twenty years basically, there's been. The, I guess depending on your perspective, but there's been this completely uh, what do they call it? Fuck, I can't think of the word right now. Gentrification. Uh, gentrification, where basically the black people have been forced out of the home, their yes. homes have been foreclosed on, 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 and the white people have bought the houses in some cases for fucking pennies. I remember some yes. of my friends back in the day buying houses for yeah, hundred thousand dollars. Now those are million dollar houses and so on. It's so not forth. a pretty story. Yeah, it's not a pretty story. But 
I mean, I live in one of the most redneck uh, cities in this part of Oregon, you know, uh, Northwest Oregon. It's, uh, you know, pick them up trucks. And if I see another truck with American flags and Trump rules on it, I have to go on an extended vacation somewhere. You're not lying. You know, it's 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 right in the same metro area, but it is very different. You know, you oh, yeah, this place? Cars, oh, yeah. Very different stickers on the cars, everything. Oh, yeah. What, what amazes me is when you see an, um, uh, a Knight's Cross or some of the other, like, really not subtle ones. I was out, uh, I won't, I won't, well, I was out in Georgia the, a couple of weeks ago, well, actually last week, uh, and actually saw, I went to Walmart and saw one and was like, really? Like, you're going to leave the house with that? Really? Like that really just still was like, and I get, yeah, there's still parts of the country that still think, uh, you know, a century behind the rest of us. But um, that really just was like, I just, that level of blatantness was really still kind of surprising, I guess, uh, at least a little bit. Well, you know, my lifetime, the case went to the Supreme Court, whether uh, a white person and a black person could even be married. All the way to the Supreme Court in 67. And uh, it was a case out of uh, Virginia, of course. But, I mean, we don't have this long history of, hey, let's all, you know, sing Come By Ya and get get along, you know. Yeah, Loving versus Virginia. Yeah, she was black. Her name was Loving. Richard and Mildred Loving. Yeah. 67, there you go. Uh, it involved uh, Mildred Loving, a woman of color, and her white husband, Richard Loving, who in 1958 were sentenced to a year in prison for marrying each other. That's why they were sentenced to prison, because they fucking got married. Their marriage violated Virginia's Racial Integrity Act of 1924, which criminalized marriage between people classified as white and people classified as colored. The Lovings appealed their conviction to the Supreme Court of Virginia, which upheld it. They then appealed to the U.S. Supreme Court, which agreed to hear their case. It took 10 fucking years. Can you believe that shit? Y'all under arrest. Miscegenation. This is wrong. The fuck is that? Get married. I don't know, but they told me to rest. The big old word my grandpappy taught me. Sorry to make fun of your fucking grandpappy. If anyone objects. Yeah, evidently everyone objected, apparently. They're like, hey, we're freaking objected. Why? I don't know. It's because some shit. I mean, what useful, what useful reason do people have to, to make the rules like that? Honestly, it just blows my mind. Like, because the South never got over losing the war. It's not even just the South. I mean, they, they do specialize in that, let's be honest. But uh, there's plenty of freaking puritanical fuckfaces all over the place. Oh, we were just talking about Tipper Gore, you know. Well, although she is from the South, I think. But what, Tennessee or whatever? Tennessee. Kentucky. Where is she from? I can't remember. No, she's from Tennessee. Is she? Just like Gore, her, Al Gore's father, Al Gore Sr., he was one of the old, like, backslapping. Uh, he was a senator. Back in the days when, you know, everything was a private deal, the 30s and 40s. So he, you know, Al Gore grew up in kind of an odd uh, household, to say the least. 
It was, you know, it was Southern politics, man. Got to grease the skids. You want to get anything done. That's how it works. Like that movie with uh, Rodney Dangerfield when he says, you're going to do a building. The teamsters are going to want to talk to you. I mean, you know, there's reality for you. So uh, things aren't, you know, I never thought Cuomo would quit. I thought he would just hang I'm in surprised, there. Actually, I'm, I'm surprised. He, well, I'm surprised he quit as quick as he did because everybody was against him. Like when you have no allies, man, you're fucked. That's you know, what happened. His father, Hungry, though, uh, there's another good example. His Congressman father, from, uh, we, no, uh, Wiener, Anthony Wiener, right? Like uh, he was cool until he basically lost all his friends, and then he was just a dick. Oh well, yeah. But can we, since we sacrificed Como, can we get Al Franken back? Because he didn't really do anything. Al he Franken was anything. chill, man. He got sacrificed on the altar of bullshit. Yeah, they basically. Yeah. Uh, what was his fuck? Uh, it was a Kirsten Gillibrand. And oh, she was change like, in D.C. Uh, That's what he did. Well, Something uh, happened when he was filming uh, Saturday Night Live. Yeah, like, he was. Yeah, he was accused yeah. of touching somebody's butt or something completely irrelevant. Uh, he was accused of uh, making this gesture. Literally, they had a photograph yeah. of that chick. They were on tour together and she was a comedian. He was a comedian. Everyone on the tour said that that was a joke. They were laughing yeah. at the time. There was not. She was wearing armor. Like yeah. everything about that was falsified. It was it was so like palpably, grossly falsified. But they threw it. They lumped it in with everything else. I don't mean to minimize any of the other stuff. I'm just I'm remembering how vapidly stupid it seemed at the time. No, I was just going to say that it wasn't, it was all based. He didn't actually do anything. It was all someone misinterpreting something. And even the supposed victim said that he didn't do anything. So, you know, it was just fucking ridiculous. It was ludicrous. Yeah. And, at least Trump was up front about it. He just grabbed him by the pussy. <laughs> Jesus. That so he did, you know, don't, a gentleman. Trump did the whole three stooges syndrome, you know, like the, Mr. Burns with the diseases all trying to get through the doorway. Right, right, right. Yep. Right. They all and that's, out that's through the Trump. Door. And, and that's the same reason why Bill Crosby got going for so long, right? It's the same same deal, right? You got so many women yeah. <laughs> accusing them of it. They can't get through the door to the lawyer's office. Bill Crosby, the fucking, no, man, that's just money and power. He just knew all the right people. He just, he skated the other day. He just, he's fucking walked. He's, he's out of jail now because he's just a powerful man. Like he's, he's And he didn't even is. know Donald Trump. Right. I mean, that it was, you know, for the last four years, you, you want to get a, a pardon. So yeah, we were surprised a pardon. Earlier, y'all were talking about the mysterious they. Uh, I think they definitely killed Jeffrey Epstein, whoever they are. I mean, it doesn't have to be a oh, bunch well, that, of that, that, that 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 people, you know, that, that can exist. I'm saying like a worldwide day where there's like 10,000 people all simultaneously agreeing on anything. That doesn't exist. Yeah, yeah. Killing yeah, like, all the politicians got together on this one thing and like nobody broke, Plenty like nobody's. Yeah, like, mm, no, they can't even. What is like, they can't even people? I can't remember. I can't remember. What it, I, I, I think the minimum is like a three people, basically. Yeah. And yeah, we're not going to bullshit about that because I don't have any inside information or anything like that. So yeah, we're just going to move on. That's the thing. Like, it's fun to discuss some of that stuff, but uh, it descends into emotional. Uh, honestly, it's just kind of emotional opinionating. You know what I mean? Or even oh. like some kind of a religious thing for a lot of people. So well, there's not really a point in that. We just bullshit. Yeah, we just end up bullshit. I'm going to jump off. I got to be up early. Uh, yeah, so. Uh, hey, Night, everybody. Take care and uh, have a good conversation. Have a great night, Wes. That fish is enjoying the art. It is.
Who would survive? Uh, John McAfee or Jeffrey Epstein? D, man, you can't use that yellow mustard, man. You got to use the spicy brown shit. Come on, man. You're older than that. <laughs> Deli mustard. We had Obama shit one time for using the Dijon mustard there. Like, oh my God, that's so French. Use Grey Poupon like a proper American. Yeah, Grey Poupon is actually an American mustard. People are always surprised by that. Like, oh my God, it's French. Freedom mustard. It's kind of like, like it has nothing to do with uh, the Scandinavia. It was a cab driver in New York that invented Oh, the haagen ice cream? Yeah, yeah. They're like, oh, we want a fancy word. Yeah, it's just a, a non, it's like San Vox Nicks or something, you know? So, yeah, so, is a place in France. It's a, like a region or a town, and they make, that's where the, the that type of mustard style comes from. Probably, Poupon. but Grey Poupon itself is just mustard made in, I think, New Jersey. Dijon, France. No, the, uh, yeah, the famous yeah, one from France is the uh, Evian. Evian is naive. They just, oh, Grey backwards. Right? <laughs> just did it backwards for the American oh, well. market. Suckers. <laughs> and some of the best mustard in the world is made right here in Oregon, and they got the best name. Beaver Foods. And they make about 20 different flavors of uh, mustard. Is there a liquor store in that town? Beaver Lou. No, the liquor stores are run by the state. Beaver Liquors. There's one in Oklahoma. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, no, here they're, uh, it's kind of like the Army. Are we in the All military? The state runs them, yep. Yeah, Class 6 store. You, yeah, you overseas. Now, oh, too funny. You can't sell. The state sets the price. And everybody pays that price. I don't care if you're a restaurant chain, you're going to pay the same price for a bottle of scotch that I do if I drank. But you know what I'm saying? So that's why it's so ridiculous. Here they support the wine and beer industry. There's so more here they don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're doing the wholesaling as well as retail sales. Everything. Got to lock on all the lo That's ridiculous. The mafia has to use extortion and weapons to get this kind of money. Right. Uh, by the way, I was wrong. Uh, Grey Poupon was originally from France, but it was uh, reacquired, blah, 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 as I was showing. Jay, Jay Leno with a freaking Rolls Royce. Grey Poupon car, in case you're wondering. <laughs> How's that for a name, though? Beaver Foods. Uh, uh, company used to be a, a food service called Beaver. Beavers are really popular. <laughs> Beaver chirps. Uh, they're mustard. Uh, well, it's mustard. I don't know. Beaver brand mustard. Oh, yeah. It's really good. He owns more than one Grey Poupon car, apparently. <laughs> Does he really? <laughs> It's an absolute trip. Uh, here's the Beaver brand mustard. I guess they're out in what? Uh, well, because they're from Beaverton. I think that's why they're called Beaver, because they're from Beaverton. This if you is were the from Beaver Beaverton, State, man. It's the Beaver State. They're from Beaverton, and their brand right. is like a. But dude, they're like the triple nines of freaking. You gotta like play their numbers or something every time you go to Vegas or something. I don't know, like uh, their phone number. Okay, made. so our University of Oregon. That's the Ducks. And through a licensing deal with Walt Disney back in the 30s, they used the Donald Duck. Uh, Rock in the pond. 
anyway, and then the other school, the it's, it's where not the technically worker Donald bees, the Duck, they say. It's, it's where the worker bees Donald go, Duck's Oregon like, State, they're the beavers. That's a great name for a team. And the beavers are out on the, on the field. <laughs> uh, the beavers are out on the field, right? Yeah. That's okay. That's I always like, there you go. Return for the 10 yard line. Yeah, uh, there you go. They're not you know, that you, good, I have to be honest. Uh, we, we all want them to be, but the ducks are the better ones. Beavers. Oh, uh, please. The ducks are where the people that go into public relations and politics and become attorneys. The people that go to Oregon State are the worker bees, they're farmers, they're you know, in the forest industry, manly men or, doing manly things. STEM too, I guess, like engineers yeah. and stuff, probably. Apparently, Grey Poupon is like this big, like, secretly uh, gay thing. Is like, it really? <laughs> gay commercials or, anyways. Maybe in Spokane. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I said that. But... <laughs> that sounded funny. I don't know. Uh, what's wrong with beavers, man? Let's see here. Uh, the beaver state. I'll show you guys. Uh, the beaver one state. of the meanest animals. They're right up there with uh, oh, no, badgers. they're not. They are not. They're friendly. Yes, they are. Really? You know, Every time I've ever seen long. a beaver. I, like, I, I, I would turn around, the beaver would be shocked as I was. Like, they'd be like, What the fuck? Why are you on this river? And I'd be like, Why the fuck? Why are you here? And then they would like scurry into the water and flop the the the. the, the they water. start flapping their tail to signal their their yeah. roommates to come out and help them. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, you know what animal is super metal is uh, uh toucans. Toucans murder parrots and eat fucking songbirds and. Oh god. They're, like, they're assholes. A lot of people don't uh, know that. Toucan, oh. son of Sam. By the way, uh, this was pretty hilarious. This was like 10 years ago, but uh, world's largest beaver dam discovered in Canada. Uh, it's bigger than the Hoover Dam. So, or at least it was, uh, this is from uh, 5, 10, 2010. Canada's mighty beavers have been keeping mighty busy, they say in uh, uh, Gizmodo, maybe. Uh, this newly discovered, well, 10 years ago, newly discovered beaver dam in Alberta's Wood Buffalo National Park. So big it can be seen from space. Let's look at the pics. Uh, 2,788 foot marvel of beaver engineering. It's wetland on all edges. Apparently, beavers have an instinctual response to the sound of running water. So, like, if you actually play like running water under their like dry bed, they'll just like they'll go and they'll get logs and just cover it because they just they, they instinctually respond to the sound of running water. Fun fact: It's the second biggest beaver dam ever discovered. The biggest beaver ever found was that's right your mom right yeah yeah <laughs> damn mama uh let's see here we're fucking around ladies and gentlemen come join the panel don't be a dick or show your dick those are the rules west engine isn't here to tell us uh what was i gonna say um don't be a wang come and hang come have a ball don't show your balls those have been some of the other candidates i can't remember the rest of them uh we're looking for alternatives. We're looking for uh, other rules that we can give. Basically, the revolving around don't be a dick, don't show your dick. You know what I mean? Okay, I got a good story for you. I talked to a, a friend today, and uh, 
he attended the last uh, Canacon in Chicago. And I just asked him one question. I said, are, are they as bad as the ones out here? He goes, yeah. He goes, I think it's like they've got this thing syndicated. Uh, just a clown show. And uh, uh, whatever. So what what would a what would a, a Clackamas Coot run uh, trade show look like? Uh, that's a question. I wouldn't, there wouldn't be one. Because here's uh, my here's my no objection. for sale at all. No, here's my objection. For 25 years since uh, Alaska was the first state, I believe, to have some <clears throat> kind of decriminalization, the uh, people with money have done nothing but victimize the medical patients. In some instances, they applied pressure on the state legislature to repeal the laws because well, they can just go to one of the clinics, you know, dispensaries and buy their, their medicine, that kind of shit. Fortunately, we got enough leftists in Oregon, at least we ended up with four plants. But uh, I can't in good conscience support what goes on under the guise of, you know, brotherhood and you know, medicine and, you know, it's a bunch of garbage. M mysterious products that you don't know what the, what's in them, right. but you can trust him because he's a really nice guy. Yeah. Have you, uh, Fumi had um, Josh from um, Dutch Blooms on yesterday who runs the regenerative uh, the Science of Regenerative Organic Cannabis Cultivation Conference, um, which I think to me is one of the only ones out there that's really worth going to. Um, uh, and uh, definitely check out yesterday's episode uh, if you guys haven't had a chance to. Fumi did a great uh, job of interviewing him. Um, but um, I had a chance to go to well, a bunch of them. Uh, but uh, uh, I learned more at that one first conference uh, in like the first you know three days there than probably all the previous conferences uh, the past five or 10 years, you know, combined, you know, because there really isn't a lot of conferences, just like you're saying, on, on that are actually curated with, with real, you know, actual vetted people that are do that either do this daily or, um, you know, do this on a, you know, more than just trying to hawk a product. You know what I mean? I, I do. And, and that's, you know, come on. I mean, we can sit here and bore each other all night on people who are running around with the title of a consultant that never grown a plant successfully or incapable of growing a plant successfully. Um, and somehow they hold some great that's knowledge the or, or power. Way, right? Could, like, that's the maybe people maybe think we're being unfair or something like to be clear. For anyone who's maybe not connected the dots or something, when when you don't see the plants that they've grown, and when you kind of know behind the scenes that they haven't grown any plants, then you you can pretty well assume that they cannot grow plants because if they could, they would have, right? Like if, if you're a plant yeah. consultant, or a kitchen consultant, or a fucking astronomy consultant or whatever, you should have some skin in the game. You should have some actual experience in that subject. Yes. Otherwise, you're basically flapping your fucking gums. That's that's the punchline, right? Yeah, I mean. It's, it's a joke. Uh, people that were buried five years ago are being, you know, regurgitated and propped up again uh, for reasons that completely escaped me. 
I'm all for talking to somebody who knows what the hell they're doing, or at least has a fucking clue. But come on. I mean, some of this shit, it doesn't matter how outrageous the comment is. There's a, the, the church pew is full of people who would sit there and they bob their head up and down like, you know, one of those dolls in the back of your car. Mm. I get um, 12 hours of hiking. Yeah, I know what you mean. I mean, I saw it today, for example, I was dicking around over on uh, YouTube. And the, are you ready for this? The title of this video, not a, you know, was uh, the best way to use Fox Farm Ocean Forest. Oh, man. And I was just about ready to log in and say something like, are you fucking kidding me? I mean, I, th I thought we buried those people, what, eight years ago? I mean, hasn't there been at least yeah, five all that stuff, uh, Those are the videos that still to this day do the best in, in every single possible field. That's why every single YouTuber, if you don't see them for a while because they got busy in life, their first video back is 10 things that a beginner needs to remember to blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it's yeah, always yeah. the beginner level stuff. And so like whatever you can focus to the beginners, for example, the stuff the beginners love, Fox Farm Ocean Forest, Fox Farm Ocean uh, Forest, Fox Farm Ocean Forest. You know what I mean? The Go one Coots talking, the one Coots talking about specifically does like the thumbnail game and shit. Uh, I just find it funny. Yeah. You I, know? I mean, if, if anybody really thinks that there's a big difference between soil A and soil B, they're delusional. Just well, they're, look at the bag. They say soilless mix. You know, like we even call them the wrong thing. It's not fucking soil. You know, soil would no. have organic media and life and worms and shit. It's soilless media. You know what I mean? So, right. like, it's, it's a glorified way of uh, hydroponics. Because mm. you're, you're going to take the same shit if you didn't have it in that bag of shit. You could put it in Rockwell cubes. You could put it in whatever you wanted. So the soil means nothing. That's just to get the hook in you. I mean, that's what Ocean Forest did. You bought their one of their horrible soils, Happy Frog, and uh, Ocean Happy Forest. Sucked. Okay. But the Ocean Forest, I smoked one plant that was a purple urkel, and that was a good plant, but it wasn't like like the stuff that I grew. But it had the full expression. Sound is shitty, dude. We got to talk closer to the mic. It. Um, the ocean forest, like I like ten or twelve years ago, my friend gave me a purple oracle plant that he grew in it, and uh, it had the flavor and it had the experience, you know, like the base hot to half an hour and a half, two hours. Um, but it's not like this stuff that I grow now, or like good um, super soil or no-till. Right on. But that's not the point. The point is, is that the bag of soil itself, there isn't a dime's worth of difference between any of them. There really They're all, for the most part, most of them are packed in the same plants. I mean, oh, geez. But I just try to, like, look, I know the different fertilizers and the outcomes. And then, like, if people start, like, when they hate on Cali Connection, like, before he got huge, I grew out his seed and it was so awesome, man. And then he just started winning because the stems were so amazing. 
And uh, like if they hate on Charlie Connection, uh, remind me, he's a pretty big bre- uh, breeder in California, right? Like I hear about, like that a heavy OGs like and stuff connect, or something. But then I also heard that he's a breeder, so I don't know what's going on. But his <laughs> fems are they changed my mind on fems because I I hated fems, and then I grew a freebie of Cali Connect and Humboldt Seed Organization, and I want all the American companies to carry their seeds, so I don't have to buy from Europe. You know, it's uh, good. Is, is having some. Uh, I, I don't know if they're going to be back. Probably so. There's there's some other Humboldt Seed Company has uh, feminized uh, seeds. They're legit. They're in America. They're here. Yeah, yeah. I just I know the old highs. You know, like when you say 91 Chem and Chem D. Like I want the 91 Chem. I want the SFPOG. I want like super functional, the trippy, and and the alternations. Like I'm like. I know the high. And so I'm like, are you trying to like dick me out and, and, you know, steal from me or something? Cause like, it's a different high, you know, like a base chem dog isn't 1091. And you believe that all that can be accomplished through your selection of a soil? Uh, that can alter stuff. I'm just saying that, that, um, like as much as I dislike, I hate salt, but like it makes me suicidal and stuff when I smoke it. And uh, I'm all organic and stuff. I've been saying, trying to get people to do that for a really long time. But uh, I'm just saying that I smoke, I actually got to smoke a a plant that was only grown in uh, Fox Farm ocean mix and water. And like it wasn't a totally shit plant. It wasn't like 707. No, I mean, how do I put this? Like, the, the ocean forest is going to be better than a lot of things. Like, when Coot is, Coot is a purist, you know, like people have to realize that Coot is literally like he's a freaking purist. Every morning he wakes up, people probably don't know this, he wakes up and he breaks like wonderful French bread. You know what I mean? So his house is like filled with this wonderful aroma of French bread. Like, he's a freaking purist. He doesn't go to the grocery store and buy bread. You know what I mean? So he's talking about the best way to do things, not just a way to do things. You know, like if he were stranded on a desert island and there was a pallet of Fox Farm Ocean Forest and there was nothing else but rocks on the island, he probably wouldn't throw it in the ocean and say, fuck this shit, I'm going to never smoke. He'd probably just fucking use it. But the point is, if there was almost anything else like dirt or tree compost or anything else, he'd probably use that, I would imagine. So it's one of these things like ocean forest has been overhyped. A lot of people kind of rely on it. I know for sure that people uh, over rely on those products. Uh, I'm not even really anti Fox farm because I feel like they're among the better companies that kind of exist in that whole scene. But uh, and, and I feel like they push the door open a little bit like Starbucks. I don't even really hate on Starbucks as much as some people do because they kind of created, you know, if, uh, uh, did you guys shaking. see the, did you I don't guys hate see on Starbucks the episode they created on the whole coffee scene? You know what I mean? So, Their coffee. I, I don't necessarily like them for other reasons, but I do kind of give them a, 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 a tip of the hat or whatever for saying like, man, the coffee scene probably would not exist in the U.S. if it weren't for them and a couple other uh, chains by now. They were so successful. And so it's kind of the same thing with Ocean Forest. You know what I mean? Like I kind of nod my head to them for that. But yeah, Tim Hortons, that D's a big fan of Tim Hortons. You know what I mean? There uh, was one fancy thing, one fancy so- soil company. They, uh, I don't know if you guys saw it. A couple, I, I know you guys saw it because we were talking about it. But uh, where they opened up a bag of soil, I'm not going to say the company, but a, a premium organic California company of soil and out plopped like four different pieces of uh of uh tar pavement you know oh interesting 
I got paint chips in one that said organic. It was, was it was it Royal? Was it a royally related uh, California company, or was it something else? If you it knew was, how little money, I mean, if you knew how little money, I'll put it jet. Anybody is making on soil because that isn't the point. That's not your revenue stream. Your revenue stream is the crap that you buy along with it. The tiger bloom, the cha-ching, the whatever the, you know, it's the new program. The soil is just to put the hook in you because there isn't a dime's worth of difference between any of them. It's peat moss and perlite. And when it says it has something on it, you know how much is required to go into a yard for it and put it on the bag? It's less than a tablespoon. That's 27 bags. Think about that for a minute. I mean, you think someone's out there actually measuring? Oh, we want to make sure this is right, you know? No, man, let's get that shit on a truck and get it moving, you know? No, but to anybody who's grown it, to to bash it discredits us in their their thing. And and my whole thing is, like, I have grown it, and I can say, yeah, you get, like, a two-hour hide pretty much a good I don't know. That's we're we're now now we're in genetics and there's yeah. a whole. That, I, I don't think that that's why I don't think the soil has all that much to do with it because it, I mean, it's I not a, a soil. A that's Juan the keeper of the trees. You have to do they, something I with my kind grow. Yeah. Like I'm the I'm the only dude I know who has this level of grow who is willing to share any of it, and I put it all into a book and I link all of these dudes from YouTube to the pictures so that you can see it, see them do it. And I just link what was already there together and stuff, you know, and it gets me this great. That gets me through my entire night without waking up to smoke weed, you know, and then like hours into the next day, depending on the strain, but there's no, uh, it, I get that full expression every time indoor and out. I think one of the biggest things with Fox Farm is just consistency, right? Like you can go to pretty much any hydro shop in North America, basically, and find um, Fox Farm. So if I'm giving advice to someone on how to get started, it's a great you know way to just, hey, here's something off the shelf that I know you definitely have. That's not going to be like super fucked up. It's not perfect, but it's, you know, gets you there. Same kind of thing with like um, uh, Coots Mix, right? So Coots Mix is like, I can describe Coots Mix and people know what the fuck I'm talking about and get that anywhere in the world. Uh, and, and they're getting that same consistency on that product uh, as long as those ratios are maintained, right? So it's that same kind of thing. Although Coots Mix obviously is much better to go with, but um you know, I think that's the one of the biggest reasons why it's taken off is that, you know, from batch to batch, it does have its issues, but, you know, it, it can be one of the easier things to find, you know, for anybody, especially for the newbies. I would suggest that anybody that is new to growing or has people that are saying, hey, listen, you know, uh, what type of nutrients? I would suggest, you know, something like Fox Farm. Uh Actually, I helped push Fox Farm in the 90s, especially out of the Midwest. There's especially a grocery store in Youngstown that was one of Fox Farm's biggest wholesalers uh, because we also carried it at the normal chapter. And at the time, there was just part A and B, and then the Tiger Bloom came out. 
Uh, I can tell you that I can taste, and it's the only one of the certain things that I can taste, and it's tiger bloom if somebody uses it in their plant. Uh, but, uh, you know, from the beginning, it was the easiest thing to use. Everybody was able to use it. Uh, you really, I really didn't have people coming back and saying, oh, man, I put too much on that. And of course, my, when they would always buy the nutrients, I would say, hey, if you ever put too much in there, just flush the hell out of it. Try to rinse it out right away. Uh, that way there's no uptake. Uh, you, know, I mean, you know, where, where this is for the new on that. Oh, sorry, go ahead. I forgot there's a lag, go ahead. There, this was for all the new growers. Mm. And, you know, I, I have to give big props to uh, uh, Fox Farm because they have stuck with the cannabis grower ever since the beginning. And they haven't, like certain companies, come out with micronutrients in each different bottle and trying to get you for $50, $100, $200 a gallon of basically 99% inert water. Uh, you know. I mean, that's the kind of short of it. I don't know. I guess, you know, Coop can certainly speak for himself. So I guess where I've sort of absorbed his, his methodology, maybe, I don't know, I guess I'm going to paraphrase maybe, is that it sets you on a bad path on some level. Like if you could honestly help it, avoiding that whole path of the bottles and the flushing this and the PPMs that and all that stuff. And instead just mix a normal soil and then water it appropriately. Like you would set yourself on a completely different path where you no longer have the issues of overfeeding, underfeeding, flushing, underflushing, all these different things that only really ever happen when you set yourself on this weird path. I don't know. What's a, what's a metaphor for, I was trying to think of like driving or something else, but I can't think of something like that. It's just, it's so artificial, the whole like feed regimen and stuff. And I know that it's like, um, it's natural in cannabis, but I mean, cannabis has been this really weird uh, system for the longest time. It's been, uh, you know, it's been illegal. It's been under the table. It's been underground. It's also had really high profit margins for anyone that grew it commercially I mean, like you can get away with all that kind of weird liquid stuff, but I mean, no, I but the know, whole thing was thing, if like, you were a connect and you knew your your various fertilizer lines, then you could connect properly, you know. And uh, like I never did; I wanted to do that, but I realized dudes would mess with those organized guys, and I didn't want to deal with that kind of drama. So I just wanted to do my own home gardening. But if you're going and you ask the grower and you're like, what are you growing off of? And they're like box farms. And you know that you have a two hour to a four hour, depending on the strain or more, a little bit, depending on the strain or less. Um, no, I, oh, I don't know. I don't think I with flavor and a base consistency and stuff like that. Cause not everybody had the great organic stuff, you know? Oh. And if you knew the bottle lines and you could set the grades and you could really talk, and they would try and tell you either way about stuff. And it's like, dude, like, I know your Fox Farm stuff. Like, this is what it is. And I'm saying my stuff is way better and it's all organic. And it's, you know, basically. That I would, yeah, I believe that. Yeah, for sure. I think yeah. part of it goes, goes back to like we talked about yesterday uh, on demand. Um, I think it was on this show yesterday. All my shit's blending together. I did an interview today, too. And I don't remember what was on what, but. Um, 
uh, about how you know people are are so used to just buying the solution and and moving on uh, that you know they want that paint by numbers coloring book simple part A part B and if it's not that simple then they can't be bothered or it's too intimidating or they don't want to take the time to learn like we talked about people just don't want to learn um, I'm pretty sure that was yesterday on this show um, uh, yeah you know it just comes down to that is that that's the culture that American culture is kind of breeding. Uh, across the board with other aspects of life. So people kind of come to expect that with the gardening scene as well. Yeah, and it's, the thing is that actually like just regular gardening is not that hard. I, I, don't, I don't know why it's so, like people used to grow vegetables around their house, like families that, how do I put this, immigrant families that didn't have a lot of money, they would grow vegetables around their properties. Like uh, my uh, stepfather, who again was not really that great of a person, but he, he had some interesting stories from growing up in San Diego. They had a farm in San Diego. Now, granted, he was a pretty old man, so he, he they had a farm a long time ago. But uh, put it this way, he served in World War II. That's how old he was. But they had a farm in San Diego, and they weren't like rich people or something. So they grew their own food and everything else. They knew how to grow like with like chicken shit. Pardon me, chicken shit and everything else. They knew how to recompose like old last year's seasons leaves and everything. Uh, how do I put this? Uh, a lot of people used to know how to do basic stuff. Like uh, I always think about how I don't remember where at this point I got this story, but I remember reading about how uh, there was a shift in cookbooks between a time when uh, the people like Julia Childs or somebody would say, and now just make a sauce. And they wouldn't actually explain how to make the sauce, you know, Potent loves Bernays sauce, right? But they would, uh, so if, if it's a Bernays sauce, Potent knows how to freaking do it. But uh, they would just say, and now make a sauce, make a gravy. And because normally the housewives that were reading those cookbooks, because that's normally who was cooking, would know how to make a gravy because they do it every single fucking day of their lives. And then there was a shift at some point to, oh, and now make a gravy. And they would actually give you a recipe as to how to make that gravy because the people that were doing it were no longer housewives. They were everybody, men, women, children, even uh, a lot of times coming home to make something fancy for their family they didn't know how to make a, a gravy anymore and so there was this i'm high so i got lost on the story right now there was an original point to that oh the 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 way that we used to know how to do stuff so it used to be that you knew how to or people knew how to grow vegetables for example and now if you i don't know 50 out of 100 people probably if you asked them put a gun to their head and say grow a tomato or you're fucking done like they wouldn't know. And so they'd go to the grocery store and the grocery store would be like, well, here's 50 bottles for you and a PPM meter and blah, blah, blah. And then they get stuck on that whole path. You know what I mean? Instead of basically applying a little bit of chicken manure and blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? And uh, I think that's one of the things where when I was in Africa, everybody in Zimbabwe can grow a garden. Everybody yeah. in South Africa can grow a garden, right? I think that's, a, uh, you know, certain parts of the world still absolutely can can do that. But the West certainly is lagging way behind there. Like I said before on this program, we're addicted to convenience mm. at every level of our lives and including growing something as simple as cannabis. Right. The absolute circus that it's been turned into. Um, I mean, give me a break. Just goes on. Snap your fingers, Coot. If you could snap your fingers and change one thing about the uh, cannabis scene, what would it be? Money. I would probably, this would probably cost me the company, 
but I would invest heavily in vermiculture and produce the, a top quality material so that people could make their own soil. That business model has never been tried. It's always, well, put it in a bag and we'll stack it deep and charge it cheap. And <laughs> let's get honest, you know, you get what you pay for. And just because it's really cool artwork. Uh, I mean, I, I, it cracks me up. Ocean forest. Let's, let's break that down for a minute. So where's the ocean part? Well, they use, I love this one. I wouldn't uh, buy Oyster it. shell uh, as a, car, a calcium carbonate source. The thing is, that's what limestone is, is accumulated seashells over millions of years. But it sounds better if you have it read on the bag. Oyster shell, because it comes out of Petaluma, California, Pacific Pearl. Um, so where, where's the forest come from? Oh, this is the great one. Aged forest material, which has no legal definition, has no regulatory definition. It's whatever they want it to be, including some of the remains of the uh, lily farm down the road. If you read about people online saying, well, I opened my bag of Fox Farm and there were roots in it. Really? No kidding. God, that must suck. Hey, we're talking about mixing soil. I looked at your recipe. I mean, it looks like a dank mud. You know, like uh, it reminds me of a neighbor of mine. He once created similar stuff, but he was using all of the down to earth amendments. And Ooh. his stuff like changed my whole thing, you know, on organics. And I loved it. And then I was like, like that whole thing of never stop learning. And if I ever think that I know more than, you know, like, uh, and I, I stop learning, then I might as well die. And so I just keep on working and trying to figure out. And so this is the highest grade that I know that I can document. And then if I can bring everybody up to this, then maybe somebody will share some of the tips for the next grade up, you know? My suggestion to everybody is don't read cannabis books. Get a general gardening book. Learn how what it takes to grow a plant and quit trying to make this thing special so you can get, you know, so it smells like rutabagas and uh, marjoram or something. You know, well, I want the minute hard drugs for me, you know? I love LSD and I can't get it. And I know the strains that put me somewhere similar and I can it's grow exceptionally, it. exceptionally, so. dude, Ben, it's exceptionally hard to hear you. You got you got to get close to the mic, man. Honestly, oh, sorry. you really do. Uh, like a lot of people, you, you probably think we're fucking with you or something, but uh, you're probably talking on a phone and you're talking from like the other side because it looks like the camera's facing that way. So the phone is like picking up like echoed sound and it's like buffering it and it's like compressing it. So it doesn't sound that great. So please talk a little closer if you can, please. Yeah, I just pulled the computer forward. That's better, that's better. Um, like... I found this one base grade and it's like amazing. And I've tried dudes who had better, you know, on the first smoke uh, until you smoke something for two or three weeks straight, you can't really tell how good or bad it is. <laughs> I disagree, but, man. I think you can tell how good something is pretty much the first time you smoke it. I mean, not I, maybe, I don't know. Okay, I everyone's mean, different. If you get it, if you're, if you're about to get a pretty much the first time, man. 
sometimes it, like that first smoke will be wow and then the next like gram will taper off really fast yeah, and well, what you only, have there basically is someone picked the whole room instead of like I don't know they have probably multiple phenotypes or something, you know like uh, uh, why did I notice this? A uh, friend of mine was buying I think exotic Mike or somebody similar I don't remember which breeder it was but they were basically buying that breeder's experimental room stock essentially but you know at a dispensary so like every single bud was different of this one strain and it was kind of hilarious like every single like an eighth. Every single little bud would be completely different, but it was the same strain. You could even see like, oh yeah, it's the same strain, but every single one would taste a little different. I mean, it might not have been exotic, Mike, but it might've been somebody else, right? I had but a anyway. gobstopper bud and every mm -hmm. bong rip had a different flavor. A but I guess where I'm going with that, with that is that that's kind of unusual. That's like somebody's tester room or something where it's literally like a hundred yeah. different plants. Like normally you have like one a plant a hundred different times. Normally, you don't have a big difference between one bud to another to another. Or greenhouse cheese. If you did, then it's kind of a sign that the grower is not that great. You know what I mean? Or that it's a test. No, but so like Coots mix right there. I'm looking at that. If I if I was a buyer, I'd be like, this is what you grow and you're not giving me any jive and, you know, weird body language stuff or sped up speech or deceptive shit. So that's what you're doing. Like I yeah, want your Chris stuff. Is, uh, you I mean, he doesn't sell it commercially. It's uh, the formula. Awesome. Dude, it's a recipe. Yeah, that's straight it's med recipe. buds, you know. And then I just like I mixed a whole bunch of stuff. You got to do so much stuff to get the guan grow, but it busts it to like this next level up. Uh, unless it, that's just the strains, but I grew American classics, and they're <laughs> they're fucking insane. Bro. And I'm just like, my book is is the artist brushstroke guide thing and i'm taking from all of these other people that you can see and then you paint your picture uh i don't know man uh we're gonna we're gonna move on to some other uh, uh topics uh richard d is saying the berry morgana looks so nice thank you richard appreciate it uh what was i gonna say by the way welcome everybody in chat welcome richard and uh, strong style organics welcome uh, jma cheers guys uh it is what it is what can i tell you uh, what was I going to say? Beaver Liquors is still, uh, dude, it's still apparently daytime. It's perpetual daytime everywhere he is. He's, he's bicycling through uh, the, what, Boston Harbor? Probably said that wrong. Boston Harbor. We're heading out to like Salem Willows right now. Uh, oh, we just lost Solana. Dang it. Uh, Beaver Liquors, you are saying? Sorry. Uh Heading out to uh, Salem Willows, so it's like uh, the point, kind of like where the old carnival was, but these are all the Oceanside homes from the, uh, most of these are actually more uh, late 1800s, early 1900s, but great little neighborhood. Where do you go to Revere Beach? You know, they just had the Sandcastle tournament, or... or uh -huh. Uh, last weekend, um, so I did cruise sure through there. On a needle. So is my pizza place still there? Oh yeah, absolutely. That place is still got a line down the street. Oh cool. Yeah, probably I, most memorable pizza I've ever eaten. Yeah, there's there's a lot of good pizza in this, uh, but that is definitely one of the one of the places to travel to for for a good pizza. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. No doubt. Revere's just kind of, it's uh, it's not the prettiest of beaches. It's, it's on the shit. 
Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't swim there. You know, I mean, that's just. It's I wasn't that, kidding. But, uh, you think I'm bullshitting? Yeah. If you're going to Revere Beach, watch out for needles. It's serious. Oh yeah, exactly. But at least, at least they're vaccine needles. They used to be, now, yeah. What I was no, a kid, heroin needles. I used to visit uh, my aunt in. Um, I fucking don't remember. Somewhere in Southern California, close to the uh, maybe uh, San Diego, close by. Anyway, the beach there basically you had to watch out because it had fucking needles on it basically, uh, and uh, every time you went there you had to basically be super careful. I'll take I'll take the beaches in New Jersey with the World War II bombs uh, and the World War One bombs buried instead of the, the. You guys can keep this the hypodermic needles. Well, seen it, it's kind of insane we got hit really bad with your uh the epidemic or whatever the hell you want to call it the addiction thing there was in worcester mass there was one specific snow pile at the end of a street and it melted and there was literally like thousands of needles in it throughout the winter just because of where it was placed it's just gotten so bad that it's actually like it sucks that it's actually something we have to be aware of So it turns out there's actually mustard gas that might be released off the coast of New Jersey. I didn't realize it was quite that bad. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, apparently they, they dumped most of the chemical and weapons from World War One off the coast of New York and New Jersey. Dude, the shit that people used to do, it's so freaking gross. They just dump bombs and musicians and stuff in the oceans. Yeah, whatever, it'd be fine. Well, you know, it you know, it does seem like the logical place to put something, right? But take it out to like the Marianas Trench or something. Like, put it in a deep spot, not just hey, let's just drive off the coast ten miles and you know treat it like a mafia corpse. Like these are you got a little more effort into this. Come on. At least the mafia put some uh, lime on the corpse. You know, before they dump it. So. Right, right. These, these they bury it under trees. Fine Italian immigrants are making artificial reefs, and the police want to give them a hard time. There you go. If anyone's seen, uh, I was just talking I've about Mozart the other day. I mean, uh, the movie. I've never uh, seen so many white shoes and polyester pants as I did in Boston <laughs> in the early '90s. It was right out of a bad scene of uh, Goodfellas. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you still get the vibes when you go to, like, the North End. Yeah, or go to Philly. South Philly on a Saturday with the big market. Yep. Hey, Tony, what the fuck? You know, people <laughs> screaming. And just, yeah, it's pretty weird. Like a bad uh, Rocky movie or something. I mean... I hate to say it, but the Rocky movies were all kind of bad movies that were good. I've never seen one, so I was just... You're I, like I mean, uh, yeah. the world's smallest heavyweight champion. like all, Yo, Obviously, boy. like the world's smallest heavyweight champion. So you have to suspend disbelief, obviously, just from that. But like, they were just it's bad movies that were good, I would say. Did I insult you, Potent? Did I? I mean, you're you're from Philly, so you're like, dude, it's fucking uh, on now. Oh well, no, I I yeah, I can't comment publicly, but I, I <laughs> yeah, he's Coot's not joking. Pat mm. steaks. Now oh, there yeah. you go. That's that's real cuisine. And then oh, Gino's yeah. across the street. Not not only that, but like in Philly, I used to live at Sixth and Washington, and it was great because you could go two two blocks down, and you had like. 
the United Nations of food, man. Every side street was right. different. <clears throat> ethnic foods. You could go there and get food from a different part of the world every day of the week for two months. You know, that's yep. that's what I miss about the East Coast. You know, you go out. The, the problem with Oklahoma and Colorado is you have all kinds of white people here uh, and they're great at barbecue, but you need diversity if you're going to have good cuisine. Like, right. It just is, man. That's what Portland has is a really big diversity of immigrant groups that have been here in some cases. Well, 18. Well, 60s, the Chinese immigrants as slaves, really. Uh, and then the next big wave was Japanese right after the Russo-Sino War in 1909 or so. So, but I mean, there's been a long history of groups coming here, establishing uh, their communities and what have you. And uh, I think it's cool. So you end up with a lot of good cuisine. The mom and uh, pop places where the kids are out front serving and they're in the back making the food. So that seems to apparently, be it. That's the whole thing. Apparently those uh, restaurants basically are shifting. Like uh, mom and pop, they basically wanted to put their kids through college or give them a different life or whatever they've done so. And now those kids are adults and they don't really want to work those like 70 hours. Hour yeah. yeah, insane hours for not all that much money in a lot of these Chinese restaurants. And so you're seeing a lot of the Chinese restaurants actually shut down. It's like this general generational shift, basically. Yes. How interesting, right? The death of is. chicken. Yeah, and then now, you know, they don't know how to pronounce any of the names on the menus now. Before, at least they pronounced them right. Remember 11. Some young guy. <laughs> I miss lemon chicken. It's so good. Oh, on, a, on a random note, um, uh, don't forget this Saturday is the, the public memorial for Frenchie. Um, there, Madame Cannoli is putting on a thing. I don't know. I think it's hosted on Zoom and Instagram and YouTube. Um, I think everybody knew Frenchie. If you don't, uh, the hell's wrong with you? Um, <laughs> Frenchie was a great man. So definitely check that out this weekend. Um, Have a good one. And never say I'm gonna catch that guy next time. Go see him if you have yeah. if you see somebody that you like, like Dutch yeah. Blooms. I want to go see him, check him out, listen to everything he has. Wait a to second, say. wait a second. Dutch Blooms is gonna be around for a long time. <laughs> I, I know, but the thing is, is someone, no, you think <laughs> But we're living in a day and age where I basically lost, and since I've been here in Thailand, 21 friends. 21 friends in the past four years. So if there's someone out there that it's like Frenchie and it's like, oh, I want to go take his class, uh, I may not have time, make the time because you don't know when that chance is just going to disappear on you guys. Yeah, you're right, dude. I've been saying the same thing, man. Shit, I, and, I, and I mean this, honestly, I mean this. I thought with Subcool that there would be a lot more time. I was I was palpably kind of preparing myself as a grower to spend, you know, uh, 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 
better conversations with him. I thought, oh, if I know a little bit more, I'll be able to talk more informedly with him or whatever my fucking, I'm, I guess I'm high. Uh, I'd be able to have more informed conversations. So there were times that I had a question or a concern or a comment or something. Like, you know what? I'm going to save this. I don't want to look stupid. And the reality is he was not like that at all. He was, he was, he honestly enjoyed stupid freaking conversations if they were interesting. So the fact of the matter is I probably missed out on mentorship. I missed out on going to uh, talk to Bog. I've said this before. I still hold on to this one fucking plant. I hardly ever flower the plant out because uh, it honestly should taste like, like strawberry vinaigrette, basically, which is a little bit kind of polarizing. It's a great high and everything else. But it's kind of polarizing, but I hold on to it kind of as a lesson, like a, uh, 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 whatever i'm getting all freaking sentimental and stuff bog passed away and i missed out on that all these different people basically i've noticed like i would love to go and meet that person or know something about that person or even just interact with them in some way email them even people forget a lot of times you can just email somebody and talk to them and you don't because you're like oh today's not the right day or something you know i've done that a million times and i know that i'm not the only one i know people that are listening they're like oh such and such, or I'm not this enough, or I'm not uh, that enough, or I don't have enough experience, or maybe in tomorrow, or they procrastinate simply. You know what I mean? Like, uh, honestly, there will come a day where all of that is too late, and you'll look back and you're like, I remember uh, to Potent, after Frenchie died, I got like an alert. I don't know how this happened, but I got like an Apple alert like a month later. It was an Apple alert email Frenchie. Like, you can't make this shit up. It was an email alert to email Frenchie, and I got the alert for like from a month ago. A month, like too late. I got it too late. You can't make this shit up. Like basically my computer reminded me to uh, uh, email the guy to come on the show probably a month too late. You know, so like stuff like that. I don't know. I guess I'm trying to say like exactly what Captain 420 is saying. Like instead of waiting on some of the things that you might like to do, just go and fucking do them. You know? Hey, Fume, you mentioned Bushy Old Grower. Okay. Was he or they or whatever responsible for a a strain called BMR, Blue Moon Rocks. Sounds familiar. I knew him from the strawberries and the freaking, well, the more strawberries. The yeah, that's, the, that's the one behind Blue Moon Rocks was bog for sure. Okay, so this proves that you can't believe anything from anybody in this deal. <laughs> right. I know, try for a, I know for a fact that this is, you know, direct from Bog. I didn't know who Bog was, but okay, sounds groovy, you know. And so I got involved in growing out a cut. And it was horrible. So the name on it doesn't mean a friggin' thing. Yeah. You got to grow it out and then decide, does it comport to what I know about this strain? And if it doesn't, then call it, you know, after your big toe or something. Well, but if they grew it with salts and you grow it organic, it's not going to be the same. And then if you have actual soil from the earth in your mix and then they don't, it's going to change everything. Like there's all, that's the phenomage. It alters stuff. That's what I know this. Do you, do you understand why and how that happens? So, so um, the uh, biology. Yeah, it's the biology. Actually, I'll let Coop break it down because he'll do an even better job than I will. It's about biology. And if you're going to test something, and you really want to maximize the genetic potential of that strain, 
you're going to do it organically like you do any other plant. You want good tomatoes, you grow it in organic soil, right? You want good strawberries, you grow it in organic soil. Why is it when it comes to cannabis, we got to run down to the grocery store and come home with, uh, you know, two bags of magical mixes and elixirs and, you know, bullshit. The problem for the, uh, the industry is there were people like me that taught people how to read labels. Mm. <laughs> okay. And you don't need to get fucked. Limestone is limestone is limestone is limestone. I don't give a shit whose name is on it. See what I mean? Yeah, but back guano is not like that. Like I'd buy... I would never food. use back guano because that requires child labor. Uh, there's all kinds of issues associated with it. Yeah, we actually covered um, the, uh, the last time, not the last time, but the time before the last time when Kevin McKernan was on my show uh, last April or April or May of 2019, right after I got back from Africa, actually covered how they were able to detect a wide range of coronaviruses from off the shelf bat guano that they bought at a hydro store. Yeah, I mean, you know, does anybody read the background on these materials, how they're harvested, where they're harvested? Under what conditions? I'm sorry? I don't know that Fox Farm ever told me where all their organic big bloom stuff comes from. All I know is that it's OMRI listed and it's Cali certified organic. So it has that parts per million of contaminants. Okay, well. Uh, and We're not singing out of the same hymn book. First of all, OMRI can't certify anything. Omri at its webpage under their mission statement, first the first line in the first paragraph states, we are not a certification agency. Our listing is based on California Certified Organic Farmers, CCOF, and Oregon Tilth. Okay. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, Here's that's the parts per million of acceptable trace chemicals and various other contaminants that are thanks to the industrial uh, age and all that stuff, right? You've got to go and look at the California law on organics, which is CCOF, Certified California Organic Farmers, or Oregon Tilth. They run the deal. It's not they. They're the ones who set the regulations about what does or does not qualify as certified organic. And that's yeah. in the allowable PPMs for contaminants like I, CCM-137, various other nuclear no, that's, that's my understanding. Of it. It's, a lot, it's a lot more than that. Because yeah. I get into arguments with bottle fertilizer guys, and I'm like, if you want to go science, it's just telling me that it has this base level of contamination. <clears throat> Isn't Fox you know, Farms a bottled nutrient? <laughs> only the big bloom, and that's now. Like I complained to them for ages to change it to Cali or like to make it organic because they put a monocle nitrate, and that stuff makes me like you know really erratic, messes with my central nervous system, and so they finally listened and they they went all Omri and Cali Cert, and I don't get the the mm -hmm. crash, the irritable, scrappy, snappy crash. You know, and it's just that that you can get it anywhere. And when when you suggest it to somebody, they can go to any store, 
or get it off online and, and you get a consistent, you know, you know. I think I'd just get a nice nice piece of artwork on a bottle, maybe. <laughs> I wouldn't I mean I wouldn't buy that stuff. And and I use I do use some bottles, but um yeah, Fox Farms wouldn't be one of them, I guess. It just has, it's all nitrates. You know, if you're now looking for a bottle, it's... It's different. The other ones, yes, you're right. The the Tiger Bloom and the Grow Big are both nitrates, and I hate nitrates, but Big Bloom went 100% Cali Cert, which means that I could, it was a flavor booster and stuff. You get a base flavor. Aurora Roots organic aurora buddha line their grow is amazing like when you open that up it's so thick and, and soupy but it's just something yeah, you can buy anywhere if you want to go like <coughs> a lot of these bottle guys have their sit down like i look at athena and they have jungle boys backing them and stuff it's all name big brand shit that they want you to buy either way it, 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 it's water in a bottle for for all intensive purposes Yes and no, because advanced nutrients, nasty salt bud is different from um, Fox Farm nasty salt bud and uh, Miracle Grow nasty salt bud. You know, like I wanted to be Nicolas Cage, and then I was like, I don't want any trauma, and I just want to like lock myself away from the world and humanity because that's the only place that I can be my eccentric self without, you know, danger. it's like they're their highs they're, danger will robinson danger yeah like <laughs> if you get advanced nutrient but like it's a specific high and then depending on the seed that they have like they'll get that. within that grade and then fox farms like cha-ching and all of that it's a specific like high zone and and sale bud you know it looks good and it's hard and stuff and it's nothing like amazing organics but there's all these dudes and they're like scared to do organics for whatever reason and i always try to tell them just get a box of 555 from down to earth and a bottle of of fox farms big bloom or the aurora Buddha grow and then you have a simple thing because people are lazy i'm just trying to get them to to yes you can be lazy and have an organic product you know I think there's some I think there's some really good bottle growers out there and the products that I actually use no one has even spoke of the company uh, and it really sucks because they're in Ohio they're a agricultural grape fertilizer and then they joined the cannabis world and all of a sudden their fertilizer went from $25 a gallon to $45 a gallon. And it's Dynagrow. But I think what you're really talking about all depends on the grower, not what type of medium they're growing in, not what type of you nutrient. mean magic? Fulgar magic? That no, no, like it's Dynagrow. No, but, yeah, I know, I but so you're saying like the magic that the that some people possess within their body and they push into the plant, and that's why some dudes have this amazing high grade, and other guys have this base stuff. No, it's, it's if, if you want to put it that way, but it's just being really good at what you do. 
and you know looking at the nutrients that you put into it and i i have given out the same strain to many different growers and it all depends on the grower each grower's same strain same clone same mother has come out different and it all is based probably just on their style of growing yeah that's the so, you know so you're starting out with a base genotype expression and then your chosen feeds and your your medium your grow medium alters the phenotype. like it was an old school trick back in the death days when dudes would rip somebody's clone of like a champion cut and then you change the median because they would change the physical expression of the plant and then you'd bring your homeboy over who was part of their clique or whatever and they'd confirm that it's not the plant so they don't have to come and kill you you know like is I mean, it's horrible like i researched so much stuff like that's what i wanted to do and then i didn't want to deal with all the drama because like that's what ruins buds you know like three ingredients even how horrible they are you can get your own base buds and never have to deal with like the amount of freaking ptsd i have just from buying buds for myself i don't know man i'm, I'm not following this line i really am not following i'm not well there's there's a difference between a synthetic fertilizer an organic bottled fertilizer and coots world so actual agriculture actual sustainable practices if it comes in a bottle with a fancy fucking label and some jive ass fucking name dude and a green tax markup nah you can miss me with that shit yeah, so yeah, so so let's talk. So let's talk about why they're different, right? So like, I think there's a lot to unpack. In right. It's it's. Um, so, so I think. <laughs> so first off, you have your why does a plant grown in hydroponics or from uh, quote unquote uh, uh, I think you said salt bath or whatever it was. Uh, why is that plant inferior? Okay. There's a couple of I reasons. Can answer that from a. Uh, a produce aspect let's take hydroponically grown vegetables which are limited to four items tomatoes cucumbers or what they call english cukes the ones that are wrapped in you know cellophane and those horrible bell peppers with no flavor the yellow ones and the orange ones and bib lettuce that's it Take every one of those items and it's going to be used in a salad or is it on a sandwich where you're going to have lots of fat, mayonnaise, fat from the piece of burger, whatever. But so taste is even an issue. I know for a fact that when we first started doing business with uh, Red Robin many years ago, we had to source tomatoes that were a certain diameter so that they, I mean, that's how far that you know, get the guys with the uh, spreadsheets and MBA and they're gonna reinvent things for you. But look at all those items, they all are used. You don't see uh, strawberries grown hydroponically, commercially. You don't see- Like kale. most hydroponic food sucks. So, it has no flavor. So, right, but why does it have no flavor? It has no flavor because there's no micro microbes present to activate the genes that cause that secondary 
uh, metabolite production. That, that's why the plant produces it, is to defend itself against microbes, right? So that's that's why living soil and aquaponics just slaughters the living shit out of any other control you put either one of those against. And by both of those, you know, you know, I would argue that aquaponics yeah. is superior, but Coot would probably argue that soil is is superior, but that's okay. Is the point is that those two things are about the only things that can play at the same level. Everything else is just miles behind in terms of total terpene production because they have these ultra diverse at the end of the day they, they're similar in that they both have ultra biodiverse um uh my, microbial systems that are interacting with the plant's root system that cause that that triggering of that plant's immune system that then cause that secondary metabolite production i.e anti-fungal anti-freezing antibacterial whatever and that we interpret as flavor and taste and you know euphoria and whatever health else is flavor you know uh earthworm casting done a certain way is flavor no, 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 but they're not though. So, so kelp adds uh, a lot of different things like uh, hormones as well as some minerals, but it also is the number one cause of heavy metal contamination that we see people yeah. fail for uh, in, in commercial testing. So we have to, you know, be careful even with organic inputs, you know, arsenic and, and is still uh, uh, organic, right? It doesn't, doesn't matter if it's organic or not organic, it'll kill you. I don't know anything about aquaponics other than I may have a basic understanding of it, but I do have a good understanding about soil. And again, I repeat, you know, this is about biology, not chemistry. And that's the issue. Hydroponics is about chemistry. And, you know, the obsession with all these problems, real and imagined. Um, <clears throat> you know, I would recommend anybody here who lives in Portland area. You can go to the greenhouses that grow commercial vegetables up in uh, North Washington, right across into Canada and British Columbia. They were set up by Dutch companies that have a long history of doing greenhouse growing under hydroponics. <clears throat> See how it's done. I guarantee you they're not buying little bottles with cute labels, you know. They have a formula they put together and they buy the base. Yeah, my whole thing, like I'm just saying that there's all of these millions and millions of people who refuse to do the intricate grows. And so they can just get like those three and they'll get uh, a base product that doesn't suck and uh, doesn't have the horrible come downs that makes them yell at their mom and stuff like that. You know? I don't know about that. Because I agree, like, I, I build, I put so much time and effort into my soils and feeding my bacteria and getting new bacteria and stuff. But um, I'm just well, talking I was going to say is that the plant itself. Nobody here. Yeah, but you're not. Just like, remember when you're when you're debating on this on this particular panel, you're like Coots, the guy that invented the most used organic soil mix currently in cannabis. Like we're all very qualified to answer some of these questions. Yeah, and so okay, I, but, a, but a plant you itself. Yourself, it doesn't matter what plant we're talking about. We, we, talking about my formula, you know? we can talk about dill plants. We can talk about roses. Yeah. Plants through the root system, uh, primarily the taproot. One draft plant, center. eight days a week. Let me finish. Okay, it will send out exudes through the root system, which triggers specific microbial responses. So it's not as if the plant is just sitting there with its roots out waiting for something to happen 
It is actively actively involved in and maintaining control of the root zone. That's basic botany, but you're not going to get that from talking to a guy who wants to use some kind of chemical crap. Yeah. Because uh, he's not smart enough to go to custom hydroponics and buy the stuff direct. And that's how you, that's how you that's how you run a commercial grow. You don't buy bottles of shit from the grow store. I don't, it's I don't a basic know. book that Steve and I have talked about, uh, Hydroponic Food Production by Resh. And get that under your belt. Then you'll know what how to put together uh, a nutrient program from the ground up. I mean, I would never grow hydroponics. I'd rather, you know, die before I do hydroponics. I mean, like, I've never had a hydro bud that could come anywhere near a solar bud. Um, I like my living waters with my fish poop and stuff and my soils. Uh, but I mean, there are people who want to do it and if they want to do it, then there has to be a way. So it's at least like palatable. If I, if I'm having to smoke it, so I don't insult the guy. But that's why, that's right why I made my book. Is, uh, used in uh, upper division uh, botany classes at uh, four, uh, four year state uh, universities around the country and probably the world. I mean, that's cool. about- I, I don't like college and the college system. And I was I like a savant at a young age, and yeah, yeah, like yeah. people from Exeter and people other get out of college what they put into stuff, it. And I can contend in high level conversations, and I'm not going to go to school and give them all of my money and all of my time yeah, to I get see. a credit from their thing. But I'm not like dissing you if you're a professor and stuff. That's great. I mean, you're helping to get these people to grow food that is somewhat, you know, edible. All right, I think we're gonna we might move on to other we might move, move on to other subjects, Ben. I gotta be honest. So for those uh, of you that, that haven't had a chance to, Dr. Resch's book on hydroponic food production is one of the most uh, widely used and widely cited books that uh, and a couple of others. But um, there's uh, recirculating um, aquaculture systems by uh, Timothy Simmons, Tim Simmons. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I'll pull that one up too in a minute. It's a yellow book. Is the other good one if you want to? Oh, I, I don't know. I only know that one by accident that I had to, uh, for a series of classes I was taking, I had to take that particular uh, book or that was required uh, textbook for the course. And I was blown away uh, about how much went into it versus, you know, just to grab uh, that time there were only two products. Um, Michael Simmons. General Hydroponics and uh, DynaGrow and DynaBloom. And after the DEA took everything apart, busted all the grow stores that Thursday afternoon, DynaGrow got smart and hit the uh, orchid uh, industry. You go to orchid show and that's all they have is DynaGrow products. Mm. But in all fairness, they had a, a, an oil, a neem oil, still do. And that was my first uh, foray into using neem oil. It's a, a pesticide and fungicide. As it turned out, it, uh, it doesn't matter. I mean, it's just not very good oil. Uh, probably out of China where they don't have the high enzyme levels and, and the phytohormones, uh, phyto uh, agents like uh, Azadirac and Nimbin and, all, and the others. So. It's stuff that kills everybody. We got we got dead Indians everywhere because they you know you they're around neem trees. If but. you're looking for um, 
another good book to complement Dr. Resch's book, this uh, Recyclating Aquaculture by Michael Timmons. That's what I couldn't remember. Oh, okay. Uh, very, very good book as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. thanks for the... The last, the, the last good one on that recommendation list would also be um, uh, William, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Leonard um, Wilson's, uh, Dr. Leonard Wilson's um, uh, book on uh, commercial aquaponics. Uh, one. Thanks for the book re recommends. I wasn't familiar with any of these. Yeah, the one, uh, if, if a person, for what, you know, regardless of what you're going to grow, you know, uh, flowers are a big industry, uh, long stem this and all that stuff. Um, and you decided that hydroponics was your best way forward. You couldn't do any better than to get Resch's book and absorb that, maybe read it three, four times from cover to cover. So you have a really good understanding of how you put these together. But as far as getting the base chemicals, it's not a big deal. In fact, most of the big houses will sell you like, here's our list of grow formulas. And it'll have, you know, whatever your, your hot button is, you know. Uh, I want more calcium or, you know, I want less, you know, melendamon or something. Um, and then here's your bloom. See, the way this got started, there was only two companies. There was General Hydroponics and Dynagrow. But then there's a company out of... Uh, Seattle called EcoGrow. And they were the first ones. They sold you the powder, cut down shipping cost. So you got a grow powder and a bloom powder, but they were the first one to come out with, ready for this, micronutrients. So now you had a three-parter. And so you were like above the other two because they didn't have that, you know. So anyway, that started the na 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 na, -na. And that was before it just got goofy, you know, in the 90s with uh, every swing and dick had a product out there. And then GH went to went to the moon, so or they went out to outer space, so they were the NASA, so they were the greatest. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know their shit called Ancient Forest? They, uh, they brought, they brought okay, Well, here's all the names that was sold, and it was all from the same source. Alaska Magic, Denali Alaska Gold. Magic. Uh, let's see, what's the other one? Denali Gold. And they didn't uh, bring a 26-year-old. They brought two 13-year-olds instead. Yeah, yeah. That, never mind. <laughs> Do some research on it. You know, it got bought when uh, SMG bought everybody a couple of years ago, uh, Scott miracle Grow, and they picked up uh, Sunshine uh, Distributing. That uh, supplied all the grow stores under. They, they Sunlight were, supply, yeah. They, they were worse than the mafia. If you if you <laughs> carried a product in your store that they didn't offer, then like you could lose the connection. You know, it's like you know, they, you're not your dealer. Coot's not joking. So I was working at the aquaponics store. Sunlight Supply directly threatened us with removing products from our lineup because we also carried Hydrofarm because yep. they were acquisition talks with them and they directly threaten I 100% can back up what Coot's saying 100%. Also, I wanted to, to explain that last joke. Um, one of the <laughs> owners of uh, Advanced Nutrients was busted for pedophilia in, I believe it was Ukraine. Romania. Or Romania. Romania. Yeah, Romania, yeah. That, that, that's what that was about. Yeah, he was the money guy. So when he 
I went on the run, I had Interpol looking for him. I mean, you think DEA is rough. <laughs> These guys are really rough. You should watch the Romanian interview with Big Mike on the news show, man. You want to talk about watching someone literally jump out of their skin on stage. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he started here in Portland before he went up to Canada. So, and he's from Kentucky or some little shithole south of Louisville. See, I even know how to pronounce it. It's not Louisville. I spent a shit ton of money on cleaning up his... uh his traces on the internet like he's really he has all kinds of uh websites basically with media around his companies and himself to oh, kind yeah. of them from his own story he, yeah. he had a company here in oregon that he ended up uh packaging it up and sold it to some people that had what's that expression oh yeah more dollars and cents um and then so he hightailed it up to was it vancouver or whatever he is up there and that's where he got this advanced niche. And the Romanian guy, remember that magazine he had called Rosebud? Came out like four times a year or something like that. Maybe it was monthly. But yeah, but if you like to do his big, uh, like to get everything, every bottle that he had, master plan or whatever it was called, it was like $1,800. But what's fucked up is he's not even like the worst person in the industry, man. No, not at all. Still not even as bad as Daryl Cotton down in San Diego, man. That guy, seriously, anyone that's ever had the misfortune of it, the dude tries to molest anything with a wet hole, regardless of gender. He had a small zoo in terms of insects when I went down there to see his place. And just truly was, I mean, we, we turned him in for... The only client I've ever turned into the police for stealing from an elderly disabled Vietnam veteran, right? I'm sorry. You're going to steal from a veteran. You're a piece of shit. Like I drove that dude to the bank so that he could tell the bank manager in person that he did not give authorization to take money out of his bank account. Uh, and you know, whatever happened after that happened, but you know, obviously I didn't go to the police with it, but we did help drive the dude to the bank that was being stolen from. So, you know, they, there's people that are even, you know, worse than uh, than the, you know, advanced nutrients out there. So this is his house. We'll put it that way. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, go it again, Smash. It was Big Mike's house when he bought it. Yeah, he was on TV and everything for this shit, buying a mansion. It was his pot mansion. It was like a big deal. Right. Bullshit. That, did that include the Bulgarian mail order wife or no? I don't know. I will say the craziest party I ever went to was an advanced nutrient party in Vegas for BizCon. And they had topless waitresses serving hors d'oeuvres that also had a pe- live real penguin on a leash. On the other hand, that was hors d'oeuvres. Every single convention, it's a circus with that guy. He's oh, got yeah. the freaking girls. He's got the freaking blow. He's got the, he's got everything going. I mean, the guy's balling everywhere he goes. He's crazy. Yeah, yeah I mean, party for free. Yeah, definitely the party. Yeah, he's got an entourage. I mean, the guy is uh, definitely uh, he's a wackadoodle though too. I mean, Jesus. But yeah, if anyone hasn't been to BizCon, BizCon can be a bit of a pissing contest for 
basically who has the most money to blow for no fucking reason. Yeah, it's a flash fest. Yeah, everybody's freaking. I might have to. I might have to figure that out. I just want to go to Vegas once, though, and I feel like it would be the best time to go to Vegas. <laughs> I went to the first Indo Expo, at least here in Portland. I don't know where they came from or, you know, or where they started, but my God, that had to be the most boring four hours of my life. And what was funny is that the booth I was at, who go nameless, they brought a bag of one of their buddies soil and I won't name that one. So I said, well, the best way to do it is you cut it open so that way people can see it and feel it and, you know, whatever. So I spent the entire four hours swatting gnats that were flying around my face from this goddamn bag of shit soil. Uh, just a piece of advice, don't, don't store your bags of soil in the sun. And uh, it really does a number on the biology of the let's say it was good soil just for you know shits and grins right a couple hours in the sun like this kind of heat it, just think about it bag can't breathe it's uh, probably how much hotter inside that bag than it is on the surface because it's you know contained you got all that mass yeah it's pretty much dead do you mix um, local soil with your soil mix, or is it just the peat and the um, vermiculite and the pumice? No, I just I use uh, uh, sphagnum peat moss, which is uh, two steps or three steps above peat moss, and then I use pumice for the aeration, and then I use uh, worm castings. And then amend it with some basalt and kelp and neem. Oh, and a little bit of just for, you know, so I don't have to hear about it. Uh, I put a little bit of calcium there using it in the form of limestone or, you know, I'm really cool because I use uh, oyster shell powder because it's cheaper than limestone, as hard as that is to believe. But, but you don't put any local soil from your yard or from around your yard? Uh, no, because I don't have a yard. The front yard is all raised beds for oh, growing right. food. Yeah, that's just my. Like, I just like to. I like to mix some local soil from wherever with my dirt um, to yeah. make it like part of the area. Yeah, bring some bugs in. Um, yeah. yeah, well, I mean, I sprayed two weeks of um, fighting night or something. Is this like uh, the full moon or something? It's not the fucking full moon. Like apparently, people are riding each other in the. What the fuck is going on? You know, like I'm gonna take my ball Shut and go up. home. I'm gonna I'm gonna go check the sky oh. and see if there's like stars, and then I'm gonna go like probably go watch the freaking meteors because like enough of this. Don't freaking put cow mag on your plants. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Oh no, don't stir. Yeah, I'm gonna go look, yeah, gonna go look and see if the sky is fucking clean and and clean. Dude, it's, it's annoying. annoying. Awesome, like every time there's a. Oh, solar I got another wackadoodle. Nico's in the audience here harassing me <laughs> oh don't make fun of nico he's fine uh but uh people do get a little bit perturbed. I, you know my favorite Max, my favorite nice story with all you guys thank Here's you it. yeah likewise man my favorite story is on this show the first time i was on it and there were, you had like six people on uh the panel or whatever you want to call it last week 
That's my company. And I said, I just asked a very simple question. I said, could anybody explain to me what's in this cow mag? And I've never seen six faces like, oh, fuck, I don't know. I, I have no idea. And I, I never heard such jibber jabber. I mean, it like blew me away. I thought, well, well, yeah, it's a blah, blah, this, and it's blah, blah, that, and it's kind of solution. I mean, nothing. Well, I don't know. I just know you need it. Ah, one of those. Just know isn't you that, need it. Isn't okay. a cow mag limited to 10 rounds now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, everything's cow mag. It, like, it's, it just cures everything. You know, it, it uh, it causes your plants to explode with new growth. It uh, fights off 10 kind of herbivore insects, uh, some yet unidentified by entomologists around the world. Um, you know, it's just that stuff's magical, but you can't find out what the fuck it is. See, the pro oh, never mind. The problem is, is that calcium is a fucking metallic ion. Otherwise, we wouldn't have teeth. Or a skeleton, you know, see what I mean? It wouldn't be good. Yeah. I enjoy, I enjoy having a skeleton. I like it. Yeah. So you can't mix it with water and shake it up and make it get my favorite new word for the the 2020s, solubilized. Mm -hmm. here, here's an idea. Try looking up the word. Uh, oh, never mind. Chelated. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just a terrible thing when bad things happen to good sentences. You know you what I mean? That's, there's a, you got to keep it. Uh, fuck, how does that song go? You got to keep it. Kayla didn't. No, I'm not doing it. Dang it. How does that song go? Oh, it'd be funny if I could remember. Did I send you a copy of that song from the late 50s? Uh, Plastic Jesus. I don't care if it rains or freezes as long as I got my Plastic yeah. Jesus. Standing on the dashboard of my car. I think, you know, you can imagine the turmoil that caused 60 something years ago mm. where, you know, everybody was like the TV show sitcoms, you know, leave it to beer and father knows best. I was, uh, cool, you know, 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 man. Together, you know, I was watching, uh, so I have a uh, uh, Google Music because it's actually not very good. So please do not consider this a commercial. But I have it because it's whatever. It, like the YouTube premium works a little bit better. Like when I'm clicking right. on my own videos to show and I don't have to show an ad. Right. I was like, all right, fuck, I'll get the YouTube music again. It's not very good. So don't consider this a commercial. But it's technically serviceable. It works. But anyway, the nice thing is that yeah. it does show YouTube videos along with like the music that you're listening to. So I was listening to Led Zeppelin the other day. And they showed some of the, the actual YouTube videos, some thumbnails, basically. And so I clicked on a couple of them and it basically showed, I don't even remember which concert, but some BBC concerts from like pretty early. Played by, right? <laughs> uh, anyway, from like, uh, I don't know, 71 or something. They were already fucking stars, but they weren't like gigantic. Well, that was already doesn't matter. But the part that I was marveling about is... Um, Every single one of them was dressed like a 17th century aristocrat, right? Like froofy hair, shirts out to wherever the fuck they were like, they were, their balls were showing practically like their skin, like skin tight clothes. And I was just yeah, thinking yeah. to myself, like at that time, that was so crazy rebellious. Like now we're just like, dude, what the fuck? Just reel it in a little bit. But back then that was like rebellion on a stick. 
You know what I mean? And back then, for example, in England, it was so repressed. And, you know, the Queen is... She's still about the fanatic of streakers. I mean, the goddamn Oscars, right during the middle of the guy's ceremonies, you know, best of actor or whatever. And here comes a streaker, you know, big NFL game or World Series. I don't know, one of those like heavy duty games, right? Uh, Here comes a guy from out of the audience and he's running across the field with nothing. And with a bunch of guards and uh, umpires or referees, whatever it was, chasing them. But seventies were weird, you know. I I caught one of those videos the other day. It was like the year, you know, that I would have gone through or whatever. And I just it was like the ten best songs or fifteen or something. And I just realized, man, we really listened to a lot of crap. This this stuff sucks. So not only was our weed overrated, uh, so was our music. Yeah. Yep. Oh, I don't know. No, no. No, no. Casey and the Sunshine Band. Oh, that for sure, yeah. But I mean, like Led Zeppelin and shit. I mean, put it this way, classical music, everybody thinks that uh, it was all Mozart and fucking Beethoven and uh, shit. No, man, there were hundreds of garbage composers. Yeah. And they're just like some of them were better than the rest, and they stood the test of time. I mean, Beethoven was fucking the tits from the beginning, but like even Mozart, he wasn't like the shining star everybody thought. There were a lot of good composers there that kind of fell through, fell to the wayside. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, I think this is going to be the final joint of the evening because it looks like the, the sky is freaking shining. It's still like eighty six degrees out here. Can you believe that shit? Like normally when there's like a I don't know a solar eclipse or literally anything, it's pouring rain here. You know, like everybody else is like, oh, yeah, my God, nice you see how beautiful it was. And I'll be like, no, I didn't. I saw the clouds. They were nice. So uh, today there's actually like stuff to see. So that's kind of fun. And I would recommend, folks, if you guys are going to be, uh, I don't know, if you're anywhere in the northern hemisphere, apparently, and the further north, the better. So I guess if you're in Canada and shit like that, Alaska, blah, 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 go look up basically outside. Uh, there's going to be a bunch of meteors. Uh, I remember when I was a kid, it was always like probably just because it was the darkest time of the night. It was always like two o'clock in the morning. We always saw like the most. So if you guys can stay up until like two o'clock in the morning. That's uh, true. That's right now. Well, that's in. what that's what they want you to believe. <laughs> that's what they Yo, want. It's the stars. They say NASA's, <laughs> NASA calculates some of these might hit Earth. So we might all die anyways, whatever. It was a joke. Hopefully, it hits the ocean. Uh, we were talking it about we should look this up before we leave the the show. I'm accidentally opening up apps here. Uh, we should talk about Tutankhamun's star sword, the star dagger. I think it's fucking cool, man. The dude, like the pharaoh of Egypt, had a star freaking dagger. The asteroid, whatever this one is, Bahani Bohun Bibina. Gorski coming in just in the last minute, right on. What's that asteroid that uh, uh, West Engine and the dudes were talking about? Bezos and everyone have their freaking mouths salivating upon it. Uh, Tutankhamun's meteoric iron dagger. Uh, it's an iron. It's also really pretty, I think. Uh, it's an iron-bladed dagger discovered during 1925 in the ancient Egyptian pharaoh Tutankhamun's 14th century B.C. King's Valley tomb. It's a long introduction by archaeologist Howard Carter. As the blade composition and homogeneity closely correlate with meteoric composition and homogeneity, 
People really like that word. Uh, the meteor, the sorry, the material for the blade is determined to have originated by way of a meteoric landing. The dagger is currently displayed at the Egyptian Museum in Cairo. Uh, basically, back then they didn't know how to forge steel and shit. They didn't even know how to forge iron. You know, it's it's kind of one of the marvels of how they actually even carved the the stone pyramids and stuff because they actually use like uh, uh, copper and bronze and stuff. They literally didn't know how to smelt iron or do any of that shit. So this was one of the very few iron metal objects in the world like uh tutankhamun's fucking star sword it's really cool yeah. that is cool but the shit man now you can buy them like now you can buy like we were talking about oregon city earlier like uh benchmade knives i love benchmade i have a benchmade knife on me right now because they have the access lock i'm spoiled for other knives uh, Oregon is a uh, knife country for people that don't mm-hmm. really know all the pocket knives and stuff coming from Premier Leatherman, all that stuff. Uh, Benchmade makes some knives that I've been drooling over for years. Couldn't possibly justify a thousand dollar knife, but they have like meteor, uh, 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 meteor metal uh, uh, scales. Like, how cool is that? What's the other big one? Uh, I mean, like in paintbrushes, house painting, not art. Pretty, yeah, pretty. Yeah, pretty. Uh, pretty. They're the best. And then you got Dan and Boots. Uh, not not all their stuff is made here in the states. A lot of it's imported. But um, yeah, there's another big knife company up here. Like yeah, a magic sword by Buck Gerber. I think it was maybe Spider Co. No. Gerber's out of Oregon too. Yep. Okay, it's probably Gerber then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's pretty uh, good record, though. There's a lot of good craftspeople that's in all, all, you know, all different, you know, areas of uh, life, you know. Um, Kershaw. Like, get like a good mammoth mammoth ivory handle with the meteorite blade. Yeah. I've always used, like, if I carried something, I carried something like this. No, I don't want an email. For some reason, they last forever for me. Buck knives are the shit, man. They do. They they last a long time. They know that they know what they're doing. They and case knives, they're really quality stuff. Garber is uh, really good. Too. Uh, uh, what is it? Fucking too high. Four twenty something something steel. It's not even exotic steel. They just heat treat it really well. That's what everybody had in uh, Germany in the seventies to cut slabs of hash. Uh, it was kind of like your uh, major bones, you know. And so you whip that out and cut through slabs and cut it into cell units. Uh, usually like 30 grams. That was easy to weigh out. It's a little bit over an ounce. That'd be somebody's personal for the week. Right. By the way, Remember, it's only, like only like a buck a uh, gram. So, and that was if you were, you know, on payday stakes, meaning you didn't have the money now but i'll pay you on payday so you had to pay more money you're you paid a higher price for whatever it was you were buying uh gold class that's right there if you want to buy the fancy shit from benchmade this is it right here buck knife that was the brand like a, a deer buck buck yeah knife. it's a buck my Look dad ran one of those for the longest time. He had the leather thing on the belt. Yeah, exactly. Never went in the go. pocket. Yep. Yep. That's the knife from uh, uh, Gerber, too. Gerber makes some good knives. Sorry, if you may. Oh, that's all right. We're just babbling about garbage. 
Uh, Gerber, most of it's made in China. Honestly, I don't have a super high opinion of uh, Gerber. Leatherman dunks on Gerber all day, every day, like backwards and forwards. Isn't Leatherman here? Leatherman's here. That's what I thought. Is Gerber? Yeah. I thought Gerber wasn't Chinese. I know offense. Most of Gerber is Chinese. Maybe they've started to make stuff again here, but for the longest time they were Chinese. That was one of my biggest uh, problems. Yeah. All their tools were weaker than Leatherman tools. Uh, the Gerber that we just picked up recently was at least that that model was made in Oregon. I don't know about their whole line, but we picked up a utility knife. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of neat. It has a fire striker and a whistle and serrated and a straight edge all on the same uh knife and sheath so it was it was kind of cool if you ever need a brush for uh you're finishing something refinishing something or painting at home and those pretty brushes will last you for years and years and years if you take care of them yep they're just a quality product yeah how do i put it they're like head and shoulders better yeah like uh worcester is also really good but there's there's basically nothing that's even close See, I've always thought they were made in Portland. Actually, well, not Portland, but Oregon. Yeah, that's the thing. Uh, better than Gerber would be Kershaw. Kershaw's a fire knife. I've had one of those. The thing ran really well. I don't know where it went, though. You just not, had, not dude, you remember that knife. It was little any, black. Any of those companies have some Chinese-made knives, like even Benchmade, even Kershaw, you know, all of those. Even Leatherman has some Chinese-made stuff. But uh, some of the companies are better than others, at least better in my opinion. Um, like the, the, uh, what is it with Benchmade, the blue and black, ah, fuck, we gotta go. We gotta, we don't need to talk about knives today for another 20, 30 minutes. K-Bar are cool. Dude, those are freaking legit from back in the day. So simple. You can't break them. You can't do anything to no. them. Yeah, I was pretty excited. That's my, that's my personal carry when I go, uh, wild and I'm out. What there about the survival shovel? When I'm out there too far for somebody to save me, that's, I take my K-Bar with me. You guys want to get ultra fancy? Go I like that survival fun. shuttle, guys. That thing is sick. Like you can turn it and stuff, and like it's an axe, and like the real strong ones are good. Keep these fuckers here. These Chris Reeve knives. They're not even honestly that expensive, but they are honestly kind of expensive. But I mean, for the knife, they're not that bad. Uh, they're like. Um, I don't know how to describe it. They're halfway between a Mercedes and a Toyota truck. Like uh, they make this like bank vault sound. Like when they open and close, you're like thunk, thunk. Just like a how much is that knife? Five hundred dollars. <laughs> so it's like it's a lot. So this one's six hundred dollars with maple burl, no elder burl. It's a lot, but at the same time, it's not a lot. You know, it's like some a lifetime those, thing. So yeah. some of those handles, I've. I'm a woodworking guy. Some of those handles are just beautiful when they get the burl wood. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. I love the different materials. If they can incorporate a couple of materials into the handle and stuff, and they put some work into the knife, it looks good. Uh, like I love the grains they pick, and they some woods are harder than others to like actually mount on knives. So, yeah, look how beautiful that wood is. They all cut the special edition. Knives are a, 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 a freaking uh, rabbit hole. Yeah, yeah. Super into fucking knives and the 
collectible knives. It's just like glass, you know what I mean? There's all kinds of hand. And Portland, you know, Portland, the whole Willamette Valley is really big into knife making. So there's the commercial knife makers and there's the, the hobby knife makers that become commercial, on and on and on. There's a lot of uh, full-time, you know, like knife makers and stuff. Anyway. I've enjoyed, similarly to um, this thing. checking out glass blowers, I was thinking I was talking about uh, Bubbles the Butcher and uh, Goose Glass, was that last night? Um, I've had a fun time following the uh, blacksmiths on Instagram. Mm. I watched the TV show, man. That TV show is pretty good for being a fucking TV show where they like do the blacksmithing in like an arena. There's some really cool blacksmiths on Instagram. If that's that's your thing, it's not just knives. They make you know utensils and um, utility things for farms. I mean, they make decorations for your house they make all kinds of stuff but it's really cool watching them do the work what kind of glass blowing because um there's offhand which is a blowpipe and a glob of yeah. glass out of it's, a, 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 a it's technically more of a flame working than oh okay actual okay. glass blowing yeah gotcha. okay that's how most of the uh cannabis glass is made it's all flame flame working right right yeah and um in the 80s i had involved in a glass shop that had glass blowers doing vases and uh you know paperweights the usual high-end stuff you sell at the shows like yeah there's a handful of places up here that actually have classes for glass blowing tacoma oh, wow. yeah you know, glass museum in tacoma washington so oh yeah uh, yeah it's a pretty big deal up here so there's quite right, a right. quite a glass scene it's just... right Chihui, Chihui. portland's uh, got a huge glass scene too oregon abandoned so you guys i see a lot of the shows actually done in like well, denver and colorado and then portland there's a really famous guy, and his name ended up uh, Narcissus Quagliata, and he was a famous glass guy. But I knew him when he was Bob. And so anytime that I could, we had a show or whatever, I'd make sure that I got in front of the crowd and stuck my hand up. Hey, Bob, how you doing? No, it's Narcissus. It's Narcissus. I mean, give me a break. You know, the guy was a glassblower, not a reincarnation of the Buddha, you know, come on. And uh, yeah, I guess we'll all take you as seriously as you do. And we give me about a year and we work on this, you know. Narcissus. Well, what if he was? What if he was the reincarnation of Buddha's coot? Like, couldn't he be both? Couldn't he be a master? No, like that uh, magazine. Understands the in fact, there's a website called Killing the Buddha. If you meet the Buddha on the road, you should kill him. It's you wanna, that's a basic tenet of... Uh, have, you ever, have you ever read that book? What's the book where they have the three Jesuses and they lock them in a mental institute? They actually did this. They had the, uh, the three guys that all yeah. thought that they were Jesus, so they put them in an apartment together and made them live together. And uh, and then they, they all came to an agreement that only the one guy was Jesus, but the other ones were like visions of him or vest, vestiges of him. Or I don't know, it was fucking yeah. like 
It was like a something like that. Whole experiment that was done back in the day when they still did fun things with, uh, you know, obviously unethical, but you know, definitely entertaining. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, the last thing interesting that happened in America was probably hmm, when the Fed shut down Timothy Leary and the whole Millbrook thing when he was at Harvard. That was it. That's when he got his marching orders. And uh, people like one of his students then was uh, Richard Alpert, who went on to become uh, Ram Das. And uh, there's all these little weird connections back to Leary. And, you know, Larry was selling a show, you know. All you can do is follow Larry and, you know, $10 hit acid and you know you're gonna find enlightenment so life doesn't work like that so mm-hmm. um i was gonna say something pithy and then i forgot forgot hi hey may i ask you a question coot this is gorski by the way i've never talked Here's to you before but uh gorski you're new to the show so it's going to be one of these high and buy situations <laughs> okay we're gonna... Yeah, I didn't. Know, I didn't know if it was going to be a repeat or not. I just wanted to know if you had bred with the one yet, um, or if you started that because we uh, talked no about comment. that. Oh, okay. Moving on. Uh, oh no, I I haven't, but uh, others have. Oh, you're asking Coot. You're asking Coot. Yeah, yeah. That's what I. I'm sorry. I apologize if my. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah uh, no. Coot. Hi. I just wanted to. Just sorry if I'm changing the subject a little bit. I just we were supposed to ask Coot another question the other day, and I completely forgot what it was. Gorski, you're right. not fucking lying at all. You literally, I remember now. You were like, "Shit, was Coot?" Yeah, and, not a, and I was like, "Oh, I don't know." Thank yeah, you. yeah, I'm yeah. A, I'm not a breeder. I know, man. I, I apologize. Um, no, I but I've seen know. I've seen a lot of your stuff. I just was wondering because you said that that was going to be like cuts were going to be for sale, and perhaps you know, you were going to breed with the one and I didn't know if you'd pulled the trigger yet. That's all. I was just uh, waiting patiently to see if you were ever going to make seeds of that. No, it's uh, in many ways that's caused me more problems than yeah, that was a mistake. No, could it's it's uh how do I put this? Uh it, we should talk about it one of these days in some kind of a cohesive format because it's it's one of these things I, I every time you say it, hey, it's just a plant, I know that it's not just a plant for you. You know what I mean? Like it's an interesting subject. And one of these days we should talk about it because those those plants, those the strains, they they do create bonds. They 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 well, not maybe not create, but they they build bonds with us, or we build bonds with them, maybe. I don't know. Uh and uh you develop a sense of ownership or something. And so every single breeder will have a point where they get butt hurt about something. Every single person that had a plant will get butt hurt. Even if they're giving it away by the tens of thousands, there's some circumstance where they'll get butt hurt about it because there's some sense of kind of ownership or something. I don't know. We should talk about it one of these days. Cause I, how do I put this? You, you've, 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 you've been clear a few times. You don't respect what some people have done with TO, but at the same time, you've been very, open about giving it out to people, wanting people to do stuff with TO. So it's like, it's, it's an interesting dichotomy. I don't know. Yeah. I just figured that more people would have the common sense and to breed the TO with Tony, the pony. 
<laughs> <laughs> a lot of 41. Yeah, I don't know. This is a really good Kush. Dude, I, I was reading about this today and I was reminded, like, uh, how do I put this? I have a, a new idiot little seed company, right? I'm still, like I say, ripping off the the, the, the stickers and everything else. By the way, folks, fumidoro.com. But anyway, I'm learning tangibly myself that people like a little bit of novelty, but not too much novelty. And if you give too much novelty, you'll actually get a response. You know what I mean? So you have to a lot of times dial in the freaking ordinary and the bullshittian and the quotidian so that people will actually... Quotidian rhymes like with Tidian. But anyway, we're, we're getting silly. Uh, you have to blend in the quotidian so people will even recognize it as something normal. So what happens is everybody breathes in T.O. to fucking Gelato 41 because every yokel knows what Gelato 41 is. I don't know what Gelato 41 is. I don't know what the other 40 Gelatos were, but I recognize the brand. And so does everybody, every other, essentially like noob grower. And so they, they go for that. Oh, that, I recognize that. It's kind of a sad statement, but whatever. Gentlemen, shall we uh, say our good evenings and goodbyes? We have stars to catch. Smashed, I know you're uh, ready to go eat. Uh... What are you going to eat tonight, my friend? Spot pasta, spumoni, uh, a buffalo, a side of a wolf. God, there's a name out of the past. Spumoni. Spumoni. Ooh, good stuff, yeah. I don't know. I really don't know what I'm going to eat. I'm just thinking. I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to pop. Probably lay down and think about that. Pop the fire, my friend. Pop the fire. <laughs> I have a lot of enough the fire. nothing. I don't know. You know, selfishly right now, I don't know how much my stuff you pop. Frankly, right now, I don't keep track, uh, or I don't. You know, I'm not like sitting here fucking with spider webs or whatever. But uh, I, I know people have sent you testers, so I would recommend this. This goes for just the general. I don't. I realize that I'm not talking to you. I don't mean that, folks. If if folks have sent you testers, I would recommend highly popping them. You know, and if you ever wonder, like, oh, I wonder what you fucking pop. That's right. You're always asking that. Like, what should I pop? Pop the testers. Honestly, oh. pop the testers. That's and why no, people I, sent them to you. They want them to hey, be tested. You know, it's you all luck of the draw. Too. It's all luck of the draw. And readers can sit and yammer and hammer and schmooze about the sleepless nights working towards this goal of this plant. And yeah, below me, you know, he got lucky. It's Pop those OG cookies, man. No, I have some skunk house genetics I've been thinking about playing with. Some old school, like, triangle kush stuff. Smoking yeah. if you got them. Here's oh, folks. Uh, it, so. Smash, how can people find you, man? Um, Yeah, Smash Cannabis 2.0 if you want to find me on Instagram. Uh, I only have, like, 100 followers. I Pictures like this. They have more now, man. That's that's why we ask you. That's why from now on, you're not going to say if you want to follow me. You're going to say you want to follow me at Smash Cannabis. I kind of want to keep it low key though, because I don't want it to do what it did. Fuck those people. Fuck those fucking people. They can suck my rusty balls. Rusty Balzac knows the 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 expression right there, man. They can just go and fuck themselves. All that negative bullshit, man. I didn't do the photo contest for several months. Because of some fucking people that can sit and spin. Nobodies. Literal fucking nobodies. And they made me feel miserable about the like, oh, blah, blah, blah. Fuck those people. They will be nowhere in a few months. I'm going to say this openly. Like every once in a while, you have to say some stuff out loud. Those people are fucking no one. And a few months from now, they will still be miserable wretches. Whoever they partner up and fucking ride the wave of next time, they will be bitch asses to those people too. And rinse, repeat. Once a bitch ass, always a bitch ass. And I fucking fell for that shit. And now I'm realizing 
That's only time lost. I didn't send free seeds to people that could have fucking grown them. Now I would have seen more people grow cool shit that I had in my fucking vault or even my stuff that I would have sent out. Like all of that stuff. What were we talking about with Frenchy cannoli and all that stuff? Like fuck those fucking people. They can just suck my ass balls. Like just, just fuck off. Go find a rock, lick it. Just lick a lick a fucking rock. Like literally. Every once in a while, someone has to say to those people, lick a fucking rock. Jesus Christ. Seriously, people should follow Smash Cannabis 2.0 because he's a nice guy. He doesn't fuck people over. He's pleasant. He's agreeable. And he likes cannabis. Jesus H. Christ. It should be that simple in this life. No fucking drama. No nonsense. No. (laughs) Fuck all that shit. Anybody that does that shit, pay attention. Anybody that does that shit, they do it once, they do it everywhere. You will never get good things from that kind of behavior. Like, honestly. I just don't even ask anymore. You know what I mean? And his hair smells of lavender and elderberries. That's it. Well, elderberries, is that a good thing or not? We're going to have to figure that out. Uh, The French would say no. Have a good night, I shall talk to you another time. Uh, Let's see here. Captain420, how can people find you, my friend? What's, uh, What's the good word there? People can find me, uh, Ohio's Captain Dank on Instagram, and, uh, you know, I'll be back in Ohio, Michigan here in two weeks, so uh, I've got two more weeks to give you some beautiful pictures of uh, wonderful Thailand before it's back home to the snow. (laughs) Nice. But hopefully I'll have a couple months to come out and travel around the country, see some music, uh, and come visit a lot of you because there's a lot of you out there in chat that I've, uh, I think uh, I've become friends with and I respect uh, a lot of people out there and I want to, uh, you know, come meet a bunch of you. You know, I'm that type of person, uh, you know, this over zoom and everything is great but uh i'm a people person i like to shake your hand and you know look you in the eye when i talk to you and like i said i respect all of you on the panel all of you out there in chat uh much peace love and if you're going to be in michigan at the end of the month in clio michigan at buddies at clio cultivation He's got a little event going on that's August 27th and 28th. Come out and see me, uh, Eagle, a bunch of the Michigan Grow Bros out there. Uh, Hopefully Painted Lady will be able to make it up. And uh, Skillbo and all those. So if you're in Michigan, come on out. It's free. Hopefully you'll have uh, Michigan's best Grateful Dead cover band. So, you know, hey, I have to give Buddy a shout out. He's one of the only stores out there that is actually going and showing up at the municipalities to help reward some of the stuff for Michigan and their caregivers. And, you know, these events, he's been putting them on since 2011. They're free. So come on out. If you have a medical card, there is a medical tent. So there is stuff available there for you. And Friday, get there early. He gives out T-shirts and there's a bunch of raffles and giveaways from seed companies and out of his store. Plus really good discounts. 
you know, come support the community. Love y'all. Peace. <laughs> Here's Captain 420. Uh, Cascadian, how can people find you, my friend? What's a good word? Uh, Cascadian growing on Instagram. It's about the only place you'll find me except for various YouTube shows. But if you want to talk to me instead of listen to me talk to you, find me on Instagram, Cascadian Grown. That's deep, man. That's deep. We're going to have to think about that. We're going to ponder it. We're going to have to ponder it. Potent Ponics, you're excellent at pondering things. You even have a beard for pondering. Uh, people can find you at a number of different places. Uh, they can't find you. Well, I was going to make a joke. That's It's too soon. It's too soon for that joke. But uh, they will find you in a new home soon. That's exciting. Uh, you're going to be moving. You were saying anybody in Oklahoma that wants to help you move, you're like, uh, come on over, right? Um. Yeah, almost anyone get to move tomorrow, so that'll be fun uh, to the new spot, which is good. And then uh, we're moving into a new lab space uh, up in that region, which is also good. So, yeah, that'll be fun. Um, you can check me on it, Growing with Fishes podcast, iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, all the things. Uh, and uh, you can also use uh, keyword Fumi uh, for 50 bucks off the class that I teach. APMJ class. It also helps support Fumador show uh, if you use the coupon coupon code. So, uh, yeah. And uh, by the way, if someone were to want to help you move, they would have to be what about seven foot tall minimum. Uh, they have to be able to bench press about what four hundred pounds because you're moving those freeze dryers, right? Oh he yeah. Has, uh, I mean, he's got twenty of them, so. <laughs> He, I mean, he, he comes I, I did, I did before last Thursday. Yeah, I, I guess I, I probably shouldn't make jokes. <laughs> now I realize that wasn't even fair to make jokes. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, you guys don't necessarily know the story, but uh, it's, a, it's, it's, a, it, it will be hilarious at some point in the future. At some uh, point, Gorski, did I right? Uh, when you can look back one day, Gorski, did we have a chance? I can't remember anymore. Did you have a chance to say uh, your good evenings and goodbyes? Oh uh, no, it's just uh, Instagram gravy kilos. I promise we're not going to assassinate you. And if we were, going oh, you're to, good. <laughs> it's uh, all right, man. I'll, I'll live another life and come back and haunt you. Uh, <laughs> no, man. I just gravy kilos on Instagram, and I I just like making seeds. I I make no, uh, I don't know, promises. I just I just promise if you ever get any seeds sent to you from me, you'll have fun because you know. I I just like to put pollen on everything and open pollinate. So open pollination, polyhybrid heterozygous is, is my bag of tricks. So I just try to put pollen on everything, grow up outside, inside. And uh, that's about it. Sure do. Ladies yeah. and gentlemen, thank you very much for coming. I guess we're uh, leaving abruptly because we're going to go see shooting stars and stuff. It's going to be super fun. Uh, folks, I hope that, uh, I hope you enjoyed the show, frankly. Uh, if you didn't enjoy the show, I guess uh, at least it was free. You know what I mean? You don't have to pay anything. That's kind of fun. Uh, if you did enjoy the show, like, share, subscribe, tell your friends. Uh, you know, a lot of shows like mine, uh, if you if you uh, know shows like ours, well, whatever, I'm, I'm a little bit stoned, so we're not going to name all the people. But, you know, you probably have subscriptions on your list that have some, you know, cannabis-related content. Potent Ponics is one of them. For example, tomorrow, the Growing With Fishes podcast is going to be on. That's an easy one right there. I don't know why I didn't think of that. Uh, embracing Organic all those shows they're oftentimes demonetized deprioritized all that kind of stuff by the youtube algorithm they say you know like what is the youtube algorithm whatever it doesn't fucking matter we'll call it a gremlin that basically dislikes cannabis people uh like share subscribe
subscribe those channels so that they don't disappear uh, so that you see more of them and everything's better. Meantime, uh, go follow us, my friends, on uh, your favorite podcasting platform of choice. Go look up Chronic Table and uh, look up my seed company, my friends. Uh, currently, it looks like the the the, the page, I'm going to have to call it like a, just gonna have to, I'm going to have to call it something else. I'm going to have to call it like a place of many arts or something because uh, there's more photographs on it now than there are uh, seats because they all populated in one big fucking gallery. But uh, if you guys would ever like to get some uh, wall decorating uh, art of uh, Morgana or uh, Sugar Tits or uh, Cuvée or any number of different uh, flowers, I'm going to be adding a bunch more on their macro shots and everything else. Uh, please go take a look. Uh, it's uh, drop shipped from New York. So uh, those prices include uh, a flat rate shipping. So uh, if you guys want, I'll switch it to the freaking such and such shipping. So please let me know. That's literally the first day that I turned it on uh, right before the show. Uh, folks, go check it out, fumadoro.com, fumesofgold.com. And uh, in the meantime, be kind, be decent, be gentle. Don't be fucking pricks. See us tomorrow. Don't be a prick. Go see us tomorrow. Uh, well, hopefully, actually, he hasn't invited me. It's his freaking show. He might invite other people. Uh, go see Potent Ponic's show. It's always delightful. He has fantastic guests. I'm not sure. I'm not. Am I buttering him up a little bit? Oh, my God. It's an amazing show. It's fantastic in every goddamn way. Holy tomorrow shit. We actually the have uh, tallest, most yeah. handsome guest. We have uh, Quan Pham from Vietnam. He's a Vietnamese grower who has a lot of super cool um, stuff that he's done on uh, Korean natural farming, particularly Korean natural farming in regards to aquatic nutrient solutions uh, or, or, you know, more hydroponic friendly uh, or, you know, feed line friendly. Uh, so <laughs> I guess maybe is a better way to say it, even for soil growing um, uh, in terms of KNF inputs. He also has done a lot of work with like, um, okay, what are some of the better stuff to ferment for potassium for, uh, you know, specific nutrients? He kind of has a little bit different methodology and something I think is, would be really cool. A lot of people haven't been exposed to yet. Um, I actually have a couple of different KNF people that I, I look forward to bringing on the show over the next couple of months um, uh, uh, that are kind of uh, different than, uh, you know, the Master Cho uh, taught people. Um, so, um, and uh, none that there's anything wrong with that. It's just uh, different lines of thinking. We're going to learn some new different stuff. So uh, super cool to have him on. And then uh, the week after that, we have uh, Land, Ra Land Race Preservation Society coming on um, and talking to us about um, the wonderful weed of Mexico. Uh, they weren't able to come on uh, the other week. I kind of had a bunch of insane things happen when I uh, got on right as I was getting onto a plane in Georgia last week. Uh, we had a, a fire uh, at a one of the operations I work with. So um, that caused a lot of issues uh, for me personally. Um, so uh, yeah, it sucked, but uh, we won't get into the details of that. But um, needless to say, uh, you know, it, it sucked, especially because we were about to move anyway. Uh, so mm. timing really, really sucked, but um, it is what it is. Uh, nothing you can do about it now. It's so uh, we're Indeed. just kind of moving on. But, um, uh, and then we also have um, uh, Luna, uh, from uh, if you guys follow uh, any of the uh, different uh, Facebook groups, um, she's uh, super awesome. She'll be joining us uh, for a future episode. We have um, we also have the second annual virtual aquaponic um, uh, cannabis conference coming up as well. Uh, if you guys are interested in checking that out. Um, you know, we'll have all kinds of cool stuff going on uh, with that. We have a ton of different cool speakers uh, and a ton of cool topics, including a, 
a super cool talk on the soil microbes uh, and by Kevin McKernan in terms of uh, DNA breakdown rather than just trying to figure it out from a microscope and stuff like that. Or what does it actually look like if you actually analyze the DNA, uh, which tells you a whole different level of, of uh, analysis on that. So super cool uh, to have him talk on that and a whole bunch of other just really kick-ass talks. So definitely yeah. check that out. And uh, Fumador is always uh, on there now, or at least quite a bit anyways. <laughs> uh, pretty pretty close to almost every week so far. Yeah, like uh, a couple times I missed. Well, we'll see. Uh, how do I put it? Uh, dude, uh, it's funny how these shows are like, uh, I don't know. We're not going to get into it. We'll get into it a different time. This show, we've had this uh, some weird drama where people who you would have thought maybe would cause drama didn't and then the woodens that you wouldn't assume it did we're just going to leave it at that i don't know it's just it's a fucking it's a weird situation i don't know why people dude it's youtube man i don't know like it's just, it's just these are just youtube shows i don't know why there's so much fucking trouble anyway ladies and gentlemen i'm glad you guys enjoy it thank you very much for coming back every week uh if you do enjoy the show please leave a thumbs up uh, leave a comment you know what i mean sometimes uh, folks uh, leave fun comments and it's always uh, fun to see what people enjoyed in an episode or whatever but uh, anyway like, share, subscribe. Be kind, be decent, be gentle. Don't be fucking pricks. Go see Potent tomorrow. It's going to be fucking fantastic. Uh, don't forget to support your friends, man. You, you never know when channels like this will disappear. So don't forget to support Until we meet again, my friends. Adios. Thanks for hanging. Done it. I done this before you fall. I won't catch you. Don't know I'm stalling. Cause you love to have them all crying. Gonna be sweeter. Tell me you need me. But I'm from a city that's high school I give them the cinema I go uh, Cause you a bad man, you she don't love money She break cars real fast like on money Wanna swim down to the deep end Wanna know all my secrets, honestly Can you keep it real? Cause honestly I can tell that you real fond of me Baby, don't be shy
make it all night. 